So, just for context, we made that dice roll for the Law Legion on 21st February 2019. Yes! Hello and welcome to Phosphex Party, the very first of our Law episodes. We're going to cover the uh, berobed pederasts that are the Dark Angels. That's drink one, here we go. Chin chin! I should say before we get started, me and Ant are on the uh, on the booze because mm. we know. Uh, I think we we totaled it up in the car, didn't we, Ant? What we know about Dark Angels could be roughly equated to be jack shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know the pederasts, obviously, uh, and the light wearing hoods. Um, but that's it. That's pretty much. So I, I don't know about you. I'm here for the knowledge. I'm here for you the know ge- knowledge journey. That's I want to hear what's happening. As a great man once told me, if you don't ask, you don't get. Absolutely. So, uh, me and Ant, we're going to sit here, we're going to get a bit jolly, and we're going to listen to uh, Ross and, and, and uh, Spin tell us all about Dark Angels. Before we get into that, let's do some introductions. So, how is everybody? Alright, yeah. Oh, good, actually, yeah. Um, have we, oh, you've had COVID, haven't you? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, Spin's <laughs> he's definitely not, had he's it. not confirmed that you've had COVID, well, but you I might was, have had it. When it was back in November 19... There was a few people I've heard. I was said that very, very, very poorly. However, my constitution is like an ox. So I might have had it, I might not. It might have just been really a bad flu. But then I've not had any confirmed cases in nearly, what, two, two and a half years? Yes. And considering what I do... It'd be two years... What date it'd be on? two years now, wouldn't it? In March. 29th so, yeah. of March is... Because two years ago is when I picked up my Apocalypse Survival Kit. Oh, which was a massive bag of American pancakes um, and two massive tubs of maple syrup. Wow. That's your apocalypse survival kit. That was my apocalypse survival. Why kit. maple syrup? Because to put on the pancakes. Oh, Isla's here. Oh yeah, we should yeah. introduce yeah. Isla. Say, 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 hi, say hello, hello, Isla. Hi. There's now, literally hundreds, maybe tens of people that are listening. Right? <laughs> there, are, there are literally <laughs> dozens of people <laughs> listening right now. So you know how you've got a YouTube channel? Yeah. What's it called? Um, I know the game. Go subscribe, guys. Give us some love. Hit, hit that, that like button. button. <laughs> <laughs> hit, the, hit the bell to get notifications. Yeah. Well. Oh, Mate, we've got a YouTube channel, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about that. Is it just white noise? No, it's video clips. <laughs> but I mean, I, suck my dick. I, I assume you're asking Ant whether he's had COVID because you had COVID. Yeah, I had COVID. Oh, did you come down with it then? Yeah. yeah that's what I've seen for like that's why I'm four weeks. Down. I thought you had like. Some that no- was last week. Well, the notice of the Nova, the Nova virus is COVID. I, no, no. I had, no, 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 no. Yeah. I had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And then the week after, I caught norovirus. Oh. And then in between, we went on holiday, didn't you? Yeah. Why are you yeah. licking tramps? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> They're so, very tasty. So I like a salty tramp. You've, you've done like the oh. Iron Man version of the viruses all in one go. I'm going to go for flu next week. Nice. And do the nice. triple. I was fully expected to turn up tonight to see Dan at half of his size. Yeah, I haven't irritatingly lost any weight. I think it's probably from 51 now. <laughs> That's it. You know, it's like, no, you just get fat from this point on, mate. You want to sit down there? I'm charging. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm here. I'm still alive. Mm, give, me a, give, me, give, me, give me a fist bump. Yeah, that. baby. Room, Let's chink that to that. Yeah. I didn't realise. Sorry, otherwise I would have, like, sent you, like, a will or, like, a, like a co-op <laughs> funeral plan or something. Jesus I did, Christ. I did actually say to Shell, I said, I said, Shell, I don't want to worry you. 
said, my hobby stuff's not in the will. <laughs> but said, just make Ant the executor for my hobby estate <laughs> and he'll make sure that he'll get people get the stuff that they deserve. You say, you say that, but I have got a will and Spin is my hobby executor in the will. <laughs> To be honest with you, the thing I've always said is if anyone dies, all I want is your music collection. <laughs> because music is very personal to each person. I, I mean, just I'll give you the, I'll write the login details for my uh, Spotify. Yeah, oh, for I, Google. When you die, can I have your money? money. He hasn't got any. <laughs> of course you can. Uh, you want three pounds. <clears throat> I want um, your house, yeah. I want but your car. You've got a house car. anyway, yeah. The car's worth about 250 I can sell it on eBay. Um, it'll, be, it'll be, yeah, okay, go on, carry on. I want Gary. I want. Gary's the, yours anyway. Yours yeah, ten want, years. I want the snail. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, cat, the cat's yours as well. Oh yeah. I want the PS5. Ooh, I want the PS4. And the PS10. they cannot go to anyone. I know. I'm keeping. Are you expecting your dad to die next week? Because <laughs> yeah. that's a concern. <laughs> You're gonna knock me off. I want Winston. What? what? I want Rico. I want the butcher guy. Oh, now, oh, now, oh, 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 now, oh, now he's She's eyeing up the world of you. The butcher gang is the knights. Yeah, because I painted the three knights. And, you know, like the normal plastic yeah. ones. And um, I was a bit kind of like, I weren't too sure. I was going to call them like Mo Larry and Thingy. Oh, yeah, like yeah. From the, the Three Stooges. Stooges. Um, but then I had to turn around and say, call them the Butcher Gang. And it's because of Bendy and the Egg Machine. Is yeah. that copyright? Yeah, it probably is, but it oh, doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's going to hunt us down on, on exactly. there. So, yeah, so but now, now they're now known as the Butcher Gang, the three plastic knights. And I was obsessed with them because apparently they're pretty. Yeah, they are pretty. They're purple. But it was um, at the very beginning of the pandemic because all the will writing companies were like, if you're a frontline yeah, teacher, we'll do your wills for free, you and your partner. Yeah. So we did ours, and I was like, well, she's not going to know what to do with any of my miniatures and stuff. So it's actually in my will that should I pass away, spin is to. Was it while I was in hospital? No, this before you went into hospital. Because then <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that, that was inconvenient timing if yeah, you were going, oh because yeah. Then, because then your brother rang me and was like, uh, it's not looking too good, like, you might want to send your last like thing. And I was sat here like, but he's he's going to be the executor of my hobby stuff. <laughs> okay. I only get to amend my will once. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very interesting. My will is probably so out of date, I should really sort it out. How out of date? We're probably looking at about... 265 years. This is a very... Uh, in-depth conversation for the, for the hellos. The last, the last time I, when I, when I, in fact, the last will I did was when I was in the TA. Jeez. And okay. that's, that's got to be, what, 23-ish years ago? Yeah, I might want need looking at. Yeah, definitely. Probably giving all your stuff to girlfriends. But, but no past. longer exist in my head. But yeah. Anyway, swiftly moving. Yeah, so you survived. Anyway, we're all we're all still alive. Yeah. I've not had COVID. Fuck you lot. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Yeah. Well, it's because we've been forced to go out because you know, uh, landlords got to get those rent payments. <laughs> right, yeah. Get back in the office. <laughs> back in the office. Um. Cool. So, but. Today's episode, we're going, to, we're going to have a little spin around our um, hobby progress, which I, I have to say from my perspective, it's going to be real damn quick. Uh, but then we're going to jump straight into um, our Dark Angels lore episode. Ooh. Which, which will mostly consist of me reading things, and you a... guys jumping in and asking questions, and interrupting, and making uh, probably Jim Savile jokes. This is, <laughs> this is what they come here for. <laughs> For those of you that are regular listeners, you might remember that we did actually roll for this, didn't we? We did a, a, 
and roll to see which of the Dark Angels we do a lore episode on. Yes, which of the Dark Angels? Which of the Legions? Which of the Legions, sorry. Which which of the Legions we should do this on? uh, Three years ago. Three years ago. 2019. Videoed spin rolling a D20 and truth is for me rolled one. Yep. (laughs) True Spencer Fraction rolled one. Quite fitting. Should we uh, we do Holy Progress, chaps? Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm doing Azure Cloud uh, a certification for Microsoft, so I haven't done anything because all of my spare time has been either being ill or revising for exams. You build some you demons when you're on holiday? I did build all of my corn demons while I was on holiday. What, blood letters? Yeah. Blood letters, some blood uh, blood crushes, the dudes on the big juggernauts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and some flesh hounds. And were the crushes flaggy, I take it now? They're all plastic. They're yeah, all plastic. it's all plastic now. I got, uh, so the army is basically three start collecting corn demon boxes. Oh. And then the Forge World Demon Prince, who's going to be the, my boss man. So with regards to like, how you're going to paint them, are you going to paint them in traditional red, or are you going to go for something a bit more sexier? Uh, no, I am going to do them red, because uh, I want to get them done as quickly as possible. Yeah. The, uh, the sexiness is going to be in the blades. I'm going to do the blades. Um, I've been practising getting... Um, like a fiery, like out of the forge, hot right, glow. Okay. Yeah. I've had a cool. few goes it in the past. It's been all right, but well, I've, I've got, got a, I've nailed it now. I've got a good recipe for red. Okay. Oh no, you've got it. You've obviously done your work there. So Nick is sweating now because earlier earlier in the week, maybe last week, he messaged me about his building his building nullificators for his blood angels, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. Like, the local scene's going to need some Ghostbusters soon. <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? I was like, don't worry about it. Because you're doing demons. I've revived my demon project. Ooh, tech demons. Another yet-to-be-revealed member of the community is doing demons that I'm helping them with. See, theoretically, I've got a 40k 4th edition demon army in the attic. Oh, get it out. You use Because in the ruins, the runestorm rules are great. And they're all painted, man. I'll just yeah. turn up and just do the whirlwind. Gotta say, got no interest. To be honest with no you, they should be right up your whack alley. Really yeah. What? Hang on. When is it? Uh, my whack alley. You have ten iron habits with last cannons. Yeah. So I've got one unit. Oh, also, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm loop, yeah. loop the most on the whack. on the whack scale. I'm loop. Well, I've only got one atrapos knight. Stop. Stop. You're I'm half stop. a loop. You're half a loop. I'm not. You I'm not used your Preferian. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I used it. The used me. I've used those in a total of three games. Look, I'm just saying you're closer to to Luke than you are Kurt. <laughs> Well, the thing, the thing is, though, for me, I'm not... Even though I would be interested in demons, and I was talking to Keith about this earlier, I popped over to see Keith. Hello, Keith, how are you doing, mate? We should send um, him some more toast. Hey? We should send him some more toast. I think I think it's definitely on the agenda. White toast. What? Oh, White toast. White toast. I'll explain in a second. Story for another time. Um, and I was talking about how I've done my bit of... Which I'll go through in a minute, my bit of painting. And if I was to do demons, I'd do them kind of like very black and white, monochrome, like yeah. horror-esque type stuff. So, but I can't, I, I can't do another army at the minute. I'm just like, I've got too much other stuff on the go. So yeah, I've just I don't, there's something about the demon army. I don't. There's nothing that's inspired me. Well, yeah, I, you, I do one if I got the inspiration. You don't like do spooky one. stuff, though. It's not even necessarily that. I've just. Even back in 40k or fantasy, like the a demons, like ghost marines, that'd be quite cool. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Legion of the Damned, yeah. which have got a law reason now. For, they have been introduced, haven't they? No, I don't know. They have it's, been introduced. They kind of have, but they shouldn't have been. Is it Master of Mankind? Yeah, they, they, ADB got a bit out of the box with Master of the Mankind and was like, the Emperor turned up. Ferris Manus shows up. Wait, Ferris Manus is dead. 
Well, a bunch of ghost marines. What? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, because I've not really got. Like, if I did chaos in 40k or yeah. fantasy, it was always like in fantasy. It was always it would have been like the knights, the warriors, the warriors and yeah, stuff. Never would have been no, no would have done uh, demons of any kind. See, Same I, with 40k, it would have been chaos marines, no demons. I just they've never been sort of you know a model range or an army that's kind of inspired me. See, I like the demons just because it's to me it's like raw pure chaos, as in the form. And like the idea of them coming out of the warp and as they as you play, certainly in like some of the previous editions of 40k, it's like they're easy to get rid of later in the game because they yeah. start leadership tests, and it's the same kind of thing with with. Uh, they um the first two turns of the game they're like plus one strength, and then third turn they start tapering off. Yeah. So they yeah. lose strength and then don't get on as good. Yeah. Mm. See, I, I, it's the one bit of. Um, Games Workshop's line where I, th- I don't think they've got a dud. I uh, think all of the all the, of their demon stuff. The new Nurgle beasts are pretty dumb. They're, yeah, they're, they're sort of like the sloppy bile piper, but that's AOS, so you can stick up your arse, frankly. <laughs> yeah, but the Nurgle stuff's a bit cartoony compared. I, you see, part me. of me really likes that because in the lore, like the, all the Nurgle stuff, kind of revel in the fact that it's decay, and they're all yeah. like, they're all happy about it. Yeah, they're happy yeah. about it, but. Like the miniature range was always grim enough that yeah. it, it made it scary. Yeah. And now, especially with the new Plague Marines, where it's like all big grins and stupid belly mouths and stuff, it's like, well, that's not scary anymore. No. That's just dumb. Tongue and tongue and cheek. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but Plague Bearers, the standard, the plastic Plague Bearers, I think, are brilliant. Mm. Great unclean ones. Yeah. Uh, I every time I think I want to paint a Greater Demon, you know, get one of the Greater Demon models and put, to paint it. I've got a, a blood letter, bloodthirst. Sorry, I'm like, I'll get a, I'll get a, a keeper of secrets. Oh no, I'll get a great unclip. Oh no, I'll get. A, I can never decide which yeah. one to get because they're all good kids. I get them all. Yeah, well, probably will do. Eventually. The new, um, the new slash ones are really nice. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, the ones, the ones, yeah, the they ones where you've got like the wings. Yeah, like the, yeah, they're super. They're I've super always liked the Lord of Change, especially when they did the plastic Kairos model. The yeah. Although it is quite funny because um, I've been playing the uh, new Total War game because oh. it's got all the demons in it as yeah, well. Yeah. And what I hadn't realised, and I'd forgotten, but it is on the plastic model and I would have to take it off, is one of the heads has got like this hat. And every time I look at it, it looks like one of those hats with a propeller on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, no, that's coming off. Like yeah. the spinning bow tie as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I've built, de- built some demons, but I haven't so, painted anything. Well, no, the thing is, if you've been dying slash busy, and you know, you've had all yeah. the things on your mind, didn't you? So. Got, got to make those, got to make that dollar. Yeah, very true. So, what have you been painting then? Well, a couple of weeks ago, in fact, two weeks today, I was in Leicester with the child, and I was in Forbidden Planet, and on the shelf, there was Hero Quest. Which I then promptly sent a picture into the 69th fleet. Lots of people got very excited. I got carried away <laughs> and basically bought it with my 10% NHS discount, which Boom. was catching. Um, so I've been playing around with that. So I did a test model, then a test couple of, like, because they were the different NPC monsters, but they're the same pose, but there's like multiples of them because it's a board game. So basically, I painted all the bad guys. Out of the main box and the two add-ons, all done. 
Although I've done them in like a monochrome colour, so they're... It's a bit Sin City, isn't it? Yeah, but then what I've done is I put um, uh, Blood of the Blood God, Blood Effect onto like the weapons or the hands or the teeth or whatever would like kind of chomp on you and then give them all like kind of red eyes and that's basically, that's what I've done. They look really good. striking, they look really cool. Well I wanted to, it's, I like my board games every so often, so like, you know, like, I've not played Curse City yet, still in the cellar frame, but stuff like Hero Quest, stuff like, um, Warhammer Crusade and, and all the kind of like Black Hearthstone Fortress and all this kind yeah. of stuff and those games I, I really enjoy those kind of games because it's something just it's in the box get it out and play the game put it away you don't have to worry about doing a three or four thousand word army list but it's one of those for me I've never had a painted board game box even though I wanted to always I, I started making quite a good inroads on the Blackstone Fortress box where I painted all the traitor card yeah. Um, and then they never released them as a general release, and I was like, "Why?" Um, that but does seem like a massive oversight. Just, just, just like you know, when you're just like that, it's, it's such a good model. So anyway, um, so and this was the first time I sat there and I was like, "I want to do something completely off the wall for me." Anyway, not paint them as models, but paint them as kind of like visions, kind of thing. Was um, yeah. I was talking to um, Keith about this earlier. There's a film called Tomorrow War. And the first time you see the aliens, you can't quite work out what they are, or the or the people in the film can't suss out what they are, because the mind doesn't recognise what it is because it's like nothing you've never seen before. Yeah. And only a little bit later on into the film do they start kind of recognising them and kind of picking out bits, and then the form of the of the alien appears, or you work out what it is from a from a distance, and that's how I imagine these NPCs are, and it's it's that's the kind of mindset behind it, and it was also really really quick really quick to paint so yeah. it looks really cool so I must have smashed out about 50-ish models in about a week and a bit back on your bullshit absolutely but now that's kind of given me the incentive to do sort out tall Dave's towel so they're now on the painting table I'm kind of in the process of doing initial coats and all that stuff kind of the airbrushing stage and then once I've done that then I'll be like right what do I want to do, do next so then I might start aiming towards the big bird because yes. it's, clean, it's cleaned up and ready to go. All I've got to do is order the light kit, well, paint the insides and sort the light kit out, and then it's the external, which all won't take long anyway. It's like airbrushing and weathering. It's like it'll be as quick as Jake and his bloody space wolves. <laughs> he painted them so quick. Nice man. Well, I saw him first time properly on Thursday, uh, Wednesday. They look really good. Mm. Really good. So yeah, that's all I've been doing recently. So it's not been too bad. Who's going next? Uh, I can go next. Not done a great deal of hobby, but I have been hobbying. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I've, I, once again, I've uh, lost a lot of uh, motivation. Uh, I think we've now going back to the office on a permanent basis now. I've kind of knew this would happen, is that it would put like, the, the brakes on any kind of hobby-related stuff. Uh, but I have slowly continued with my um, King Fluff um, Zomortalis army. I've the Knight Errant. Yeah, I've seen that you've built some more stuff. Yeah, but that's basically all up where, where I'm at at the moment because it's all very particular pieces and stuff like I think I've explained on a previous uh, episode. Um, I'm being quite careful about what parts are used, what weapons are going where and what the poses are and these sort of things. And I've still been waiting on a few bits and pieces to uh, to kind of finish things off. But... I've pretty much got all the vets to the stage now where I can start putting, like, getting 
paint onto them if we need to. Mm. Holy shit, um, we do need to. Just the, hashtag, just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is why I give myself six months because I knew it'd take me probably six months to do all this. Well, when is the uh, thing we do? First weekend of July. Yeah, first and second of July or yeah. second so, of July, something like that. Uh, so you got you got basically five five months. Not left. About four months. Yeah, three, about three or four months now. Okay. Um, but I've got I've made a start on the Terminators. Uh, I got the bits I need for them. Okay. Uh, just need to I've cleaned off uh, the well, the Crooks Terminators on them. Giddy. Um So and started putting those together. Um, started I've prepped the dreadnought. Uh, I'm now thinking about picking up a, one of the new plastic um, assassin models to use. Uh, so I went into Warhammer World on Friday to pick one of those up. The only assassin model they don't have in stock. So which one's that? The Calidus assassin. You oh, know, the, the shapeshifter. Yeah. So uh, that was a bit frustrating. <laughs> Looks like she's dropping down from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I went in on Friday to pick one of those up after work, but that was the only one they didn't have, unfortunately. So. But there's no real rush for that. I'm so. just thinking, actually, when am I getting my Warhammer TV model? When it's after a year. Uh, you, when you've subscribed for a year, you uh, get the model. Oh, you gone for the Eversor? Oh, uh, I think I did. Yeah, I've gone for the Eversor yeah. on that as well. The, 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 the Org model was a bit rubbish to be honest Sorry? It's not an Eversor, it's a Vindicare. Oh, Vindicare, Vindica, sorry, not Eversor. Yeah, Vindicare Mill. That's the, yeah, the school mask. Just close I kill everybody! Always like the anti-psycho like anti one. Culexus. Yeah, they were great against well, older. Speaking of Eversor Assassins, if you want to check chat. Uh, I built mine. Really? Oh, mm -hmm. baby! Um, yeah, so for those of you obviously that can't see it, it's, it's the plastic Eversor Assassin, and I've used one of the marine casualties. I think it's from Corax. Oh, check you out, yeah. Mr. Fancy Pants. Is that blue tack I see before me? Yeah, it's just a bit of white tack. They are pinned. Oh, okay. Because obviously the pin is just in there, not glued. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't stay up right. Um, and I got all my stuff together to start building my Marauders. Ooh. My Egghead order arrived for the bits that I need for my Forge Lord. So yeah, I've got my, got my stuff. And now, I mean, one of the things that was stopping me, kind of like last month and slightly before, is um, I was diagnosed with an uh, issue with my, with my ribcage, mm. which is why I've like, hit the, like, been hitting the gym really hard and stuff like that. Yeah. So, kind of like uh, in the other chat that we have with Will and Steph, Will was talking about like having a discipline switch. So, like deciding to do a thing whether you want to do it or not, which is what he does with hobby. Yeah. So he'll sit down at the end of the day and be like, right, I'm going to do two hours of hobby. Right. Okay. Uh, and I've kind of had to apply that to other things. Yeah. But now, I'm I'm finding it easier to be like, I'm starting to like going to the gym basically. Yeah. So. Can be one of those meatheads. I mean, I am tracking my macros, and <laughs> I have ordered protein shakes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, come, you know what we need to do. You know when you when you're a bit more able, and you can like, you don't use your stick and stuff. Yeah. My motivational technique would be put a steak suit on and make you run through the streets of where get all the dogs chasing you. <laughs> run! So yeah, that, that, I think I'm at the place now where. I've got a balance between doing the stuff I need to do to make sure to, because basically the issue with my chest was, I was having chest pains to the point where I was like, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. Like this is definitely a heart attack, but had none of the symptoms or anything like that, 
Um, and the doctor's basically confirmed that it's an issue with, with the muscles around my ribcage because of the injury I did to my back. Yeah. So, like, touch wood, I haven't had pain in my chest where I thought I was going to die for a few, like, about a week and a half. Well done, that's good. I mean, but that feels like a win. That's it is, it is a win. There. But, it, like, it comes with a lot of other assorted, like, pains and stuff. Yeah. So I still know that I have an issue to deal with. It's just not but to the, the point where, like... You, if, if you're not feeling that that severe pain in your chest, then that's definitely a step. Definitely a step. Oh yeah, right yeah, yeah. How does it feel? It's because um, I'm kind of swimming a lot. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy that. Uh, the gym is more difficult. Okay. But that's because I'm waiting on a physio appointment to find out. Because I I need to rebuild some of the muscles in my back that were damaged. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to have like a specific regimen of exercises right, to do. Right. Okay. So I haven't started doing weights yet because I don't exactly know what yeah. what I need to do. Yeah. So like I just got, I go with little, um, and I'll just do I I I use like the treadmill and like the bike and stuff like that yeah, and just yeah. just smash out like hour forty five minutes of cardio. Yeah. And yeah. then come home and and be like, why am I doing this? But then about an hour and a half later, I'm like. Fuck yeah, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I suppose, it's, if you consider the sedimentary lifestyle that you've fucking hell, it's a way to work mode. If you consider <laughs> the sedimentary lifestyle that you've lived for the past X amount of years, and then suddenly you're kind of doing something that's completely yeah. out of the norm, psychologically, you are going to be sitting there thinking, why, you know, why? But then, like you said, you, you've then got that kind of switch that flicks where you, you feel, you're starting to feel the benefits. Mm. You, you know, you probably have more energy and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's it's, um, it's really weird. I hadn't realised. Obviously, before lockdown and stuff, I wasn't out and about doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I was going out and doing stuff. Yeah. And then the the lockdowns happened, and I got used to not going out. Yes. So it's been it's been a real culture shock. Especially because, like, going swimming and stuff, there's other people. Yeah. And I've had to kind of relearn how to deal with people that yeah, I don't know yeah. or. Probably just want to throw punch them, basically. Well, because most of it, most of the time when we go swimming, it's either people like older people who are there because they they need to get some exercise, yeah, or it's like younger ones that are training for something, yeah, yeah, and they all want to talk to you and be like, "Hi, how are you doing?" Yeah. Like, and, and it's it's really nice, but at the same time, it's like, how do I talk to a normal person who doesn't understand what the Horus Heresy is? <laughs> just ask them about you know Star Trek or Star Wars and see what reaction you get. Hello, have That's... you have you heard the good word of Erebus? Take take seriously. Uh, take take the take the um... take me with you. I'll convince them. Yes, yeah, cool to Dan. Here we go. Here's to here's to the here's to the eight way path. <laughs> <laughs> chin yeah. chin. Like I said, I think I've found a good balance between doing that and like getting some hobbying. So I really enjoy building the assassin, as fiddly as he was, because it like he come it, it comes in so many weird parts. Yeah. Oh, that's the one thing I'm really hating with yeah. the current plastics. Like the, both both the legs. Weird connections and that's why split they've got yeah. bodies, legs, arms, head done. But like one leg is separate from the torso, which is yeah. fine. I can understand why. And then one arm, both arms are separate. The head's its own piece. Yeah. And then I had a piece left that was like a bandolier with a sword on it. And I was like, I don't know where this goes. And I'm looking at the instructions. And I'm looking at the picture, and it it kind of sits over the join of one of the arms to yeah. hide where it's joined the torso. Yeah. And I was like, as as annoying as that kit was to build, it's, it's gone together in such a way that you can't really see any of the joins. It's really really nice. The new the new the new plastics because I remember when that first came out, that was in the one of the box sets, weren't it? Like a it was the Assassin's Force or something like that. Oh, it was yeah. Execution Force. Yeah, yeah. We had loads of yeah, Chaos yeah. in there. 
and then you had the four new assassins and that's the only way you could get hold of the four new assassins was in that box mm. and it sold ridiculous they used to go for a stupid yeah. money on ebay um then they released them all separately yeah but um the way the new plastics go together are very very clever however on the flip side for you know like in for spence and his conversion factor it's yeah it's they, they, I, I, the re from what I gather, the reason why they did it is more about like uh, maximizing the sprues yeah, and how yeah. they work and this and the other. But part of me also thinks it's like a way of stopping bit sellers from just buying kits and. But, but I don't see why that was. But it's going to be deal. It's going to be the manufacturing process. Yeah, so that's it's obviously, uh, but it just makes it. I mean, you obviously still do conversions. Obviously, there's people out there, especially Jack um, Anvils, where these he uses a lot of the the plate marine, forty yeah. like k plate marine stuff and. He does great work with converting those down to heresy models, um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, you, what you could do is obviously you could you could build them and then cut the parts off if you need it. Mm -hmm. There are still ways of make you making you worth, but I think it's for me. I'm more of a kit basher. Yeah. I like taking the bits and pieces and just throwing them together into some new form, as opposed to true conversion work, which is you know molding. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, like a bit like what Nick did with his. Um, Multiplicator, uh, where you know he's using green stuff to like sculpt details oh, onto it and stuff yeah. like that. You know that's that's for me when I get to green stuff stage or anything new guys get green stuff. I'm like, no, nah, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, so you just got to be a bit brave, though, really, haven't you? I, no, I've been there, been done that, tried that, and given up on it. So. Uh, well, got it's be, more patience, which I don't have. Yeah, but well, you, you're not going to be instantly great at something straight away. It's like I was talking to Kane about this the week, and it's like, you know, you've got to do something X amount of time before you become good at it. So you've got to learn to accept failure and to let, you know, but then also setting your own expectations of, well, what do you want to achieve? Well, I want to be able to get a nice, smooth finish. Right, brilliant, tick the box. And then you kind of progress it from there. Right, I want to suss out how to do fur or folding cape or whatever. So it's just, yeah, I know what you're saying. But, you know, walk before you can run. That's all it is, isn't it? So, but, there you go. Um, right, so, you did the assassin then? Did the assassin. Got all my stuff together for my marauders. Ordered the bits from my forge lord. Nice. So, I'm waiting on a head from Lieber de Monica, which yeah. is now, me and Ollie didn't, or, Ollie put a big order in and I just slipped in, like, the Dark Angels pack, because I need the hooded head. Yeah. Just like a bloody dark angel to do Slipped like it that. in. Slipped in when no one so so Just out of interest, where do they post from? Uh, uh, Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> so we, we got the order in and he had his confirmation of postage before it kicked off. Yeah. So we're, we're just waiting. Yeah. Neither of us have mentioned it to the other one yet because I think we're both fully aware that that might not turn up. Okay. Um, Some Russian conscripts got that in his back pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just what? like... It's talismans. Who are we talking about at the moment? Lieber de Monica. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. there's a couple of them. There's Lieber de Monica. Tortuga Bay. Tort uh, fuck Tortuga Bay. No, but the, yeah, they are also based in yeah. Ukraine. But because the, they've been, the guy who runs that has been posting, you know, he's, 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 they've got it, he's got out and then he's gone back in because he's still got family and yeah, they've, got, they've, they've moved the business to Estonia. Yeah. Which again, is probably not the greatest move if Putin's on his bullshit. Um, there's a, there was another one, another couple of like bits producers. Artel. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they are Russian though. Yeah, they're Russian based. Yeah, they're having real trouble at the moment. Haven't they? So those they, they can't process payments. Yeah, they can't do anything at the moment, can't they? They're really struggling. Yeah. One of the cosplayers, you know, Lissandra cosplay. She does yeah. the Lilith Hesperex and yeah. the, all the elder ones. Gilly. I was reading her. She put a thing on Instagram, and she's. It looks like she's just basically fled to the states because they were trying to make out that she's a dissident. Wow. Because she's been posting about the war on Instagram. And apparently, the Russians are talking about making Meta, so like Facebook and Instagram and all that, declaring them as a radical organisation. So anyone that uses oh, they've, them... They've done that to Instagram. Cause have they? Yeah. Yeah, because Instagram's been shut down as of Monday. Yeah. Or no, an extremist organisation. Basically, she was, from what I read, she was saying that people that are using those apps in Russia through VPN and stuff yeah. could end up in prison. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn. Well, because they brought in the law where if you did anything that was basically anti-government slash anti-war, then it's 15, is it 15 years? 15 years. Jail time is like... You see, that's that's why we're a free country, because we only get 10 years in prison if we get arrested. Is it fine? 10 years. That's only if we're loud. So, if Pretty Patel decides you're annoying, you get ten years in prison. <laughs> yeah, I'd get life. Yeah, but yeah. So, like, there's a, there's a few creators and a few painters that I've seen drop off Instagram because they're Russian or Ukrainian. Yeah. It is. It is not good. No, it's not good. But yeah, other than that, like, I've got all barring uh, my Terminators, which I think I'm getting off you at some point, Dan. Yeah, I just keep forgetting to bring them because I'm a yeah. flake. Sorry. Well, I should be at club. Um, more often now, anyway. So I will get one. Yeah, Necromunda. Yeah, that's yeah, my next hobby project as of no, next week. No, finish. You, finish your <laughs> we start Listen in a week. At the time, I've got no gang to use. So yes, it's my current. Don't worry about it. I could carry on using the models I've got if you don't mind boxing. Bloody space marines. No yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I was going to start making. Finish, mixed finish, finish your king flood thing. Oh, how long? So. Can I jump in a bit later? Because I've, I've yeah, got the Lac gang. You, basically, for anybody who lives in the Leicester or Leicester area, if you've gone to the Leicester Fatcatch, you can join in. So it's uh, the 23rd of March for a month. You've got to play your first game. Right. And that's it. Okay. And then when we're into April, second game. And it's just as simple as that. Okay, uh, okay, cool. That's it. Anyway, sorry, go on, carry on. Yeah, and once, uh, once I've got those final bits, like that'll be my... ZM Force because I'm I'm paired up with Spin mm. unless Kurt selects me as his boyfriend in which case I'll be using the only the only difference that I'll have for the list is I drop the Nemedian Reaver and yeah. take a cool Exus Assassin instead so I'll have two Assassins <laughs> <laughs> boom <laughs> it's a cool Exus is pretty rough as well isn't it he's pretty bad he's like hey you can only hit me on a one or a two plus uh, Psychic Hadouken that should be quite funny that should well I, do you know, uh, I've, I've forgotten how long ago I finished my army for the Inflithon as well. And I knew, so I it, was like, this it was end of October. Yeah. yeah, it was like 45 minutes after you bought the tickets. Mm, yeah, far off it. <laughs> right, should we get on this Dark Angels episode? Yeah, tell us about Dark Angels, because I don't know anything about them. Do you want a refill, Dan? Sorry? Do you want to show we get refilled? I'm already on it. I'm on yeah, Dan's halfway through his wine. Hang on, let me, let me get the Coke. And... You, can, you can get a refill, fella, because you need some rum in your face. <laughs> should, should we wait till I get back then? I'll put some elevator music in. Do, do, oh do, yeah! Do, do. I've got a wicked soundboard for uh, Discord and D and D. You got um, voice mod. Yeah. It's so it doesn't work on Mac, and I'm so salty. It's really good. Yeah, I've um, I've used it a couple of times on my friend's machine, and I'm like, that's why once that. So, for for the podcasters, when the guys arrived 
today, I was in the middle of uh, having like an existential rage fit because I thought my Mac had died. But when it does eventually bite the bucket, bite the bucket? Near enough. And when it ends up in the bin, yeah. um, I'll be getting a Windows machine because I'm just, I'm done with Apple. That's going to upset how yeah. that is, isn't it? Well, like Being my, a corporate whore that he you, is. You've got to rip the plaster off at some point, I feel. As, See, far, as, as far as my loyalty to Apple goes, oh. is phone and iPad. Right? The, the, I bought a MacBook because it used to be industry standard for what I did. But now every piece of software that used to be Mac only has a Windows option because Apple were like, uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to charge thousands of pounds for equipment and we're going to price you out of the... Like industry market as well as the like domestic market, so I'd say, in the defence, Apple were very very good in the very beginning. Oh yeah, they were great. They, in the they beginning. were. They pushed the envelope. Yeah. Completely. Whereas now. Well, Steve Jobs died, didn't he? Yeah. So there's, and, there's no and, innovation there. Android has kind of excelled. I've got to say though, I used well. Obviously, when I came out of hospital, because I couldn't get my phone working, I was using an Android phone. Couldn't get on with no, it. I don't think I'll ever use After an Android phone. Trying to use it, just cannot get on with it. They just, they just don't. For me, they're just not intuitive enough compared to using an Apple for so long. But it's, it, it, it's individual personal yeah. preference at that point. Yeah. I think it was. I think we had a good conversation in the Sixty Nine where you had Ali being obviously Team Apple, Captain Walgard, and then you had Ollie who was like, "I can outfit my entire house in Android smart yeah. devices with the price of one." laptop type thing and I was yeah. like absolutely like had I not had I spent the money on that that I spent on that MacBook more wisely mm. I could have had an absolute beast of either a, a normal PC or a laptop yeah. and probably a bunch of peripherals Yeah. but like I say at the time there were still packages that I used yeah. that only ran on Mac Yeah. and then over the past like because it's a three year old laptop so over the past like two years almost all of them have transitioned over and it's just like well there's, there's nothing left from a professional point of view that means I need this no, no. also I'm not currently in the industry no. so but anyway it, it's basically a very expensive podcasting machine but it's pretty though it's very it pretty. does look nice yeah, yeah. right here's to Here the first lore episode okay so this Crack is on. the Dark Angels lore episode first Legion of Startes so we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna go through the founding, the unification, and then we'll do the Great Crusade into the heresy. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ant's gone bright red. Yeah. This is really nice, Shiraz. <laughs> so we'll start at the beginning. so it's the proto legions were being developed at the same time that um the Emperor was conquering terror with the Thunder Legions. Oh, Question oh, oh, Hang on, sorry, sorry. What, what, what's a proto-legion? So the, the proto-legion is basically the very start of the legions. So they're, they're, they're take a step back. You know what the Thunder Warriors are, don't they're you? They're the psychopaths that only lasted X amount of yeah. time. And yeah, they, they were wiped They were basically out. built... They, they, were, they were betrayed and then wiped out They were effectively fast-produced by the Emperor so, so they, they could conquer the... Conquer yeah, terror. so they're the psychopaths who went... They just basically they were just like murderous crazy. They're basically yeah, murders yeah, murders yeah, with yeah. lots of kit, basically. Yeah, the best way to look at the proto legions is they're space marines that were made before they conquered Luna. So they didn't have the Selenar gene tech. Right. So on 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 Luna there was a civilization called the Selenar. Okay. And much like Mars, they had partitioned themselves away from Terra. 
So this is the moons. Yeah, yeah. So this is the moon. Right. They were supreme geneticists. In oh, the, they so designed like the dudes from Star Wars. Yes, very much. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they designed yeah, their. Yeah, um, they would design their offspring to have certain traits, not just like physical traits, but personality traits oh, and things like that. Okay. They were like the epitome of genetic yeah. uh, manipulation. Um, it's why the Sons of Horus were first called the Lunar Wolves, because when the Emperor retook um, the moon, it was um, the Lunar Wolves that did the spearhead. Oh. And the matriarch of the Selenar basically said, why have you sent wolves to our door? And that's how they became the Lunar Wolves. Well, you learn something new every day. It's almost like that. This what this entire episode is for. Hey, what? Don't do this to me because I'm going to be wanting to collect every <laughs> bloody legion by the time we're done this. So this is Dark Angels. No, so dark this is we're talking about Dark Angels, but what? So, yeah, but who's doing oh, Dark Angels? Oh, only wankers dark and fake Russians do Dark Angels. <laughs> fine, then I can come. Yeah, it's fine. We're moving on from that. So, um, the proto legions were the very beginning. So they were they were taken from different areas of terror. Yeah while the Thunder Warriors were still a thing. Okay. So the, the wars of unification were happening and the Emperor was secretly making the Marines yeah. away, like, behind the scenes. He's yeah. a proper dodgy ballet, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah the Emperor's, yeah. Sure but tall, this was part of... Wand. This was obviously part of his bigger grand plan for the Crusade, you see. He needed... Yeah, what, levelling he, up, yeah. Well, he knew that he was going to need... Like, he knew the, the Thunder Warriors <laughs> were for taking Terra. Yeah. The legions were going to be for taking Crusade, the galaxy. Yeah. But he knew that, that they would have to be... A different thing from the Thunder Warriors. Yeah, because the Thunder Warriors only had a certain shelf life. Well, it wasn't even necessarily shelf life, it's just they weren't for per fit for purpose. Right, okay. Like, they were fit for purpose taking down the Warlords of Terror. So, theoretically, I'd be a Thunder Warrior because it's just, I'm just like, so, point and shoot, isn't it? Um, Marines, oh well, custodians were taken as babies, like actual babies. Yeah. And the genetic manipulation started there and then. Oh. Marines were prepubescent children. Thunder Warriors, anyone could become a Thunder Warrior. Oh, so, like, even me and you, we could just get given the genetic ad- adaptations, we would suddenly, like, get for, like super hench yeah, in okay. psychotic. <laughs> and you'd be given a set of, like, Thunder Armor, which is basically really early power armor. Yeah. And you get sent out to murder whatever crazy stuff's left on Terror. Yeah. The downside is you only have a shelf life of, like, 10 years. Yeah. So, if you don't go mad and, and get killed by your fellow, your fellow warriors, um, eventually your genetics will just dissolve and, burn, and you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll turn into a puddle. So unlike the other proto-legions, the recruits for the first legion weren't drawn from any one specific area on Terra. Okay. Um, and this meant that their potential pool of neophytes had a larger cultural background. Yeah. So, um, for example, um, the Imperial Fists were all drawn from, like, the, I can't remember what it's called, um, basically, like Bavaria, right? Okay. So they have, a, they came with like the Teutonic feel. You know, we're getting Steins for the Imperial. <laughs> <Steins. laughs> I can't remember what it's called in in Austria. Forty k, but like, because there's obviously there's Albia, which is no. I mean, they've, they've all got sort of like pseudo names. Oh, yeah. so, right. so like France is called Frankia. Frankia, yeah. yeah there's right. Albia, which is obviously the, England. Yeah, like America is called what's America? I can't uh, remember what they the, called the, it. Mer- the Mercy and Step. That's is, it. Yeah. yeah, things like that. Shooting range. <laughs> Jesus. Rurica. Rurican Step. But this resulted in once the the neophytes became full marines and yeah. like their training began, um, it resulted in the legion developing martial traditions that resembled each of the areas they were drawn from. Right, so keeping the traditions of the culture alive. Yeah. Right. So they ended up with a much more diverse pool of skills to draw from, unlike, say, the lunar wars, which only had their 
martial tradition of the place they came from. Right, or, okay. Yeah. Um, and because they didn't have any one culture to draw from, they came up with this convention of taking names of legendary and mythical heroes. So a lot of the uh, very early First Legion had names like Gilgamesh or Heracles or, or Hengist. Um, then comes the Battle of Arad, which is the first time the Marines take the field. We should. This is a spoiler, isn't it? Yes and no. So this this does contain things from the Valdor and the Alpharius character series books. Oh, we we well, there's only one character series book that matters. Angron, of course. But yeah, so for, for the listeners, the, yeah, the, what we're talking about does appear oh, so, in these oh, okay, in these novels. So, okay, so this is like snippets within the novel is. It's yeah, relating to what so Russ what is about I've to talk about. Is I've got all the information from the Black Book, but also it's stuff from all the novels and. and How much time have you spent researching this? He's uh, known all the a lot about of this stuff. Twelve hours worth of work in this. But he's also known a lot of this stuff long before yeah. it even became novelised. So a hobby man. <laughs> <laughs> this comes in the very closing years of the Unification War. Okay. So most of Terror is back under the Emperor's control. Yeah. The custodians have already genocided the Thunder Warriors. Yeah. And that's all been done behind closed doors. It's very hush hush what happened. Yeah. Imperial propaganda say that the Thunder Warriors had um, their final glorious clash against an enemy of, of unification and were all but wiped out. Yeah. Um, so there is one Thunder Warrior Primarch and one, I think it's a Demi Legion of Thunder Warriors left. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of political mac- uh, shenanigans that go on behind the scenes, yeah. and they end up on Mount Arat, which is just outside the Imperial Palace, okay. as it was at the time. And they're basically like, the, like this ends here, we're going to kill the Emperor. This was this was the fear of the Emperor being in control of everything, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. You know, even though the Emperor's putting all this effort to try and clear out the Warlords, politically there were people that were like, well, I've got this power, this kind of lemmy, like semi-power now, we don't think the Emperor should have it, control right. of everything. Yeah. Um, so, there's this happening. The Emperor's not on Earth, or isn't... It's, He's not available. It happens just at the time where the Emperor first makes his first contact with Selenar. Right, okay. So, he's not currently on, on Earth. Constantine Valdor goes out to meet the the amassed army. Yeah. And they're like, well, what's one custodian going to do? Like, nothing. Like, you're, you're going to die for nothing. Um, and then the Dark Angels roll out en masse. So the whole Proto-Legion takes to the field, and it's just a it's massacre. very well done in yeah. Valdor. It's very it cool. Worth reading, then, it's worth reading, It's hard yeah, to say. if you're like, you know, if you're like quivering, <laughs> quivering abs on the slapnasium and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's all of it. The, 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 what Ross is describing, the scene, that how that's done in Valdor is very cool. As he says, it's Valdor on his own against an amassed army of these Thunder Warriors. So, and spoilers, in the book, it's snowing slash sleeting he stood there in front of this whole army and this thunder warrior primarch is like you're going to die go back it's not worth your life and then the amassed ranks of dark angels which are in the gloom behind him their eye the island is light up. up and there's suddenly like a demi legion of marines they're all wearing slate grey power armour absolutely no um, mark apart the, the, from the the, eye, the, the one no, no, they've got first. the they've got the winged sword. That's described because they, in one of the fights, that's the only thing that the guy gets to that see. That's true. Yeah, they do have the winged sword, um, and basically they put down the last remnants of the Thunder Warriors. Okay, and this is the first time that any of the Marines are ever used in combat. From that point on, 
Do any of the Marines actually die to the Thunder Warriors? Yeah, there's some. There oh, yeah. Are some yeah, casualties. Some casualties. I mean, the Thunder Warriors weren't, you know, no, they weren't chums. It wasn't, wasn't all one side. No, but it, it was. What it did was demonstrate the numbers. Right. Like, the, the Thunder Warriors that are left, like, the, it, as far as they were concerned, they were like the, the, the mm. commanding military force on, uh, on Terra at the time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you've got a legion of. Marines. Well, it wasn't a full legion. Well, a demi legion of but Marines. It, it, it was also to represent the fact that the Marines completely outclassed everything else. Yeah. yeah. Like they were basically they were just walking engines of death. So but they were trained. They, they were like they were military. Or, they were organised. They 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 fought as a military. Whereas the Thunder Warriors were a, a collection of murderers that have been giving an awesome kit yeah, and fighting like, for a purpose they're like American militia basically whereas yeah. the legions came out and go well this is a fully trained elite army so that's taking us down a thousand uh, sorry the uh, thunder warriors are gravy seals <laughs> <laughs> yeah the dark angels are uh, at least regular troops yeah by probab- comparison probably like the paras <laughs> uh, but from this point the first legion became the primary tool of compliance on terror so they weren't able to f- like field a full army so they couldn't field full formations yeah but what ha- what happened is they ended up being fielded as war bands yeah so smaller formations within in within what was then the imperial well, the army. army yeah um, and this led to the Imperial Army referring to them as the uncrowned princes or crowns. That's the first name the Legion ever had. Because they were viewed as being these um, like transcendent beings that the Emperor had been like, right, you, you're going to go out, you're going to go and, and lead unification. Um, and this went on throughout the unification wars until they were, like, had enough numbers to be fielded... Um, as like a full army, at which point they started to refer to themselves as a host. Okay. Instead of like a company or a chapter, they, it, it was the host. Um, but each host ended up being formed of marines that shared similar martial ethos. Right, okay. So you would have all the guys that really loved tank warfare would all go and sit yeah. together and be like, yeah, we love tanks. All the guys that had, um, that, that like were breaches and could... You know, really get into the fight, and, and yeah. you know, they they all hung out together. And then you've got the sneaky boys who are like, "I'm going to assassinate some some dudes." Yeah. They they formed these hosts. Um, so effectively, they broke they broke into like kind of companies or the or the rights of war. Yeah. So you, funny you should bring that up, because when the emperor and the um, divisio militaris, which was like the overarching command structure of the military, yeah, when they saw the way that the Mar- the first legion had kind of uh, compartmentalized itself they took what the first legion had done in form in, in terms of like forming these specialized units mm. and they started writing the principal bellicosia which would go f- which would become the blueprint for how the legions would be formed okay um so things like tactical squads were based on the war bands that right. the uh, first legion deployed yeah uh, destroyers and things like that yeah. um so y- the very end of the unification war comes and there's finally 10,000 Dark Angels on so Terra. When well, first, first Legion at this point, when, not When they were first forming, obviously they would have had bolt guns or, or equivalents. Um, to when, begin with, they used bolt guns and they used Volkine chargers. And that's what I was going to say. So it was, it was when, you know, like, when you got the more sexy, like, funky uh, tech, is that going to be further down the line? That, that actually comes quite soon. Okay. So um, the final battles of the unification were mostly fought by the First Legion on their own. Okay. Um, 
with support from various different parts of the imperial army, uh, the emperor took to leading them himself. Okay. So he would take to the field alongside the um, the first legion. So they they were always sent in for the most le- the most hazardous environments and the most lethal opponents. But in return, they were given the keys to Terra's armories. Yeah. So they were allowed to use like weapons that had been previously forbidden. Exotic weapons. So this is where you come into this, things. This is where you bring on this, the unification wars is coming out of the dark ages, age of dark, the age of darkness. Mm. Is it the, the dark ages? Isn't it? Yeah, I can't like, remember you know, what they call it now. Old night, old night. Basically, like before that, the technology level was through the roof, mental. Yeah. But, but that's what caused mm. where they where they end up in the in the, in the old night. But terror still had all this text all so like, in the um, box. Vortex weaponry, radiation yeah. weaponry, the, all the stuff that. Um, is kind of represented in the Legion in the game, but like obviously too much, yeah. like warp weaponry and things like that. Um, but because they were given the most dangerous jobs to do and they had the most deadly weaponry, the Imperial Army started to like um, see them as being harbingers of death. Yeah, and the psych- like the psychological component of how the First Legion worked, they took that on board and they started working in like symbols of death and mortuary symbols and bones and stuff into their armour. Yeah, okay. So they their um markings became more elaborate to contain more of these references to, to being death bringers. Yeah. Um and it's after the like one of the final battles uh of the Unification War that the Emperor declares the First Legion to be his angels of death. Right. Okay. And from that point onwards they basically take the the Grim Reaper uh, symbol and that that becomes almost like a pseudo symbol for the for the first legion. They've got the winged sword, but they've also got like the reaper um, aspect. Okay. Um, so as the other legions start to grow in size, the first legion has obviously reached the point where it's it's f- a fully operational legion. Yeah. Uh, and it's given the command to go out into the darkness beyond Mars and start retaking the soul system. And it does this completely alone, because there's n- there's no other forces to support it. Um, so they they cleanse something called the Orc Cloud. They patrol along the Heliopause. That's the border. Orc Cloud is a cloud of radiation and dust that's between. Uh, yes, is it between it is. Mars, uh, Mars and the rest of the solar system. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. So basically, they they clear out the rest of the solar system, and then their duty is to stand stand sentinel. To make sure nothing encroaches into the the nascent Imperium, which is basically like our solar system. Yeah. Um, and th- this becomes a badge of honor to them. So, they're they're his angels of death, standing against the things in the dark. This this is going to be important later on when it comes to the psychology of the Legion. Right. So they very much see themselves not only as being the first, but also like we're the greatest. We are his angels of death. We mm. have. Unified. Been entrusted with this yeah. this purpose and this so like role. We, we're we're the only legions that's trusted with the like the emperor's arsenal. We unified terror. We retook the soul system. All the time, the other legions are slowly coming up to being like fighting forces that can be sent out. If, if you think about it, like the custodians are the are they protecting the palace yeah. on terror? This is the same role, but on the, of the opening stages of the imperium. Yeah. So the dark angels are, or sorry, the first legion are. The guardians of that 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the yeah. Solar System, more, more <laughs> specifically, but yeah, they're basically they they are the Sentinels that are you know watching the watching the dark effectively. Just have a good soundtrack. <laughs> it's a, it's like late eighties sort of like electro <laughs> yes, rock. Yes, electro synth. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, it's important to remember that that's how they see themselves because it that becomes important later on. It sounds okay. So if you're asking me to say remember that, but it sounds like we're a bit stuck on the road, arse already. Boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I mean, I mean? The, the, that that's going to be a running theme. <laughs> um, but it, it's during their Except time. when they're up somebody else. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's during that time that the hosts become a more formal organisation. Okay. So um, it also sees the development of things inside the hosts called orders. Right. So, uh, for example, like the um, the order of the broken claw, which we've just had miniatures for or rules for, their oh. whole thing was the slaying of beasts. So big, scary, gribbly monsters. Okay. Yeah. So the host that they're inside of, whether it be um, like. The, the host of fire or the host of bones, their order is specifically there to slay monsters. Right. All of their training is about killing monsters. All of their uh, like lore that they've gathered and their information pertains to slaying monsters. So ultimately with that you need to have the right elements in the right place at the right time. Um, yes, but it was also about all the information that they had, they shared. Right. Okay. So if you think about having a small group of scholars who are studying how a certain Xenos beast is made up, yeah. they figure out how to kill it, they then, then share they the share information. With everybody else, right. But they're still going to be the... Like, if, if they say you encounter an orc for the first time, they figure out how to kill it. Mm. The second time you encounter it, Everybody like, else will know the score. Marine Bob will know how to do it, but he's still probably going to call the guy who killed the first one yeah. to make sure, yeah. Um... But it's also with this solidifying of the the hosts and the orders, the like the culture within the um, first legion becomes steeped in like ritual. Okay. So there's there's uh, how you become a member of an order. You have to prove that you're not worthy, but prove that you're dedicated to the task of it. Yeah. Um, prove that you're also like martially able to do it. So it's the first layer of like of ritual and, and, and legion culture outside of what they picked up on terror. But then surely, and this is where I'm going to... But then I thought the whole point of the Emperor taking over terror and all that kind of stuff was to get rid of all religion. Was to get rid of superstition and religion. Uh, so when I say ritual, it's more like... Um, you know when you do... Like an initiation. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, um, it's like, it would be like getting your black belt. Yeah, okay. And then you do your first dan, which is right. another... Yeah, yeah. okay. So it's more martial prowess, prowess mm-hmm. rather than kind of. Yeah, I mean, if you think about you know, if you think back to your time in the military, yeah, you know, anything that was effectively a a process like that you go through, not actually, not even necessarily a test, but also a a, a formality that you might go through to yeah. it, it, for certain things, that would be what you know the same sort of, sort of you know ritual they'd go through. I'm not going to talk about my rituals, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so eventually, they get called back to the core worlds. They get called back to. Terror. Yeah. Um, Had they left the soul system at this point? No, they stayed they, within the soul. Or they just system. kind of like floating around, just waiting for anything to kick off. Kind of soul thing. system's quite big. Yeah. 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 Um, so they, they get called back to terror, and unlike when they left, they come back. Their armor is now black. So they're they're now wearing black power armor. The it's also adorned now with actual, like, oh. un, not before where it was more 
haphazard use of like the the reaper symbols and stuff like that they now have meaning with inside the legion so uniformity going yeah, on yeah there's, there's different different uh, iconography and stuff represents different things yeah um, and they get called back to terror and there's no big parades there's, there's no like hurrah the first legion are here it's purely like muster like muster at, at, at terror and saturn something's happening so the muster happens and the emperor basically says to the first legion right uh, it's time for the crusade to start so I'm going to give you a fleet of ships and then you're going to go out and you're going to is this after they've taken the Jupiter uh, this, is, this is after the whole, yeah, the, the yeah. whole solar system. This is what they've got. Compliant. They can now have a fleet, yeah. isn't it? Because they've now got Mars. They've now got the Jupiter fleet uh, yards. And oh, it's, it's, is it the Saturn? Saturn. Is it Saturn? Saturn. Saturn, Saturn, Saturn sorry. Yeah, Saturn. Yeah. Uh, so the Emperor gifts to them, uh, alongside this forbidden arsenal of, of terror, he gifts to them a huge war fleet that contains several Gloriana class ships, including the Invincible Reason. Which is Sorry, the slow down. Hold the line, caller. <laughs> Gloria. So I take it back. It's like one of the, like the main battles. So, am I right in thinking Glorianas are the kind of like the flagships of the Primarchs? Yeah. Right. But it's okay. a class of ship. So each pri- it, 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 like, further down the line, all the legions have a Gloriana that represents the flagship of the fleet. Oh, yeah. That right. is generally the Primarchs. So their Primarchs. Like flagship. the Conqueror. In, is a Gloriana. Right, so in, so in my head... But it's a class of ship. That'd be like the Bismarck, the, the Yamamoto... Well, uh, in, in modern parlance, they'd be flag carriers. So you think about like the Ark Royal... Right, yeah. okay. The Nimitz. Sokaku, the Nimitz. The Enterprise. And all yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd be more assault slash well, they're, they're, air they're everything built into war everything yeah, they're, they're just enormous things yeah carriers giant guns right okay. but all the all the assault troops generally each legion had one right but at this point sorry so the Dark Angels are given several Gloriana class okay. vessels including the Invincible Reason which later becomes the Lion's flagship right okay um, and they're then sent off uh, beyond the solar system to begin the Great Crusade right okay Again, like this is what I meant about earlier about thinking how the Dark Angels are viewing themselves as being yeah, the protectors. Like, yeah. Unlike the other Crusade fleets, which at this point are mostly Imperial Army, mm. uh, some of the smaller, some of the larger legions are also out fighting so, as well. So, and obviously, you know, obviously, you want to test your knowledge a little bit. So, was it kind of where right the Emperor turns around and goes right? You know, first legion right go that way. Second legion might go that way. It's a little bit looser. So they were they were told because each legion at this point was led by just a normal marine. It was yeah. the the well, like, captain, legion yeah. commander. Yeah. So the emperor the emperor would say, um, go and conquer worlds. Go and bring them back to compliance. Bring them into the imperium. He wouldn't be like right. You go you go that way. You go that way. Um, I think the early stages of the crusade were just striking out from terror to find. A shotgun effect. Well, yeah. they need to know what. At this point, they don't know what's going on in the galaxy. Right, okay. They know there's the humanity out there. Yeah. Well, they know that humanity's out there. And all of a sudden, you know, the warp storms have cleared, and mm-hmm. you know that they can now travel out there. They they don't know what to expect, and but that's why he's sending out the first legion. So at this point, they they number roughly a hundred thousand marines. Okay. The other legions are coming up to fighting strength, so they're coming up to. Um, like 60,000 marines. Okay. So the expeditionary fleets are being sent out of Imperial Army and Marines from these other legions. Yeah. But the first legion act as one. They go out into the into the void as one force. Right. 
and they take it upon themselves to go into the dark spaces between the stars and wait until an enemy presents itself that a, a in air quotes, lesser force won't be able to deal with. So they view themselves as being the fulcrum around which the Emperor's wrath is focused. Okay. So um, civilizations and Xenos uh, empires that are deemed too dangerous to be cleansed or brought to compliance were left for the angels of death. And they would basically oh. come in, they would um, either um, like scour the world of, of all life, leaving it like a, a rock to be re-inhabited afterwards, or they would um, basically like exterminatus. They called it the extinction protocol. Um, but like to do this, they had, like, like I said, they had like gene phage weaponry, rad weapons, warp weapons, vortex weapons. They they had um, all the weapons they had were basically for the purpose of destroying like, civilizations. And would they have the Titans support them at this point as well? They would have had some support from the Mechanicum. Mm. I don't think they would have had Titans at this point because most of the Titan legions hadn't been rediscovered. Right, okay. Um, so the Crusade progresses, and like I say, the Dark Angels, the First Legion at this point, kind of slip in into the darkness between the stars and they wait for the for the real scary well, shit. So they were quite they were quite dirty fighters. So rather than being like kind of like your classic advance the contact kind of scenario, they were more kind of like. Vietcon esque waiting the bushes. Well, they would do that. They, if they found a, a system, say, say for example, they drop out of the warp and they find a system, and it's got a civilization of humans on it that are like, oh yeah, we'll we'll rejoin the like the Imperium. Yeah, that's great news. They wouldn't do it themselves. They would leave they, a marker boy and, and they then, would and move then on. Carry on. They, they were basically looking for the biggest, baddest yeah. enemy to fight. So we're looking for the glory. In, in theory, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think, but, but effectively, when Ross is saying they, they were waiting in the stars, it wasn't like a sneaky tactic. It was more well, they were waiting for something that was worthy of their their, their ability, attention, their yeah. attention. So the systems that they found that didn't have an enemy dangerous, like too dangerous for another army of the Imperium to face, yeah, they would notify a different ex, uh, expeditionary fleet about, and then they would move on. So effectively, they were kind of like scouts. For the rest of, or you a know. little bit, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's more the going right. Those guys, the Imperial Army can take those, so we won't bother. They're beneath yeah, our notice, yeah. so yeah. we'll move on. We'll, we'll we'll keep advancing, and someone else can deal with them because we know they can deal with it. So ultimately, we're just we're looking for battle honors, uh, in in a, in a, in a way. I think they're just looking for a bit, bit a better challenge hmm. because they believe. I don't think it's a challenge at this point. I think they they believe they're the only ones that can face the most dangerous opponents. So because they've been because they've gone through this on terror where they've been in the most dangerous situations and, and been victorious, and then they've been sent out into the solar system to bring it back like to cleanse it on their own. Yeah. Their point of view at this point is <coughs> the other legions aren't as experienced as we are, so the Imperial Army aren't as powerful as we are, we're the only ones that can face So it's like an air of arrogance and about Yeah, so. yeah. But is it also a, 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 a I suppose a mentality of protection as well like we don't want to be sending you know we'll go in to fight these guys because otherwise everyone else is just going to go in and die mm. so I mean, why, why send the third legion when you can send the emperor's angels of death that's that would be their point of view like yes a and other space marine legion could probably cleanse this this system but they've got self-belief that they, they yeah, are the but best we can do it quicker we can do it more efficiently and we can move on and Mm. Do do the we same again. We can expand the emperor's vision. I suppose, in, I suppose in a way they, they feel that they are more um, productive with regards mm. to like efficiency. Mm. So the majority of the battles that they fought in the early Great Crusade, 
um, were erased from the general imperial archives. Oh. So they're, they're maintained in the Emperor's Sanctum and also within the Dark in, in the Legion libraries. Right. But the, the Mount the Sigilli and the Emperor decided that information pertaining to these, these wars yeah. were basically too dangerous to be known by the wider population. That Just because is verboten. <laughs> because of the fact that it was effectively genocide. Not only that, but if you, I think what what the point is, I think they were facing things like the the black book specifically talks about them facing nightmares and horrors, which is kind of okay. But well, you, you, think, know, you think know how about, later on you get the whole yeah, you know, demons and gods aren't real. Yeah, because mm-hmm. actually the way you keep that on the down low is by not pretending that they aren't. Well, and, Dark Angels didn't face anything like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So no, they don't exist. Plausible so. deniability. No, for, yeah. Firstly, if there were demons, the First Legion would have found them because they were the first ones out there. Yeah. The reality of it is they're probably cleansing demon worlds, not knowing that they're fighting demons. They're just an enemy. Yeah. As far as everything was concerned, they were just, just another Xenos race. So because they were the first ones sent out, the, the First Legion led in victories in the early Crusade. That's even taking into account the fact that most of their encounters, serious encounters, were removed from the record. Uh, the younger re- the younger legions began quickly to catch up with them though. Yeah. Uh, and there came a point where, um, with only a handful of compliances to their name, the first legion were lagging behind. Oh. Okay. Because it it quickly stopped being about victories and started being about compliant Compliance, worlds. Right. Okay. Because um, they were just leaving them behind for others yeah. to deal with, weren't they? And of course, much of the knowledge that they've won fighting the the these things that like can't be put into record is being fed back to terror and then and then the emperor is the emperor and the divisio militaris are working that into the evolving principle bellicosa bellicosia so the other legions are gaining benefit from the first legions like wars that they're fighting yeah and getting better at fighting so basically it's kind of like okay so this is your standoff operation procedure if you come across this yeah so therefore that the up and coming legions go we know how to do this they're now getting more more efficient efficient. at doing it so they can do things faster and therefore make things more because they're not as arrogant as the first legion where they're saying well we'll Well, stop and it's more I I always I think stuff like this is it's where you know the first person to figure it out goes through all the trial and error Mm. no it's the classic thing of that spin does how did you get that green yeah (laughs) yeah it's like well, actually, it took me three weeks to get that green, but the way you do it is this, this, and this. Mm. And so Spin only has to use those three steps yeah. to get the same green. Whereas the person I've asked has probably done ten different versions of that, yeah. those steps to get that yes. shade. On spoons. Yeah. No, no, they don't do spoons. <laughs> I use spoons to practice on. Yeah. And, the and then get down to doing the same thing. It's like, yeah, we, we stabbed them in the eyes. Didn't work. Turns out they weren't eyes. <laughs> Ooh. Right. That was so, a mistake. So much the the first legion encounter orcs. They fight the orcs. They they figure out that um, you have to use flame weaponry, otherwise new orcs will grow. Yeah. That information gets passed on. So the first time that the lunar wolves or the um, like the warhounds encounter orcs, mm. they check the principal bellicosia. Oh, flame weapons. Cool. They don't question where that knowledge came from. But at the same time, the dark angels are under the impression. Sorry, the first legion are under the impression that all this information being fed back to Terra, they're the mentors of the younger legions. 
there. Right, you know, okay. But that's not actually what's happening, no. is it? it it's just an information uh, sharing, but there's no credit going to, uh, to the first so season. They've started to view themselves as being, we're the first, we're the greatest, we're the ones forging out into the darkness and we're teaching the other legions how to fight. Yeah. Whereas what's actually happening is they're reporting back to terror the Visio Militaris is going, that's really interesting that flame weapons work against orcs. Let's pass that on to the legions. And the other legions are like, oh, cool, we've had an update. Well, then they're, well, they're not getting the credit, so... Yeah, okay. th- those are the lead, so like the Warhounds, which become the, the World Eaters, mm. they're not going, oh, it's because of all the hard work of the Dark Age, of the First Legion, that we now know this information, we can now utilise it. It's just terror going... You need to do this, yeah. Yeah. and they go great. We'll just do that, yeah. and then they're now able to then speed up the process. And as a result, I imagine, which you probably might be going into, is that they're then learning more stuff quicker because they're doing things differently to what the first legion might have done. Um, so we're now reaching like the point where all the legions are involved in the Great Crusade. Okay. So the Great Crusade is in like full swing now. So it's still this, no Primarchs. So though, is this before point. is this before the two legions disappear? Yes. Okay, so there's twenty. So there's what, what? I have no idea what these two legions are not. There has only ever been 18. <laughs> so there are there are 20 legions worth of space marines out there and all the Imperial Army. Yeah. Um, Horus has been found. Yeah, because so he got found quite quickly, didn't he? Horus is on terror, acting as the Emperor's right hand. Second in command, yeah. At this point, the Grand Master of the, Dark, of the First Legion acts as his left hand, so he's consulted when the Emperor has um, like an issue of the Great Crusade he will be part of the decision-making process to say, right, we've encountered this um, orc empire, what do we do about it? So that he'll get Horus and Malkador and the Dark Angels Grand Master and be like, what should we do? Nine times out of, nine, nine times out of ten, the Dark Angels will be like, we'll deal with that, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, but at this point, the, um, like the hosts that exist within the Dark Angels have become like a formal organisation. So they've ceased to be like... Um, almost like in informal uh, fraternities, and then now how the Legion functions. Right. So you've got the host of crowns, which was um, like the core of the Legion. So you remember when I talked about the uh, uncrowned princes earlier? Yeah. It's them. They are the very first veterans of the Unification War. Their whole thing was like line-breaking and... Uh, vanguard strikes it's where the sons of horus learned the spear tip oh. was from the host of um crowns you have the host of blades who were experts in close combat actions and formed like the the tenants of the, the breacher squads in the principal bellicosia okay host of pentacles which were the the first experiment of using war witches and psychers in the legion okay um, this was disbanded quite quickly, but later became like the, the foundations of the Librarius. Yeah. Uh, the Host of Iron, which is tanks and artillery. The Host of Fire, which was uh, like a network of spies and assassins. Um, basically, the, it, it was the whole strike at the comma- uh, enemy command. So like your Seekers and your Vigilators yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. And obviously the, it, it grew into what is now the, um, uh, the three guys, the Cabal. Uh, oh, I've forgotten the name now. Uh, yeah. The needle pistols. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the host of bones, which is often referred to as the Scandic host, because that's where they drew their first like wave of cultural recruits from, and they were basically the bloodthirsty and wild reavers, 
So if you needed edit mark, yeah. So if you needed something, if you need someone wiping out without any like quarter hold, yeah, you so. send in the host of bones, and they will just like annihilate everything that's there. Uh, the host of stone were basically like proto imperial fists. Their whole thing was siege. Mm. Um, then you have the host of wind, which is the forerunner to the host of uh, sorry the um, raven wing. I don't. I didn't hear what Dan said. <laughs> Whatever he did, it wasn't what he said. Himself. It was what he what the sound he made. Oh, did he make a fart sound? <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, sorry. The host of wind. So the, I've had too much wine to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so the host of wind excelled in the like fast paced use of jet bikes and speeders and light armor, but it also had um, like a big uh, infantry. A component which were all like God. jump pack marines and stuff like that. So Alan's going to be so, so angry saying, about that. I was going to say, like saying, proto white scars even walked. <laughs> 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 well, I think what we, you know, I don't know if you're leading into this, but what you might be starting to see a theme now is these hosts. The, the the first legion become formations effectively. No, 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 I'm not talking about the wings. I'm talking about how that is effectively. Um, being expanded through the legion organisations elsewhere. So, so, if, so you, if you look at um, like the host of wind, for example, and then you look yeah. at the right of war for Skyhunter Phalanx, all jet bikes, all speeders, all yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a, a legion kind of so method of fighting. Legion deployment method. Right. Now. Okay. And then you have the host of the void, which is the last host to be formed, and it, it was basically formed because the, the first legion encountered other spacefaring races, mm. so they needed a way to fight ship to ship. So the host of the void um, quite often had a lot of crossover um, with uh, the host of blades because it was all about zone mortalis. It was all about boarding an enemy ship or invading an enemy stronghold and fighting corridor to corridor to mm. to like take ground. Yeah. Uh, but this led to the first legion's formation like losing its fluid adaptivity. Because the hosts wanted to protect their standing. Yeah. So now you haven't got just Bob, who's really good at siegecraft. You've got Master Bob, who is uh, the master of the hosts of stone. So now he's got his host to think about his prestige, his honour um, in the role of battle. Mm. Uh, and quickly, you this quickly led to the First Legion ignoring more and more worlds. So like, cool, here's a world. It. It's going to fight us, but it's not worth our time because it's just normal humans. We'll leave a marker, boy. Someone else can deal with it. Yeah. So they, they became consumed with this need to face the most dangerous foes, but now it's more so they can test their their own abilities now. So now they're like, I'm sure that I, you know, my, me and my host, we can take an enemy ship in 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So now they have to go and find an enemy worth fighting to try that out on. Yeah. Um, and it's like the first inklings of their pride becoming... Like a toxicity within the legion, mm. um, but it's also the first yeah. time that the hexagrammaton becomes a thing. Are they trying to outdo each other at this point internally? Uh, like the hosts kind of, yeah, they're kind of competing to, they're, with they're each other. For, con, like, like they're saying that their host the method is a better way of doing this war than your yeah. host would be, and I'll prove it, sort of thing. But this is where the hexagrammaton comes in because that was the council of the masters. So when so there was each one of the, so you'd have each host kind of a leader of each host kind yeah. of come together. Yeah. So the hexagrammaton is meant to be like an interwoven lattice of how the warrior disciplines um, interact to enable the legion to fight any enemy. Okay. So, right, here's a fortress. 
but it's a space fortress, so we need the host of blades and the host of the void to, to deal with it. Yeah. Or here's like a bunch of speed freak orcs. The host of wind have got that down, but also there's like this like massive mob of um of boys just like turning up mm. like in the in, in in the dust cloud. Right, send in the host of crowns because they're the you know, they're the line breakers, they're the vanguard. Yeah. So it's meant to work that they all work together, but it quickly became like the pride of each master was like, right, this is my I'm gonna I'm gonna break this enemy. This is my fight. This is how my host is going to do it. So it was. Yeah, I can see where this is going with regards to the corruption scenario. Yeah. Uh, but they also, because they became so prideful of their origins, only took very few recruits outside of terror. So they weren't replenishing their losses as quickly as other legions were. So now, not only are they no longer the first legion in terms of like not first, they are the first legion, but they're not the first, not head of the leaderboard in terms of compliances. Yeah. So the KPIs are shit compared to everybody yeah, else. Basically. They're now also. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Can, uh, come in, sit down. Um, let's talk about your KPIs. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, man. They're in the shit. <laughs> Can you tell me how but you could do something better? At this point, you've got to start thinking, well, sparing in mind, as far as the First Legion concerned, Terror is their home. Yeah. That's their home world. Yeah. It's their, that's where they, whereas the others, it's, it's equally, yeah, at this point, the home world of all the other legions, but for the for the First Legion, it's their birthplace. Because they, because they take, took it. Because they because also, because the Emperor led them as well. Not just that, but they, 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 they took Terror, they took the solar system, it's their kind yeah. of jewel in the crown yeah. at the moment, so that's why they're probably, uh, as far as they're concerned, we'll only recruit from Terror because that's where we came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and therefore, if you want the best, we need to recruit from there. From. Yeah, okay. And I so suppose, the, sorry, hang on a second. No, Let me just, I'm spitballing a little bit now when the room's really good. Um, <laughs> so, it's magnificent. So, uh, but then with your different hosts, where they come from different cultural parts of terror mm -hmm. those hosts will only then try and recruit from that particular area I'm so I, I don't well. know if it's quite that Pacific. precise but they, they will only they, they take very few recruits outside of terror okay so they're slipping down the leaderboard in terms of compliance like manpower but and... now they're also slipping down the leaderboard in terms of legion size so when they left terror they were a hundred hundred thousand marines strong yeah like they were the the biggest legion now the other legions have more victories and there's more of them yeah um, and this leads to the legion turning in on itself. Okay. So they become even more um, defensive of the knowledge that each host has, less willing to share. Right. Because then, when there's a new influx of marines, the ones that aren't from terror kind of get shunned a little bit. They're right. kind of like, right, you you can't join that, or you have to prove yourself more than the other marines. Right. Okay. So it becomes very insular, and they they stop sharing their knowledge with terror. So they it's becoming very elitist. So they, they cut off the nose to spite the face, effectively. Yes. Yeah, and they even stop sending information back to Terra because they, oh, right. they're, they're like, right, we, the knowledge that we have in fighting the, like, these types of wars is ours. We're no longer going to contribute to making the other legions better than us. Yeah. Um, and it, it's the, again, it's, it's this attitude they have as we're the mentors, we're here to teach the others, and it's this toxic pride becoming, well, why should we teach them how to be better than us? Because we're not taking as many worlds as they are, we haven't got as many marines as they have. Like, it's not fair they're getting the glory when we're the ones that are yeah. putting the effort. So, in. Do you, so do you think at this point this is where it was kind of 
the kind of the influence of chaos, if you like. No, 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 no. no. This is or it's, it's just it's pure, it's it's human, pride. It's, it's a purely human psychological yeah. behaviour. Sort of uh, I mean, also, the, you've got, obviously, the legion legionnaires. You know, as Ross mentioned earlier, they they they're recruited in a different way than previously. So they 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 are humans at the end of the day. So ultimately, where they where the where the first legion are at this particular point, they're like teenagers. Mm, not fair. Mm, uh, not necessarily. I'd say more if you think about someone. Uh, think about Lancelot. Think about how Lancelot. He was. He Lancelot was, like the apex knight. Yeah. He he was an expert duelist. He was like, the epitome of knights. But he was jealous of everything that Arthur had. Yeah. That's the Dark King. That that's the First Legion. Oh, okay. So the the First Legion have everything. They're experts of all these different types of war. They know that they fought enemies that the other legions are never going to see. Yeah. But. They're jealous of the lunar wolves. They're mm. jealous of the warhounds. They're jealous of the uh, the warbringers, because they're not getting the recognition as the first legion. It, imagine being in an office where you're putting in you you create an idea that is oh, no, yeah, for the future yeah. of the company is fantastic, well, but the guy next to you picks up, picks up it, you know, uses it in a presentation, takes it as his own, and then gets promoted for it. Yeah. And then you're sitting there, kind of going, "Hang about that's my effort I've done there. I should be getting the recognition for it." But he's one that's getting the glory for mm. it. This is effectively what's happening. It's also you've got to remember that it's also legionnaires, uh, especially the way they're portrayed in like the 30k, they've got a more human element to them. Yeah, still. they've got a lot more. 40k purpose. marines were always kind of like Very mind white, yeah. kind of or yeah. mind changed. Their, their emotions effectively been removed from the the human side. Yeah, you got, you got Whereas back the, in 30 in 30k and this at this especially this period of time, they're still human. They're just. Mm very good they're just better humans mm. but they've still got that emotional those emotional aspects that are and it, it, the you know, first legion's really kind of uh, showing at this stage and it's, it's, it's pride like you were saying about obviously like with the inner, like, you know like the new recruits so that's when you've got the inner circle and all that kind of stuff not quite yet no. it's like I think this is the first um, the first inklings that something like that is coming yeah. because the the Terran marines don't view the non-Terran Marines as being as yeah, good. They're not, they're not they, classed as equals. This will come up again when they find so Caliban. Then, so then that would be also kind of like, effectively like, um, discrimination. A little so, bit. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like, it would almost be like, right, I'm we're from Leicester, and then a new guy wants to join our gaming community. From Birmingham. This from, and we're like, no, go and play. Paul Galley. Yeah. We tell to fuck yeah. off. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. We let him play, but we're not happy about it. <laughs> I mean, that's legit. <laughs> but this leads us to the system of Canis Balor, and this is the final blow to the Legion pride. Okay. So this is this is the kind of this is like the wake up call, if you like, for the Legion. Okay. So they they find this this system. It's a non compliant system, and it's the home to a Xenos race that the Imperium have never encountered before. And as far as they can tell, this race only possess this this one system. But they have technology the likes of which that they've they've not encountered. It's described as being like vile, horrific technology. So instead of doing what they should have done, which is probably deploy a large legion force of like interlacing hosts, yeah. the Grand Master decides that he is going to lead a strike team uh, from the host of annihilation and. The host of extinction, and he's gonna do this. Yeah. So they make Planetfall, and they basically get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. 
the Grandmaster dies. Almost all of the Marines that get sent die. It's the first defeat that the Legion has known since it left Terra. Okay. Um, with their record tainted and their, their pride wounded and Grandmaster Thrain dead, they reduce the planet to ash from orbit. And um, basically they're like, what do we do? We haven't got a Grandmaster, it's our first big defeat. Mm. Like the only, redeeming, the only redeeming part of it is Thrain sacrificed his own life to, when he ordered the retreat. So he held the breach while his men left. So mm. at the last minute, he realised his pride had led him to making this this mistake. Yeah. So they reduced Canis Balor to ashes from orbit. The Xenos race were purged from the records purely because it was a defeat, not because they were too dangerous to know about. Yeah, yeah. The only part of the Legion that retained knowledge of them was the Order of the Bro- Broken Claw, which we talked about a little bit earlier, the, the Monster Slayers. Yeah. Um, but the loss of Thrain catalyzed the turmoil inside the Legion. So each of the Hostmasters and the head of the Orders, which had now gathered enough political power to be issues, mm. um, they argued that their doctrine, their way of war, should be how the Legion fights. Right, okay. So the Legion very much turned in on itself and it stopped functioning. It became a, splinters, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, beca- it became a big political shit fight of, I should be in charge, I should be in charge. Because of X, Y, and Z. Kind of so the, the Legion basically retreats to its only... Um, chapter fortress on a world called uh, Greymory and it's the only off terror place they have that's like a proper fortress and proper chapter house and it's not until Malkador intervenes mm. that the the legion sorts it, itself out so the all the chat all the um hostmasters and the preceptors of the orders are all arguing with each other that they should be the new grandmaster yeah so Malkador basically grabs a line captain. He's not an affiliate to any of the hosts. He's not a member of any of the orders. And he's like, right, here is this uh, this line captain, a guy called Vendrake, uh, Urian Vendrake, and he is my nomination for Grand Master. And all the other host masters are kind of like, ah, we can't argue with, this, with the Sigilite. Like, mm. that's like the Emperor's proxy. We kind of have to... So they, they unanimously vote Vendrake in as the Grand Master. Um, and basically he sees his opportunity to like reunite the disparate parts of the Legion. So he immediately sets off and he's like, right, we're doing a thing. But we're not doing the monster hunting. We're not lurking in the dark. We are going to bring worlds to compliance. This is the Emperor's Great Crusade. Like, that's our job. Yeah. So like there's there's a bunch of really quick victories, like um resounding victories where like they bring worlds to compliance. Um and he also is the first Grandmaster that allows remembrances to join the fleets. Okay, so they're basically the uh, yeah, I know what you mean. They effectively yeah. open the doors a bit. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's very select, they won't take anyone. They're very selective about which remembrances they'll have. Yeah. But they allow them into the fleets. Effectively, they've, they've realised that they've kind of lost the, their purpose. Yeah. So, the purpose is the Emperor's vision yeah. of the Great Crusade, and they've gone off doing their own thing, mm. thinking that they're doing the right thing, but realistically, it was a selfish thing. Okay. And then they've basically gone, found, realised, oh, yeah, we really should be doing what the Emperor yeah. wants us to be doing. So, at this point, they kind of 
go, ah, yeah, we should really, well, you know. They basically yeah. had a bit of a slap on the wrist and been yeah. told, Malcolm, do Malcolm what you're supposed to, to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, so, but he's still aware that the, although they've won some victories, it's not the big resounding victory that he needs for all of the ma- for all the host masters to fall in line. Yeah. So they're basically they're still vying for position. There's still a lot of political stuff going on. So he starts looking for an enemy worthy of the legion. So he's kind of going down the same hole as the previous. Yeah, a little bit, but kind he want- of, but he's taking a different tack. Yeah. Yeah. He wants. He needs an enemy that he can unite all the masters in fighting. Rather than kind of looking for what's the best yeah. out there to give glory to the legion, rather than see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so he's looking for the the, the enemy that will. Bring the bring legion together. together. Yeah, so that comes reasonably quickly because a pioneer company of the Fifth Legion, which would then later become the White Scars, encounters a Xenos race that the Imperium immediately identifies as a dire threat. So this is the first time the Imperium encounters a Xenos race known as the Rangdang. Oh, the Rangdang. The Rangdang. Rangdang. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Imperium will fight three wars with the Rangdang. The Rangdang Xenocide is widely speculated to be where the second Primarch died. Okay. Or his legion was lost there. Whether he's dead or not is a point of conjecture. Which gives you an idea of a bit how bad they were. How bad a race this is. Yeah. You know, bear on the Imperium is expanding at this point. You know, it's still not the Imperium as we know it, but it is getting bigger and bigger. They've got the legion yeah. still, and they come across a race that they've fought three times and potentially rumoured that a Primarch got killed at it. So the Fifth Legion encounter them on a in a system called Advex Moor, and they believe that this is the uh, like the Xenos homeworld. So again, much like every time they encounter a Xenos race, they're like, "Oh, they don't appear to have like a big interstellar empire. We can deal with them here." Mm. Uh, but the Rangdang possess not only are they like very powerful individually, they possess technology that's beyond the Imperium. Okay. Uh, and the they've constructed like an artificial battle moon. That orbits the, <gasps> the planet. Death Star. Basically a Death Star. Yeah! <laughs> oh, they, I think you'll find this Death Star is quite, quite operational. <laughs> in a galaxy, pretty much the same one that we're in. More far away. <laughs> uh, but they also possess like a large fleet of warships. Okay. So it's at this point that Vendrake um, basically says, right, we're not going to leave any of these six worlds of Advex more inhabited by the Xenos race. Like, he deploys the Legion completely. Yeah. Um, so he his goal is achieved over a four-month campaign of annihilation that costs the lives of 5,000 Legionaries. Um, and eventually the Imperial Banner is raised over the broken fragments of the War Moon as a subtle reminder to the rest of the Imperium that the, f- like, the First Legion did this. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the wake of this victory, the the... Masters kind of fall in line, and they're yeah. like, "Right, Vendrake knows what he's doing. We've, yeah. we've just beaten the Rangdang, that according to the Imperium were super dangerous. Let's get on it." So again, he strikes out in, into the into the galaxy, and he wins like a quick succession of compliances. But now he's getting a little bit arrogant. Now he, he's chancing his arm a bit because these uh, compliances, although they're like decisive, he's winning them in like. Um, not daring, but risky, risky ways. Yeah, so he, he, rather than kind of following like what would be the codex of Celtes of forty k, he's going on on a bit of a whim. Yeah. Let's try this. So the, the principal Bellicosi, which they helped write, he's yeah. kind of thrown that out the window, and he's like, you know what? No, I, I Wait, let's no, do it yeah. late. Let's do it our way. Kind of thing. Uh, and it's to the point where the Divisio Militaris on Terra are like, 
Summit, something's going on. Yeah. Like that's that's not only is that really impressive that those compliances have happened so quickly. Yeah. But it's against forces that would have taken other legions a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and they eventually rock up on a world called Carcassan, where the Grandmaster sees the opportunity to, to embarrass Gilliman. So Gilliman's been reunited with the Ultramarines. Okay, so the Smiths are a thing. Yeah. So so at this point, was it Carcassan? Uh, yeah, Carcassan. Okay, Carcassan. So how many other legions do you think at this point would have discovered their Primarchs? According to the Black Book, because it directly calls out Gilliman, Horus, um, Lehman Rus, and Dawn. So okay. at least four. Okay. Uh, but they see an opportunity to show Gilliman up. So Gilliman is already writing like the forerunner to the Codex Astartes. Yeah. So he's kind of writing out his tactical yeah. treatise, yeah. which goes directly against a lot of the stuff that the Dark Angels have passed on for the principal Bellicosia. Yeah. So they see him as undermining them. Are they st- what are they called still? Are they still... They're not the Dark Angels, are they? They're still the First Legion. They're still the First Legion. They never they have, haven't got a name than, been adopted. Other than being called um, the Uncrowned Princes not, and the His Angels of Death. They're just the they're First Legion. They're always the First Legion, yeah. yeah. So, so they're another element of pride. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the other legions, they adopted a yeah, name. Like a name. Yeah. They are the first legion, and they are <laughs> keeping that to remind everyone that they are the first. So before Gilliman, the Ultramarines were known as the Battleborn. Oh, okay. Before um, Angron, they were no, the, 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 the Warhounds. Yeah. Uh, before Mortarion, they were the Dusk Raiders. Mm. So like they all had names, or they all had um, things they were known by, apart from the first legion, who were like we're the first, or we're the Emperor's Angels of Death. Yeah. So they see the opportunity to embarrass Gilliman, who has been, who's laid siege to this world fortress. So if you think the whole fort, the whole world is basically a giant fortress. Mm. So he's he's got his beachhead and he's laid siege to this giant fortress for months. Uh, and the Dark Angels, the First Legion arrives, and Gilliman's like, sick. Now we have the forces we need to push. But the Dark, the, the First Legion, Ben Drake, basically like. So throws Gilliman's tactics in the so bit. Basically, because Leroy Jenkins is like, hold my fucking bit. <laughs> well, he deploys. He deploys the Legion en masse and basically like breaks the walls through numbers. So he takes casualties, but he carries the walls. Yeah. And then instead of waiting for the Ultramarines to advance in their wake, he pushes. So he makes a push for the for the Warlord of Carcassonne, uh, makes it there with his bodyguard who are from the Host of Death. Yeah. And basically they're like, right, we're here, we're going to slay the, the planetary warlord, we're going to take the compliance. At which point the, the warlord detonates a nuke. Yeah. Killing himself, but also slaying Vendrake and his bodyguard. Yeah. So once again, the Grand Master of the Legion's dead. Yeah. Um, with compliance secured, the Dark Angels like recover their dead and oh. so on and so forth. So, but with, with, okay, this is I'm getting more slosh, so I'm going to get more random questions. That's fine. <laughs> so, say for example, it, would they still be, with regards to casualties that they take on the battlefield? Again, in, I'm only speaking from a 40k perspective. Would they be collecting the gene seed yeah. of the fallen at this yeah. point? Yeah, that, that's 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 that why is. legions were so um, effective because right. they could take the gene the gene seed process meant then, that producing new marines was a lot faster. Right. Okay. Okay. They didn't need to go all the way back to Terror to, to use like, the kit there. To go it was back into like the incubator and go press the button, 20 minutes in the microwave, yeah. bang, done. Oh. Right, okay. So they recover their dead and obviously the world is brought to compliance, but they don't... They, they're expecting Gilliman 
to be like, be like, good job. You, you know, but obviously, it's going to be, but it's going to be opposite, yeah. really. So they're expecting Gilliman and the Ultramarines to be um, appreciative of the support, but Gilliman offers them no honor. He offers no fall, like acknowledgement of the fallen. He offers nothing towards the Legion's skill in breaking the fortress. He tells them this: Vaingort glory is a poor strategist, for it renders triumph a bitter trophy and an empty prize. Today you have proven your strength as a legion, but not your wisdom. Uh, this coming from someone who they already see as undermining their work yeah. is like it makes it takes that toxic pride the legion had, and it make it twists it, makes it bitter. Amp- amplifies it absolutely. And, so, the fact, and the fact that they lost the boss man as well. Yeah. So they've got no one. To, so previously the unification got no leader to hosts. They got no leader to go. Don't worry, I got this. Yeah, so so then the... I mean, I'm surprised I didn't go to bloody war with the Ultramarines at that well, point. After Vendray, with Vendray dead, um, everything he tried to achieve kind of turns to ash in the, in like the first stirrings of hate within the, the Hostmasters. Yeah, it's almost like Gilliman's a right dick. He is a knobber. So they left Carcassonne to the Ultramarines. They're basically like, fuck you, we're off. <laughs> um, they took no honour, no campaign markings, and all they left on the Legion banner was an empty space to signify... What had happened? Yeah, uh, the Legion came to refer to it as the the Carcassan atrocity. Um, each of the so but they also viewed it as an insult. So the insult that Gilliman gave to them, uh, and, and it coming from the Ultramarines, kind of stung them a lot more. So like the book of grudges kind of got opened up. Write that down, Dave. <laughs> Dave, write it down. So because they viewed themselves as a mentor to the younger legions and were kept very close at hand by the Emperor, they were trusted to enter his most dangerous wars, they were yeah. given the, the keys to the armoury, mm. to then be viewed as the Ultramarines not as mentors but at most equals, Yeah, that that is what really got under the skin. Okay. So at this point, they don't elect a new Grand Master. So so th- okay so they've gone from first legion we're the daddy to we're now kind of part of the collective yeah, and then yeah. the knockdown yeah okay oh. so they don't elect a new grand master instead the council of masters the hexagrammaton takes over <gasps> the inner circle yeah, yeah. Um, okay. and basically they they set about making the legion the most potent weapon of war now they've got a, now they've got an axe to grind so ultimately that's done them a favour. Because it's brought the legion together. It's brought it's brought the legion together as a collective. I would argue you can't. can't, uh, That's that's nationalism, though, isn't it? It's it's bringing people together by going. I really hate that guy over there. Yeah, yeah. Universal law of fuck that guy. On the one hand, yes, they're united in the fact they don't like Gilliman, but each of the host masters basically strikes out on their own at this point. Taking their host with them as their own force. So a splint of the fleet. So the the first legion no longer fight as a legion. They're now broken across multiple fleets, doing multiple compliances. Um, But they're so driven to prove themselves as being the greatest legion that um, like they engage in not only the most dangerous campaigns and the most dangerous theatres of war. They're doing it at such a pace that at one point they even outpace the Lunar Wolves in a campaign of compliance. So, like, if you think about the way the Lunar Wolves fight, they're ferocious. They're the spear tip. They, you know, and you've got the Dark the the First Legion uh, outpacing them. And at this point, the Lunar Wolves are also led by Horus. Mm. So they're they're performing compliance on the Melon uh, Melnock cluster, 
the first legion turn up and they're like right dun 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 and the lunar wars are still fighting so like they're they're, they're burning through their their war engine so like, they don't care about the casualties they're taking ah okay um, they're driven even harder to prove that they're the first and the greatest and Gilliman uh, Gilliman in writing his first iteration of the Codex um, they took it to be like a an insult that it was eroding the tenets of the principal Bellicosia that they'd laid down right. when, they were the, when, when they were like the first legion out there Okay. so at this point it's the midpoint of the crusade um, the first legion is stood on a precipice the other legions have grown stronger yeah. um, whilst the first legion have pushed themselves into ever more dangerous wars and depleting their numbers. Yeah, I was going to say, because at this point the casualty count must be horrendous if they're yeah. kind of going under... So they're, they're basically a shadow of their old, their old legion. Yeah. So their allies no longer see them as the embodiment of death, rather grim seekers of death. Right, okay. Um, ever searching for the mightiest foe to face, never retreating even should annihilation be threatened. So they're like... They, they refuse to fall back. They are going to face whatever enemy there is. They're going to be self-destructive, basically, aren't basically, they? Basically, yeah. So they've gone into our like, emo mode. <laughs> yes. They've got proper flock of seagulls haircuts. So I suppose, in a way, what we're, what we're kind of seeing is somebody going through puberty. I think it's more the child. stages of grief. Yeah. 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 So, like, denial... And then, and all the other bits and bobs mm -hmm. that are kind of, you know. So, had the Legion been allowed to continue the Ice Bath, it's most likely there would have been a third empty plinth in the. In, so there would have been a third missing Legion from the from the list. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So like yeah, they would have eventually it, burnt themselves, themselves out. out. Right, okay. Um, however, well, it would have been a bad thing, though, would it really? Pro probably. Dark not. Angels, mate. <laughs> uh, no, you hurt me so much. I'm a big Dark Angels fan. <laughs> so am I. Actually, this is really good. Carry on. However, it's um, one of Jagatai Khan's expeditionary fleets stumbles across Caliban. Um, so they find Caliban and they find the First Legion's salvation, in that they find oh, okay. the lion. Yeah. So hang on a second. This is this is this is where I'm going to be like really stupid questions on. How would you know which Primarch that they find on a random planet belongs to which legion? I don't. Do they have like a like a little? I think the emperor or? knows. Well, but the, the legions are created the legions using their the, 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 the genes, the genetic uh, uh, antecedents of the Primarch. Uh, so if nothing else, you could do like a genetic test. Yeah. The, the, the reason why there's 20 legions is because there was 20 Pyroxes for them to be yeah, created from. Yeah, that's right. If you're charging your phone. Yeah, I'm sure for Do you want to sit there? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's what you're Go on, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, like you'd have like genetic makeup and all that kind of stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's basically a paternity test. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they go on the 30k equivalent of Jeremy Kyle. I always say, who's and the you're father? The daddy. <laughs> well, you imagine Malcolm or the Sigilite as a TV show. <laughs> so. We're going to skip back a little bit in the timeline to talk about the lion on Caliban. Okay. So the lion, unlike most of the other Primarchs, who when they landed on their homeworlds were discovered. Um, now, I can tell you something. Sorry to cut across you, mate. I've read, I've actually read the Dark Angels. Um, Descent of Angels? Is that, yeah. Is that you the mean the Primarch book? book? Ah, no, no, no. No, <laughs> the, the, the two books. From basically, it was, was found in the forest. Yeah, Descent of Angels. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an absolute shit book, but yeah. I like that. You know what? I really like that book. The story's alright, but from a writing perspective, it's terrible. But when, but when the bit when the when the when the, the Calibanites, or whatever you want to call them, are on like big friggin' horsey things. Yeah. It reminds me of Bretonians. Well, they've, they've got proto-technology of 
like the Marines. They, they, they've got they've like, got power armor. They've got like a version yeah. of power armor and a version of like bolt pistols. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just the like their tech that they've adapted based mm. on their knowledge from history. So we'll speed run Taliban because it's not massively interesting. Speed run. Um, so unlike the other Primarchs, <laughs> when I'm not heard speed run for. Have some... you not? <laughs> I'm no, 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 enough for a long time. Last time I speed ran. It was in. It was on World of Warcraft. Like now, World of Warcraft dungeons. So unlike the Primarchs, who were discovered by like the the populations of the Gilliman was discovered by the the leader of the planet. Perturabo was discovered by the leader of the planet. It's really weird how they're always discovered by the the leader of the planet. Well, it's usually because the rumors go out about a person or a a child that's like out doing everyone else, and all of a sudden the leaders, oh, I need to go and check this out because so that didn't happen. Could be a threat. So, Apart from Angon, he was a fucking gladiator. Well, that's true. Yeah. So this didn't happen on Caliban, he just landed in the forest. Yeah. And his early life isn't really known about other than the fact that he's just murdering warp monsters on Caliban. So a lot of the, the wildlife on Caliban is tainted in some way by, some way by chaos. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, Caliban's a demon world. Um, <laughs> the Order eventually find him. So the Order is like the preeminent order of knights on Caliban. Yeah. Led by Luther. Yeah. So Luther encounters at this point he looks like he's like a in his late adolescence, not yet a full adult. Mm. So Luther chooses not to slay him, realizes that he survived this long in the wild, so that he must be something special about him, takes him into the order. And it's not long until he well, he masters how to read and write really quickly, he learns how to fight conventionally with like power armor and a sword and, and everything like that. And he rises to be the first supreme grandmaster of the order, he unites all the orders of knights of Cal- uh, of Caliban, and he cleanses the world of these warp beasts. Um, he it's reputed that he slayed the last Calibanite lion, and then it's not long after that that the fleet arrives and the emperor's like, "Oh, you're my son," and he's like, "Safe, dad," and he gets a legion. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you get a legion. And you get a legion. <laughs> Everybody gets a legion. So you, you don't get a legion. Not you. Back Skipping back to the to the Dark Angels, the First Legion's perspective. At this point, the hosts are so scattered and so depleted that when the Emperor says, "I've found your Primarch," they can only muster five hundred warriors from the Order of Death to accompany the the Emperor to Calabar. That's rough. Yeah. So these five hundred sons, who are all clad in cataphracty Terminator armor, uh, in black, like jet black, adorned with mortuary symbols and symbols of the Reaper, um, when they make the drop to Caliban, in the Calibanite myths, this is what angels look like. Ah. So it's it's proclaimed that they are the Emperor's angels, again, and obviously that becomes a thing. Um, the Emperor tells the Lion who he is, talks about the grand plan, but before the Lion will take command, he challenges the Master of the Order of Death to a duel. Right. So he wants his his marines to prove that he they're worthy of him. Yeah. So he you know, he handily wins this duel against a mook, and goes right. Okay, yeah, you're you're you know I saw how you fight, I like it. Let's go, let's go. I'm going to be spaced out. Is he <laughs> he's impressed by their martial prowess? Yeah, he he although he like beats them easily, he he's realizes that they're not bad. They're not poor warriors essentially. Yeah. Um. So the lion sees the how the legion is laid out and he sees a lot of it reflected in how the orders of Caliban worked. So he starts to remould the hexagrammaton to better reflect 
the command structure of the orders of Caliban. Yeah. Um, which is where you see the hosts become the wings. Right. Can we just step back a little bit there? How did the Dark Angel? Uh, the, I presume this is when they get called the Dark Angels. So very quickly after that, because obviously the, there's the Calibanite myth cycle of the angels, he renames the First Legion as the Dark Angels. Yeah. How? What was the reception like from the the Dark Angels' perspective? Finding the problem. Oh, you back to the we'll get to that because the, the aerial signal gets interrupted by all the metal, so it you get this brainy <laughs> and <Terrible> reception. <laughs> oh no, not that reception! I see what you mean. So he starts to reorganise the hexagrammaton to better reflect the way war was performed, the way that the orders were organised on Caliban. He um, forms a pact with the Forge World Xana to supply his legion. Uh, and he also um, enacts policies which make Caliban a hub of imperial control in the subsector. So Caliban has gone from being this backwater death world to now being a like an integral part of the imperial uh, imperium's control in the area. Um, unlike the other Primarchs, the Lion's first priority wasn't conquest. He had to reunify the different parts of his, le his legion first. Where's all my boys at? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my boys? There's 500 of them! <laughs> Why has everyone else got 100,000 and I've got 500? So with the aid of the Xanatech priests, um, he basically interrogates the Divisio Militaris records until he figures out what war zones all his different... So you're telling me he gets some tech priests or a sequel script to find out... He does. <laughs> where is everyone? Select star where, where legion makes, equals first. He makes, he makes um, the Xana Forge world is basically Google at this point. <laughs> yeah, baby! So he Googles where all his... All his um, <laughs> Googles his pros! And uh, he sets out... <laughs> Sorry! I do what she has at this point. <laughs> he, um, he sets out to reunify the Legion. Um, at this point, the Terrans, which make up the majority of his Legion, because there's only a few Calibanites that have been made, there's a very there's a mix between our Primarchs here, that's great, and our oh, shit. Like, that's it, the Legion's going to change. We don't want the Legion to change. So there goes my chance to be leader of the legion, yeah. basically. Um, so the lion waits until <laughs> I don't know, we're ever going to be leader, Dave. <laughs> Shit, Ed. So each each of the masters, each of the time he finds a fleet um, or a disparate part of the legion, he challenges their master to a duel, and each time he wins, but then he welcomes them in. And a lot of the legionnaires see this, and they're like, "Right, he's not a statesman, dickhead, like Gilliman. I like that. He's not a, a, a poncy like elocutionist, like Lorgar." I like that. Uh, although, no, no, that's a cool <laughs> skill. He's a straight totally up cool. warrior. Mm. He he lets his actions speak, and this this kind of uh, resonates with the Terran Legion, who have always been about letting their victories speak over, like showing, like, oh, I'm the best of this. So, within a few short years, the Lions reunited the Legion, and with the influx from Caliban, he's back up to a hundred thousand Marines. Uh, and he journeys to the homeworld, uh, sorry, the, the the previous homeworld of Greymary, and he he, he basically says to the, the council, who were the previous commanders of the Legion, that um, he intends to reunite the Legion as a whole and rejoin the Great Crusade. Um, the council agree to this, but they select the Master of the Fire Wing, or the Host of Fire at this point, 
um, to be their ceremonial champion. And the lion fights the master of the fire wing, uh, someone called uh, Fias Calgast, for an hour. So this this normal marine manages to fight a primarch for an hour before hour. yeah before he's eventually. It's not a jet pipe. It's just he's he's not <laughs> fighting. He's literally flying as fast away from uh, the lion no as possible. So he he defeats him, and then all of the masters of the hosts and the high preceptors they all swear their allegiance to the lion, and the the first legion is once again whole. Um, and it's at this point that the lion restructures the legion so the hosts are gone and he introduces the six wings of the hexagrammaton right okay so the storm wing um basically is the like the vast infantry phalanxes most of the upper ranks of the storm wing are apothecaries that are um experienced in like the brutal close grind like the the meat grinder fighting yeah um, oh, is that what would you, you consider like the bulk of the legion? Yeah, the storm like, wing contains the bulk of it. Yeah, yeah tactical uh, legionnaires. So, um, so effectively, in my head, that's green wing. Uh, if you you mean talk about it in terms of the parallel against forty k? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah they it, basically the, their their method of warfare is mass deployments of infantry to overwhelm and secure yeah, battlefield. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. If, if anything, the best parallel is how you play world eaters. <laughs> yeah, you know how you build your army. Yeah, that's, that, imagine that yeah. part of the legion is the stormwing king. Yeah, yeah but that's the stormwing for you for the dark for the dark yeah. angels. Yeah. Then deathwing is formed from the remains of the host of crowns and the host of death. So they're foam, they're famed for like being line breakers, vanguard warriors, and sharpshooters. Yeah, but the host of death are also the bodyguards. Right. Okay. Um, so, but the core of it is formed by the survivors of the Carcassan atrocity. So they swear an oath never again to let a brother of their wing leave the battlefield in the hands of an enemy. Right. Which is where the companions come in. Right, okay. So their whole purpose is to be bodyguards, um, spear-tip fighters, to protect the lives of their officers. I swear a solemn oath to kick Robert Gulliman in his <laughs> Primark genitalia his, every opportunity his, I get. In his big size sponge. <laughs> it's so the old art... That's disgusting. <laughs> detail. Language. <laughs> Child here. Okay. Language, that, Timothy. That, that lesson 101. Yeah. Uh, the easiest way to drop a boy. Hit them in the nuts. Kick them in the nuts as yeah. hard as you physically can until they And for all like, the listeners to Fonsex Party, you can have that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the Raven Wing. Obviously, yeah. it's built on the bones of the, uh, the Host of Wind. Um, however, the lion names it after... Uh, the Order of Ravens, which is one of the orders on Caliban. Right. Um, Sounds Benzinchi to me. So they were the, they were most feared for their uh, mounted assaults. So basically, like jet jet bikes and yeah, all that, and Benzinchi. Um, <laughs> but also, alongside the jet bikes and the speeders, they had a large infantry component that specialised in drop pod assault. Okay. So if you think about like the jet bikes would go in, they'd cause chaos. They'd like throw some um, teleport homers in. Yeah, and then and throw some on. super fucking cheap rad grenades. That's epic <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> got paid ten points for that as death guards. Well, speaking of rad grenades, then you've got Dreadwing. Yeah. So it was the veterans of the destroyer squads that ended up like forming the like the the Dreadwing. Their whole purpose is the death of worlds. Mm. So they're only ever deployed when extinction is the only option. 
So the, the Dreadwing's only called upon to completely annihilate something. So they were original OG Inquisitors then? No, I don't know. What, 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 no, what they do. So they're bold in the Legion. So obviously the Legion. Hold up, they're actually not listening to Dark, the Dark Angels right. episode. <laughs> uh, no, I put this up because of the brief one out the window. I'm not listening. The Dark but the, you're learning anything. I'm listening. I'm watching YouTube. Alright, you go know, and watching your makeup thing. There we it's go. YouTube. So, what, what, what they're saying is that so all these other hosts they specialise in an art of warfare. Okay, and the art of warfare, you know, is what they do, what they're what they're drawing to. The Dreadwing, their specialization is right, none of these other expertises are gonna beat defeat the enemy. Let's just, just We're just gonna raise the planet effectively. So it's just basically it's a genocide company. Yeah, effectively. Yeah, yeah. But that they're not a standing force, are they? No, so the, the, the unlike the hosts the wings are spread out throughout all the forces. Okay. So the hosts, oh. the hosts were too inflexible because they were all Whereas one thing. Whereas now you've thing. got a little bit of each yeah. one in each kind of battle. Club. So yes. the lion then basically get a pager, and it's like calling old Dreadwing, <laughs> calling old Dreadwing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you've got the Iron Wing tanks, yeah. tanks and artillery, but now it also includes infantry formations to protect the tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Fire Wing. Take no putin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put a big column of tanks down a road, you want. Anyway, carry on. Uh, the fire wing at this point is the smallest of the wings. Most of the um, members of the, the host of fire died fighting the Rangan. Yeah. Because they went after the like the command beasts and stuff. Yeah. So although it's the smallest, it's formed of specialized assassins like the Moratak killers, their information gathering, yeah. like the invigilators and the seekers and stuff like that. Um, so their their purpose. You mean vigilators? Yeah. <laughs> I'm marking this exam. <laughs> you boy, put the paper down. Uh, their purpose again is assassination and, and first strike. And making sure people don't cheat on exams. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's that's canon now. It is. They v- have invigilators. Vigil- vigilators in their spare right. time. Host two point new console. No. Yeah, an invigilator. Invigilators, <laughs> invigilators are the first startings of the interrogator chaplains. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, oh really? So no. No. Really? Right. It's at this point that the lion basically says to all of the host masters, "You're out." I'm appointing my own heads of the wings. Oh. So not all of the the new masters were Terran for a start. Oh. So the whole idea that um, like seniority carried any any purpose in the Legion went out the window. Now, if you had a position of power, it's because you earned it. Whether right. that be through like skill at arms or having a really soft mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, but it, <laughs> Looking, looking good with a mop head on your head. Oh no! <laughs> Who's, whose idea? Yours. <laughs> Your idea. Are you kidding? Oh man! That sandwich, man. Brother Dave's proper prison currency. Let's make it. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. That's on. okay. Um, but with the influx of Calibanite Marines, it also led to um, Terrans now being ordered around by Calibanites. Oh no! And as you remember from earlier on, they don't like that. the Terrans don't like it when outsiders come into the Legion. 
<laughs> like Gulliman telling them that they're pretty again, crap. Again. This yeah. is indirect discrimination. With their own legionnaires now. So there's rumblings. Certain like Terran officers that have been stripped of rank or been moved sideways to now be underneath Calibanites. So effectively, we've gone through the consultation process and been downgraded as part of their obviously operational process. Yeah, they've not even been ring fenced. <laughs> yeah. So now they're serving directly under Calibanites. Some of them are very unhappy that the Lions come in and changed everything, and the Legion, the Terran parts of the Legion, are once again becoming insular away from the rest. Mm. And unlike uh, Vendrake, who thought. Um, I can unify the Legion. Right, so Vendrick was the second dude. He was the second dude. Right. He, he, was got, like, he got nuked. I can was, unify was, the Legion. He was, like, he was by... like guy riding on the nuke coming out of the airplane. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Um, he wanted to unify the Legion by giving them a single enemy to fight. Yeah. The Lion didn't give a shit. The Lion was like, right, it'll all come out in the wash. We're going to go and fight the Great Crusade and they'll either get on with each other or they won't. And it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, at the end yeah. of the day because we've, you know, we're, we're the. We're doing our job. Yeah. So he, he launches them into the, the crucible of the Great Crusade once again, uh, knowing that eventually like the issue would work itself out down the line. Um, so do you not think that was a bit kind of like... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. You know, like when you're like, oh, I'll just think, I'll, let's just get on with it. Like, kind of like not it's kill or kill. It's like a new manager coming in going, I know how to do this better than you guys. No, no, but and no, ignoring the guys who've got the experience. No, 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 not necessarily that, but it's like, oh, let's just get on with it and see what happens, kind of thing. So a little bit of kind of like not listening to feedback from his employees. He's very headstrong in how he wants to do things. So, so it's like, it's my it, way or the highway. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, yeah, that's I, 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 the way I see it is, it's like, we're going to do it like this. This, this is this is the structure now. Either people are going to leave, or you know they'll get a job somewhere else, or they'll get on with it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. by getting a job somewhere else in the Great Crusade towns, probably means get turned into ash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like it's not long until a distress call from Karkazan at a tri- at like attracts the the lion's attention, oh, knowing knowing that the legion has previously lost a grand master on the, on that world. Okay. So the Ultramarines had left a garrison to supervise the rebuilding effort, and under their watch a band of rebels had broken into the vaults underneath the, the fortress and unleashed um, a genetic phage, which had altered the population of the planet into like these monstrous like flesh-hungry ghouls. And the Ultramarines were getting an absolute kick in. Like, they are on That's- the back foot. With hindsight, that seems like something you shouldn't just leave around. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't <laughs> put it in a vault... <laughs> Put it in the sun. <laughs> I mean, it was a secret vault. So, Not that yeah. secret. I mean, the, the rebels maybe, knew about it. Maybe I'm, they shouldn't I'm have gonna, left a garrison of dark angels on there. They've got to keep it secret. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say the Imperium of Man has got really bad fucking habit for keeping stuff it shouldn't do in a vault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just... Citation like, Their marks. idea is, this we is can, really we bad, we'll put it in a room somewhere. We have spaceships. There's a sun over there. Let's put it in the sun. Well, it's yep. a bit like um, Expanse, isn't it? Yes. With the proto, the proto molecule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what we should do? We should put this in flasks. No, what we should do is we should put it in the sun. That's what we should Get do. Get rid. Get so, rid. So these gooly typey things, they must be quite tasty if they're kind of... Well, if you think about the entire numbers. planetary pop- populace yeah. is now yeah. these horrible... It's, like, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, it's like the... Uh, now, right, it's a garrison of ultramarines. Okay, there might be legionnaires, like, like but all of a sudden you've got an entire planet's worth yeah. of... They're going to run out of bulk, sh- bulk shells. Yeah. yeah. So the ultramarines are on the back foot and they've requested aid, but like it's not come. And then suddenly the Dark Angel's fleet answers and appears in system. Uh, and it's re- it's recorded that the Ultramarines Praetor cheered 
Yay! Like, the Ultramarines, super stoic, super like, we're really good at war. Dark Angels show up, who they previously, like, had issues with. Yeah, and now they're like, yay, <laughs> we're not going to die. Yeah, because they know that the, the First Legion of Dark Angels at this particular point are a bunch of psychopaths. Yeah. So the First Legion basically, like, make Planetfall, completely eradicate the, the ghouls. Do their thing. And they're like, right. But this puts down a lot of the issues that the Terrans had because they get to see the Calibanites fight. Yeah. They get to see that they're actually worthy of being Dark Angels. And I suppose the Canabites have got something to prove to the Terrans with the yeah. cars. So we are yeah. we are your equal. But you also got to remember the the, the Calibanites. Look at the world they grew up on. It yeah, was a demon like world. Not a de- it was a death, a, a, a death world. Yeah. Like they they're not just being. Chilling out on the veranda no, every every evening, having a bit of a laugh. They've earned their place amongst the, the rank kind of thing. Yeah, just as just by you know uh, hereditary growing on that planet, mm. they've had to survive every minute of the day. So, okay, it's a bit so like our kids will be like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll be living yeah. on a death world. Yeah, so the the legion becomes slightly more cohesive, but okay. there's still there's still squeaky wheels that need oiling. Mm. And then, as fate would have it, another old enemy rears its head, and the Rangdang return to the Imperium. So what? So why did they do it? So did they kind of did the Rand? So what's known about the Rangdang? Is there anything? Not there? a lot. The Rangdang themselves um, kind of have their own empire in what then later becomes known as the Ghoul Stars. So it's the very edge of the imperial, like the the galactic plane. Right. Okay. And the reason that they the Imperium didn't push in and annihilate them is because they thought it was only that one system. Yeah. And then they just didn't happen to find Anymore. anyone else. But the Rangdang obviously were like the Imperium exists and they've killed one of our like one of our worlds, one of our systems. We're gonna do a few like a, a few decades worth of military build up, and then we're gonna invade. Yeah. So this huge Rangdang invasion starts. So the Imperium are immediately on the back foot because they're not used to being invaded. Yeah. Um. So the second Rangdang war starts. It lasts for a decade. So the first one lasted for a few months. This is this is ten years. So it involves nine legions, and it's at this point it's speculated that the second legion is destroyed. Okay. Uh, the Space Wolves took heavy, heavy casualties breaking the, the Siege of Xana. As they should. Um, That's nothing more than they deserve. But the, the brunt of the war fell to the Dark Angels, so they once again amassed in full Legion strength. Um, but this time they've got the Primarch at the head. This, this time Primarch's at the head. The, the interesting thing about this is it, it, the Terran elements of the Legion seem to see as it as being a second chance, a chance of redemption for, yeah. the, for the past failures. Yeah. So they fought all the harder against the Rangdang. Yeah, because they've got something to prove, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, by the end of the war, the Terran element of the Legion is reduced to a tenth of its size. Yeah, because of yeah. Some of the Terran, like, um, the ones that are speaking out against the Lion say that he de- deliberately deployed the Terran elements of the Legion to the worst zones of fighting mm. so he could wheedle out the Terrans to replace them the Calibanites. But at the end of the Second Randang War, the Imperium wins, but it's a huge cost. Yeah. Like, the all the Legions involved have taken massive casualties. Well, if they've lost a Legion, potentially... Oh, you know, it's rumored. speculated that yeah. the Second Legion was completely destroyed. Like, that's, that's you know, quite clearly a big deal. That's so, one. with this Rang, Rang gang. Rangdan. Oh. Rangdan. Rangdan. Shalamadingdong. <laughs> <laughs> what is there any kind of idea what they would what they would look like? Um, I don't think they're directly described in any of the books. So there's there's no 
From what I've gathered, the, the this, this would have been before the Horus Harris. Okay, have you? Yeah. This is during the Great. You read the line, haven't you? No. You not read the line book? No. Because I, I think it's them that feature in that. Oh, book. is it them? I thought it was the Harud. No, that's the no, Iron Warriors. Oh, Warriors. Yeah, yeah, that's how. I'm pretty Empire sure what you're what you're talking about now is what is described in that in the prime. Because it's in Alpharius as well. That's right. No, yeah, I was but, thinking like you know, like from a kind but of like from a, what I gather from that, gaming yeah, from that what I gather from that, there are they are. I mean, it's, my memory of it's sketchy. It's been a while since I read it now, but they were a they were a psychic race. Okay. Yeah, they they enslaved other races to fight for them. So in the Alpharius book, it's the Slaught. You know the ones that made all the worms. No, this is the Enos race that are basically like they're made of worms. worms. Oh, okay. like they um, they they they, they look, they, they make humanoid shapes out of bodies of worms. Uh, okay. But the, the the Rangdan, if I'm, I mean, forgive me if I've got this wrong, uh, but they are they would jump from entity to entity, uh, so that, that they could like take new hosts effectively. Like basically possess the bodies. Uh, yeah, I might be thinking of a different um, okay. Xenos race, but I'm pretty sure this is what it, what, what was going on. So effectively, they're kind of like ethereals for the Tau. From yes, what I could gather, but there might be there might have a physical element to they, them. But they definitely can't. used like mind-controlled slave armies and stuff which like was that. Um, um, in the Angron book, weren't it? Because when they first oh, well, that, yeah. but that's a techno thing. So yeah, that's where the technology came with the yeah. nails, didn't they? Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Mm. So with the with the second Rambang War finished, um, the Legion retires to Caliban to kind of replenish its ranks. Yeah. Uh, and it's at this point, with the many of the Terran veterans dead, uh, the wings are reinforced with the new influx from Caliban yeah. and return to their full strength. And the, uh, the the lion basically says, right, expeditionary fleet time, we're no longer going to fight as one whole legion, there's no point. Yeah. So he sends out the expeditionary fleets. Once again, like with the orders to seek out the most dangerous compliances. Yeah. So that, that old arrogance of the legion never went away, but now it's combined with the arrogance of the lion who's like a renowned monster slayer. So he, he wants the Legion to go and prove themselves. Um, the Khan once again kind of calls out. And the Khan and the Lion are probably the... They were the, the Khan was the closest thing the Lion saw to having a brother. Mm -hmm. So because the Khan also didn't care for politics, didn't care about the rest of the Primarchs so much, he felt like a kindred spirit. So he the, the Lion, whenever he could, um, always answered like the Khan's... Messages, essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, we an SMS. I got you, brah. <laughs> but this this led them to, you know, like, a bit like how I answer your text messages, but I ignore spin. <laughs> <laughs> was that sorry? <laughs> um, this led to both the legions putting down uh, an uprising, uh, but it also led to an incident where Luther was sent back to Caliban in disgrace. Uh oh. So, okay, I'm going to, to spaghetti-o. So, clicking this together. Okay, it's the yeah, end so. of Descent of Angels. Okay, yeah. Is when Cal when Luther gets sent back to Caliban for nearly letting the lion get assassinated. I'm not watched. I'm not watched it. I'm not. I don't. Where Descent of Angels? Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so there's yeah, there's a plot. Like Luther goes back to Caliban. Naughty boy. Shenanigans. Basically, he's had a slap on the wrist for fucking up. There's a plot to assassinate the lion. Luther knows about it, but Luther thinks right is it, it's the best way to reveal who is the conspirators. Yeah. I mean, by, not wrong. By letting it reach a certain point and then intervening. He yeah. is but not wrong. other elements of the Legion that are more loyal, or rather not loyal to Luther, step in and are like, 
why the fuck is this nuke been allowed to get this close to the, the lion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Luther tries to explain the lion's like, no, Caliban. Yeah. Naughty step. Um, but this also sees... him in the face with the spritz. <laughs> Bearing in mind that Luther has been the closest thing to a father Perfect. that the lion would have had. Uh, like, as going back to what Ross was saying earlier about all the other Primarchs being found by yeah, the leader and being adopted yeah, as a yeah. son. Yeah, because he found him in the politics, Luther found so, him yeah, and uh, did not, didn't necessarily adopt... They, they effectively adopted him as a brother. Yeah. yeah. But he was the closest thing to a father figure in his life. Okay. See, in my notes, it says Luther was sent back to Caliban because he's a bitch. Um, <laughs> I mean, also true. Context, You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it's at this point the Lion and the Dark Angels as a whole start to withdraw from the other legions. They stop answering uh, like meetings, of, like social meetings and stuff like that, in favour of. Um, so you know how the brothers will get together and be like, "Oh, how was your compliance there? Oh, it was great. How was yours there?" The Lion just wouldn't show. Oh, like okay. the Lion was invited to Ulanor and didn't show. What? The, oh, well, he did. The York party. Yeah. So like. Um, the, the Dark Angel weren't involved in that campaign, were no, they? No, no. But he was invited for the celebration. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the, the Legion kind of withdraws from social engagements and concentrates more on uh, like annihilating the enemies of mankind. And in time, the other Primarchs stop reaching out to the Lion. So even in even in matters of like the military where they want advice, they were like, "Oh, we can't ask him; he's not going to answer." Yeah, there's no point. Yeah, I suppose it's like if ignorance is like what's the point? So Horace, who's all who's like watched all <sighs> the Legions because he's Horace. Um, kind of sees the lion and the dark angels as being like he a bit of a rogue element really yeah un- an unknowable factor well the thing is though as is, is Hor is taken over as the war master of this, this is about to happen oh, okay. so the, like, the invites are sent out for Ulanor and the lion doesn't show and, and Horace takes it like a slap in the face like almost like Horace um, to Horace it's like the lion doesn't what? care enough to show up uh, the invite to Ulranor, it was known that Horus was being made. It was a celebration of it making Horus. It was the Horus, worst kept secret that he was going to be made war master. Which is bearing in mind that at this point also, the lion saw himself as should be the war master. Because he's part of the first legion. Well, well no. he'd also amassed. So at the time that Horus was made the war master, three primarchs held the most compliances Lehman Rus, the lion, and Horus. Okay. So. The, the first legion went from lagging behind to Exceeded. being up there because obviously the, the lion took over and went right off you go out into the stars stop being knobheads take, take planets yeah, it's it was all, always rumoured that he would be the emperor's kind of war master so their performance related pay would have been phenomenal at that <laughs> yeah. yeah so Horace, Horace has made the war master at Ulanor uh, and now he's the war master he's, he spent more time observing the lion and the dark angels and figuring out what was what yeah. Um, as he slowly fell to chaos, like he realised that because of the way the the first legion was built on ritual and circles within circles, yeah, the legion lodges weren't wouldn't be able to get their claws in, so he wasn't going to be able to turn the dark angels to his side. Um, oh, because because of how they've had their our house our hosts had their kind yeah. of inner circle outer circle scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was also like. He was also jealous of the fact that for so long the Emperor had trusted the First Legion. And then when the Lion was recruited, the Emperor basically said to Lion, right, here's the keys to the Armoury of Terror. Away you go. Like, carry on. He gave them, he basically gave, he handed down this proclamation to the Dark Angels that was like, any time that you believe a weapon should be deployed, deploy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, here's a bunch of weaponry from the Dark Ages that none of the Legions are allowed to have. 
Destroy them as and when you see fit. So what? So, and again, this is where you need to kind of excuse my ignorance on this, but this is good, by the way. I'm loving this. So I'll, <laughs> I'll have to re-listen to it again when I'm a bit more sober. But oh my god, when he's going to listen back, he's going to go. God, I remember anything talking about that. <laughs> so, like, with regards to, like, you're saying about, you know, the Dark Angels were allowed to use, you know, Dark Angel technology. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff would you be referring to that would have been, you know, I, I'm thinking like in, gaming um, terms. In gaming now. terms, you know, the Exindio robots. What? Is it right? <laughs> Capture lights on steroids. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's an automata. <laughs> There's a battle automata that only the Dark Angels can take. Oh, okay. Like an Admech robot. Sure. It's one of the units that came in the book. This is where you go, what? <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of lore, it's not uh, It's not an Admech robot. Right. So you it's know the Men of Iron? There's a Man of Iron in the... Um, Blackstone Fortress. Black yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the guy with the assault is fucking... Basically, so it's, so it's a bro gay art. We're going to take a quick flashback to the Golden Age of Technology. Yeah. So oh, when, baby. When humanity first went out into the stars... They did so using AI. Really yeah. So they created the men of iron, the men of bronze, the men of silver, and the men of gold. Okay. So the, okay. the men of iron were meant to be like the worker class AIs, yeah. and then the others were all smarter. Yeah. And eventually the men of gold realised that they didn't need the humans. <laughs> so the Cylon slash Skynet. That's yeah. why one of the first things the Emperor did when he retook Mars was to ban AI. Right. Hashtag... Puts it in a vault, though, not in the sun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you you, you got to remember that what Ross is explaining here is that AI, artificial intelligence, is a bad thing in the Imperium. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. yeah, because but of the experience. What the Mechanicum are using, the machine spirits, is not. It's not true. That's not true. That's true why, artificial why, if you think about all the cybernetica stuff in Mechanicum, yeah. it's it's and servitors and stuff. Humans are the base the of control thing, them rather than the and machine. you modify a human to do the thing so rather than get and once you take away the human element they go they revert to a protocol which is I walk yeah. forwards and shoot the nearest thing to yeah. me yeah. 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 so yeah. but the Exindio robots are men of iron right they're men of iron that have been adapted by the Mechanicum and, and turned into these like walking engines of destruction yeah um, there's a bit that I don't cover in this because it's not really important to the, to the knowledge of the Legion but the lion unleashes all, he has 13 of them, he unleashes all 13 of them at the same time on uh, Heretic Forge World, and the Legion just stands back and watches them win. But he just lets them 13 go. 13 machines. But these 13 machines, he's like, right, they're going to rampage, they're going to destroy everything, and then we've got to wait for them to run out of power because they're too dangerous to retrieve while yeah. they're on. Yeah. Uh, and like, he oh. loses two of them. He recovers 11 of them, and it destroys an entire, like, a whole forge. These um, things in the game, as far as I'm aware, they've, they've got a protocol, a rule built into the game. I mean, we could—I don't know whether we're going to go into the rules. No, side I didn't of things, think we'd do that. But the the, um, the Incendio machine has a rule where a uh, a character can basically blow it up. So, 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 just so I can kind of have a look at this when I'm a bit more sober, rules-wise, where would I find the rules for this? Uh, it's Crusade book, book nine, book, book the Black Book. book. Nine. Yeah. Okay. So Horace is, is jealous of the fact that he's allowed all these weapons. He is. So he gets all the toys, basically. He's um, aware enough to know that if the if the sons of Horus went toe to toe with the Dark Angels, they'd lose. Okay. So he he he's at least like, oh, I, I don't, f- I'm not scared of the lion. I reckon I could fight the lion, but I'd lose. Yeah, because. Yeah. But this is the war master you're talking about. Yeah. So he decides. 
um, very much like he did with the White Scars and the Blood Angels. So he what he sends the White Scars off to Chondax because he's like, right, I can convince Jagatai to join me. He sends the Blood Angels to Cygnus because he's like, right, they'll all die at Cygnus Prime, so I won't have to worry about the Blood Angels and, and Sanguinius. Was Cygnus Prime the one with the with the insects and the... No, no, that, that, that was murder. murder. Okay. You know, uh, Cygnus Prime Carbander. is Carbander and all the, the demons. demons. The no, demon world. No Fear to Tread? Have you read Fear uh, to Tread? No. Basically, um, Horace sends them off to the Cygnus Cluster. He's like, right, go and, go and make it compliant. The whole Blood Angels legions show up and then Carbanda and a huge force of Cornate demons are like, What up, buddy? And they <laughs> have a massive welcome fight. them by turning a world into the face of a demon, don't yeah. they? And they crash the flagship into the into the planet. <laughs> um, it's proper full on. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's like it's one of the first like full on demon incursions. It, it's it's a moment there's a moment where uh, Sanguinius is effectively gone, I don't think that was a portobello mushroom. <laughs> yeah. So he, sent, he sends the Blood Angels off, he sends the White Scars away. Basically he's like, the Blood Angels so will die, the White Scars can join me. So effectively, because I've not got to this point in the Horus Heresy, which is great for me, I love it, because I don't have to read the books now. So, <laughs> so ultimately, he's getting rid of the people, but he won't be able to get on his side. He's putting them out of the way. Yeah, so, yeah. This, 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 so the Warmaster's turned at this point. Yeah. He's not He's not openly the traitor, like Isfan hasn't yeah, happened. He's kind of putting the will He's putting, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's using it's his Warmaster capability. His pronouns are now demon. <laughs> <laughs> so the. <laughs> the White Scars are at Chandax waiting to be turned to traitors. Yeah. The Wolves have just been sent to Fenris to yeah, kill Magnus. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fenris? Sorry, to, the, to, to, to Prospero. To, uh, Prospero. Prospero. Um, the Blood Angels have been sent to Sigmus Prime. And he did, because he knows he can't face the Dark Angels Legion, and he knows if they're allowed to join. The loyalist defenders, yeah. and he's in a bad, he's in a pickle. He commands that the lion musters his entire legion. So the lion calls all the legions together, and he sends them off to a place called the Shield Worlds, which are on the very edge of the galaxy. Yeah. So it's this cluster of imperial worlds that haven't been heard from for years, and it's because this Xenos race has basically invaded and enslaved the worlds. What Tyranids? Uh, they're not described. Oh, so not the, described. the first legion is sent to retake these. This, like. Um, part of the Imperium yeah. but technically it's outside the Imperium's borders at this okay. point so Horace is like right they're out of the way they're not going to come back we're going to make sure they don't get any word of this yeah, yeah, yeah. so this happens for years Istvan happens and like Horace starts his war with the Emperor and then there's a thing so now this is the Dimat incursion so this is a specific event that happens okay. in, in the timeline so Horace dispatches the Dark Angels to the, sla uh, to the Shield Worlds uh, to free like the um, enslaved worlds of the the empire from there, um, and he believes that he's going to be none the wiser to what's going on in the Imperium. So he doesn't know about the betrayal, doesn't know about Istvan. Yeah. He basically he's, he's banking on the fact that the Lion will find out much too late yeah. to get involved, yeah. and then he'll be able to destroy the Legion after that. Um, so for years, the Lion's ignorant, doesn't know what's going on. And eventually, like word reaches the Legion of rumors of civil war and stuff like that. It's kind of the rumors that the Lion can't ignore. So the Lion takes an armada of his fastest ships and his best warriors, and sails for the closest Imperial strong like um, world that he knows, which is in the Tangra system. Um, and it's at the very edge of the the Imperium's borders. So he he knows that's like an Imperial world. So he heads there. Um, but it's like the conflux of a of a, a series of warplanes, stable warplanes, 
and possesses the Forge World Dimer. So he's pretty sure that like he's going to get some good information there. Um, when he arrives, he's immediately attacked by traitors, and like he's like, "What the fuck's going on? What's all this?" So, so what would traitor would they be? Would they be legionnaires? Or? I think it's Sons of Horus. So okay. he's immediately attacked by Sons of Horus. But the Sons of Horus are also having a scrap with the Iron Warriors because there's three Ordinatus engines on uh, Dimac. We aren't Iron Warriors. This is so, before it's on five. Oh, okay. No, it's not. This is after it's I thought, I thought Iron Warriors. Oh, is it after it's oh, oh, it is. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm trying to remember Pertrabo the story. wants these um, Ordinatuses. Right, okay. The Sons of Horus don't think he should be allowed to have the Ordinatuses. The Warmaster should have them. Right, So okay. the, uh, the Lion shows up, and the Sons of Horus and the Iron Warriors are fighting each other. Pertrabo convinces the Lion that he's loyalist. He's like, I'm fine. That's the bit that confused yeah. me because in the story, like, because uh, I remember the, the this is a short story, isn't it's it? A short story, the, yeah. The, you know, the, the, uh, the, yeah. I'll carry on. Sorry. So he um, he convinces the the lion that he's a lo- he's a loyalist and he needs to help. Okay. So the first legion basically fight the, the sons of Horus. The Iron Warriors are like really appreciative. The lion says, "Right, I I don't have any need for these three Ordinatus engines. Um, I'll give them to you." If after we put down Horace, you vote for me to be the next war master. Okay. So Pertrabo is like, yeah, no worries, buddy. Takes the old narcissus and leaves, Sucker! and is then like, eat a dick. I'm a traitor. Bad times. But he's also told by Diamat that there's um, been a distress call from a forge world called Triplex in the Thramas sector. A triplex fall. So um, the lion's like, right, I'm off over there. Obviously, something's going on takes his fast ships but also signals the rest of his legion and he's like right this the shield worlds leave them they're, they're not a problem everyone meet me at Thramas so he arrives at Thramas and the night lords have been kicking the shit out of Thramas for years they've like uh, completely destroyed the sector all the worlds are, are terrified like there's there's full on um, like massacres going on where the, the night lords are just skinning people um, it's a real bad time. The ooh, the Dark Angels show up at the siege of Chiprex, Chip, uh, Chipex, Triplex, uh, and the first that the Night Lords know about it is when their armada in orbit is destroyed. So, like the Lion in the Invincible Reason, and there's like two other Glorianas just show up and they're like, "No, delete them ships." <laughs> Fuck you, buddy! There's like, yeah. no subtlety here, is there? <laughs> no, you know, no, from no. zero to hundred, real quick. So slowly, the rest of the Dark Angels Legion starts showing up, yeah. and the Dark Angels are able to start pushing back the Night Lords. But the Night Lords are entrenched; they have superior numbers, um, so it's kind of like a back and forth swing. But eventually, the Lion brings um, Conrad Kurz to battle, manages to get a fight in with him, yeah. and the two Primarchs basically kill each other. It's to the point where Corswain and Sevatar have to drag their limp bodies away from the fight because they're both so injured that they think they're going to die. Um, but isn't Conrad Kerr the chap who can like see the future? Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a shit view today. But <laughs> Kurs, He's the vampire. Yeah. Because Kerr's knows he doesn't get killed by the lion, doesn't care. Right, right. Whereas right, the lion's right. like, I'm going to kill you, and yeah. Kerr's is like, no, you're not. So Conrad yeah. Kerr ends up um, like in a coma. Mm. 
and without his leadership, the the legion starts falling apart. Like yeah. they, it goes, it turns into disparate war bands that all have their own aims. So what you're saying is, Ollie's legion, and now Luke's legion, and Steve's legion are basically just a bunch of girls. Yeah, they are. They're they're the massive shandy drinkers. <laughs> shandy drinkers. <laughs> um, <laughs> They, they don't like a stand-up fight. What they actually like to do is stab people in the back when they're not looking. Yeah. So, Big, figures. Kurz, yeah, figures. Kurz ends up in this coma, yeah. and the the Legion command basically falls apart. All the the Night Lords become roving warbands. So it's some of them just leave. Some of them are like, like throw mass crusades over. We're gonna go uh, attack Terror. I'm gonna go so and skin some bitches. The, so again, getting made into this. So ultimately, they are the kind of like the start of like. The chaos warbands. Yeah, essentially. So some of them go to attack terror. Some of them are just like, no, we're pirates now. Yeah. Some of them are like, right, Thramas dies. Mm. We're here to, to destroy Thramas. Yeah. Um, the lion recovers from his wounds a lot quicker because he there's no there's some weird psychic stuff going on with Conrad. So that that's his own thing. We'll cover that when we do the Night Lords Legion. Oh, in about four years, yeah. Yeah. At this rate, yeah. So the dark, the dark angels start to like retake Thramas, mm. um, and then after the lion's fully recovered from his wounds, there's a distress call from the system of Perditus, which is just outside the Thramas, sec- the Thramas sector. He's firefighting all the way yeah. through, isn't he? He's a busy boy. So again, very busy. He takes some fast ships, gives orders to his his commanders. You carry on the fight with the night lords. I'll go and deal with Perditus because it's a major grade forge world. It can't be allowed to fall to the traitors. Yeah. So. Uh, the Dark Angel ships drop into the system, and they're immediately they immediately encounter um, a Death Guard and an Iron Hands fleet Ooh. fighting. Iron Hands. So that was the Goo, the Dupe, Pedspar. Okay. So the Lion, who is like right, Iron Warriors. Oh, okay. Both of you pack it in, because I'm not entirely sure which of you lots traitors, because they're both accusing each other of being traitors at this right. point, and the okay. Lion still doesn't know who's on what side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, both of you pack it in. Commanders on the planet. I'm going. To, I'm going to have a chat with you. So, Callus Typhon, who's in charge of oh, the. He's oh, there we go. He's yeah. name, name drop. Mike. Ow, he's Typhus. Typhon. Yeah, Typhon. Typhon. Typhon in 40k. Oh. Yeah. So it's him and a, a, a mook from the from the Iron Hands show up, and they're like, right, there's this demon engine. Can't pronounce it. The Tatulchka. Oh yeah, I know. I know where this is. What this is now. Right. So there's a demon engine that basically um, it's a big spherical. You know, in a Star Tez. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. It's that. Oh, okay. Right? And but it's able to move things through the warp with massive accuracy, be it one ship or an entire explain fleet. Explain the more creepy side of Oh, it's how attached it w- to a servitor of a child, and it talks. That's how it bit. talks. It's real grim. Yeah. So at this point, it's explained to him, they're, like, they're both fighting over this because they can win the war with it. Yeah. And the lion's like, cool, I'm going to take it. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And neither of them are like, right, we, we have a few ships and a couple of hundred marines... You've got a whole ass armada and a big chunk of your legion here. And you're a Primarch. You can just have it, mate. Just have it. Just take it. So they, they let him take the demon engine. Yeah. Um, they want first, demons on a thing. No, still. no. As far as he's aware, it's just some weird Just some attack. weird tech. The first time he uses it, the Invincible Reason is just assaulted by warp entities. Okay. So demons basically attack. And he's like, this is some bullshit. Where's my librarians? Oh, that Edict of Nakia thing. Fuck it, we're going to have librarians again. Okay. It's at this point in the books he does something real dumb where he punches one of his own marines' heads off. 
So it's a chaplain who's like, hey, the Edict of Nakia says no. And yeah. the lion's like, I cast fist! And just like smashes <laughs> his head off. Oh no, I didn't mean to hit that hard. So, brah. Oh, so you get up a pry box sometimes. <laughs> so he reopens all the vaults of the Host of Pentacles. So all the old whoa, whoa, Legion whoa, whoa, research. Whoa, whoa. So the host of testicles. <laughs> 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 I've been waiting for that one. As soon as you mentioned it, I've been waiting for that so, one. So, so is this like, 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 like a secret library that you should have been So the host of testicles. So like, much like Dan keeps joking about, they took the, the librarian stuff and locked it in a vault. Yeah. They didn't put it in the sun. <laughs> they put it in a vault. They the because they, do like they fucking do because they're idiots. They, they remember the, obviously the, the, the edict of Nakia or Nakia or whatever you, how you pronounce it where they the Emperor basically went no librarians this is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, well, obviously yeah. this is this now line going no, fuck that yeah, shit yeah, we yeah, need yeah, those guys yeah, to be able absolutely. to fight this. So he reinstates Librarius opens all that up again and allows librarians in the Legion. Okay. Um... But now, after the warp incursion is dealt with, he gets back to Thramas, but now he has the ability to move whole fleets of ships At a blink of incredibly eye. quickly, incredibly accurately as well. Like all at the same time. Like so he completely turns the tide, and the Night Lords are basically driven back to um, what will later become their, their, their traitor homeworld. So, so ultimately, if it wasn't for... Um, <laughs> excuse me, the Lion... Um, Sorry, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, kind of. I'm trying to work out my words. This will be great to listen to. Fuck you all. Um, so, okay, so if it wasn't for the lion embracing the demon engine thing with the librarians, which goes against the emperor, then it would have been a far worse it would scenario. Have, it would have been a long, a more draw, yeah, drawn out drawn campaign. It probably would have taken the Legion out of the fight. Well, then this would have been completely. the campaign against the, uh, the Night Lords. Night Lords, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the Night Lords are on the back foot. They've, okay. they've deployed everything, all their allies. So they, they reach out to their last ally, which is the Predator Forge of Ulhan Hudder. Which is a, a world that travels through the warp. Oh, hang on. It's it's what? it's um it's that it's that film with the Predator Cities, isn't it? But it's a oh, no, it's, it's no, full on Unicron. It's Unicron from yeah. Transformers, basically. So the, the Predator Forge eats other planets for raw materials, so Jesus it can continue Christ, to build stuff. I don't know jack shit about this. Right, go on. So, so they're confronted by this. Like it, it appears and yeah. it starts ransacking systems. It's a galactic Every time. Sorry, listeners, we're going to go diverge off a slight moment. Super serious law, chaos. So what we need is is we need more rum. Yeah. For each lore episode. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, so basically, Pac Man Forge and comes along. Pac Man Forge. I'll tell you what, let's just hold the line. I need to go for a wee. Let's pause for a second. Isla, are you okay? You need any food? No, I'm watching um, Kitchen Nightmares. You're watching Kitchen Nightmares? I've got 26 mi- minutes. What are you? I'm an idiot sandwich! <laughs> <laughs> waka 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 I'm really enjoying it. This is pretty much going exactly how I expected this to go. <laughs> I could totally smash like some a dairy milk. A bar of dairy milk. Mini eggs. 
Oh, mini eggs? Oh, no, no, too crunchy. Right. Unfortunately, I have no chocolate in my house at the minute. God damn it. Because of, you know, the health. <laughs> I can do you a protein yogurt. Oh, that sounds appetising, yeah. You can get the fucking bin, mate. They're real tasty. Yeah, and they've, got they like, and they've got like six grams of protein in. Yeah, but I want mini eggs. You gotta crave it. I'm gonna go. He's got the munchies. I've got, him, I've got mini egg chocolate bar at home. I'm that. low key super into tracking my macros. <laughs> <laughs> it's really oh, interesting dear. to me. Like the other day, I looked at it. I was like, I need two more grams of protein from somewhere. Where am I gonna get that from? I was like, it's a piece of chicken in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> God, see, I've never ever even thought about that sort of stuff. You, which so is the problem when I when I start hitting weights. I have to eat one gram of protein for every pound I weigh. I weigh a lot. I'm going to have to eat like a whole ass chicken. Are you ready for Predator Forge, Batman? So this Forge world appears out of nowhere. Oh, so it's, it's been hiding outside of the Thramas sector for for centuries. The, the Night Lords found it during the Great Crusade. Yeah. And instead of cleansing it like they should have, the, the Forge world said to Kurz, actually, we'll be your allies yeah. and we'll give you a Titan Legio. Okay. That's where Legio Phasma comes from, which is a, 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 a traitor Titan Legion which is attached to the Night Lords. Okay. So Ulan Huda basically drops into the into Thramas sector and starts eating planets. Okay. And the Dark Angels are like, no, 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 no. we can't fight the Night Lords and yeah. this Predator Forge, <laughs> which is more planet. important. But the, the Night Lords are basically using the Forge world as cover to flee. Right, okay. So the Dark Angels, alongside um, a small fleet of White Scars, assault this Forge world. So why are the, why are the White Scars working with the Dark Angels? The White time? Scars were initially caught up in the, the... They arrived before the Dark Angels because they heard the distress, distress call. Oh, right, so, okay, okay. And then weren't sure who was friend or who was foe. So yeah. they kind of fought both sides. And then when the Predator Forge arrived, they went, oh, no, the Night Lords are definitely the bad guys. So, but, so hang on, so the Night Lords were fighting... Dark Angels. Dark Dark Angel, but then the, the White Scars fought both the Dark Angels and the Night Lords. Yeah. Until the Predator Forge oh, turned up. Basically, it was a big mess of no one knows who's on what yeah, side. That, that, which is exactly the, what Horus wanted to happen. See, all they need to do is the airsoft thing of putting some <laughs> blue or red tape around your arm. It'll have been fine. The Night Lords were like, no, the Dark Angels are trying to destroy Thranos. Uh, yeah, and then the yeah, Dark Angels yeah. are like, the Night Lords are destroying no, Thranos. It's, it's, it's subterfuge. Yeah. It's the perfect yeah, yeah. So the, the Predator Forge basically drops into the, the capital system of Thranos, Thranos Prime. Mm. Uh, this is a planet that's been fought back and forth throughout the whole war. There's a really cool regiment of the Solar Orcs there called the Black Watch. Yeah. And basically the... I wonder where they get the inspiration for that from. The general of the Black Watch... <laughs> <laughs> the Black Watch are fucking hard as nails, aren't they? The Predator Forge drops into Thranos Prime, which has been defended throughout the whole war by the Black Watch, okay. this regiment of Solar Orcs. And they are triple R bastards. They fought the Night Lords, like, face to face. Mm. The general of the Night Watch at one point tried to power fist the Praetor, who had just been tormenting the world. Yeah. Um, so they've tried, they've, it's been a back and forth war. Uh, so the Dark Angels decide that the Predator Forge is the. The, the, the primary, the target. primary target. Yeah. Um, so the lion deploys the death, like the the Deathwing, 
So that he'd be exterminatus. Yeah. So. No, no, that's the Dreadwing. He deploys the Deathwing. So all the Terminators. All oh, the okay. So he leads them in. But well, he doesn't the lead them in. Would the Deathwing be appointed? Yeah. The, so the, the, the Deathwing, as you know it from way back when. As in the American Indians. So yeah, it's OG, OG. But it's, it's basically been retconned into the, 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 right, the Legion okay, OG, as a okay. wing, the Death Wing. As in the Terminator Wing. Well, they're not, they're not all Terminators, but, but, it's, but it's, it's where it's originated. Shock troops. Yeah, so the elite of the, the elite. The Death Wing gets sent in alongside the White Scars and they like grind their way through into the forge, into okay. like the, 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 the bowels of it. Yeah. And they're like, right, well, we can destroy this um, this power generator, but like we're going to have to sacrifice ourselves to do it. Yeah. And the lion's like, right, do it. We'll, we'll murder it. It's a fitting way to go out. And the white scars turn around and they say, no, go back. Like all of you retreat. We'll defend the the power generators until it goes. Yeah. We made the mistake of fighting on the traitor side. This is how we make up for it. Yeah, yeah. And these the guys from the schism. No. Okay. No, it's not like it's not the Yeah. So the the Dark Angels retreat, and the the White Scars are good to their word. They hold it until the sabotage goes off, and there's yeah. a huge explosion that nearly destroys the forge, yeah. and it vanishes back into the warp. Okay. And it's still out there somewhere, even in 40k. Okay. Um, so the Thramas sector is pretty much cleansed at this yeah, point. Like it's it's ruins, but the the Lion is now informed by. Like the Black Watch and other other Imperial agencies, that this is how the war is. This is what's going on. These so he, are the he now knows this is the line. Yeah. Basically. So he he knows who's on what side. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay, we need to try and get to Terra, but the I can't see the Astronomicon because of the Ruin Storm. Yeah. We need to find some way of navigating. Um, and this is when the beacon at Sotha illuminates um, the Macro. So, um, <laughs> sorry. <I got laughs> yeah. So there's a, a book called the Pharos. So the called the what? The Faros. Basically, envision a giant mountain that has all these chambers inside of it that's psychically resonant. Yeah. And if you go in there, you can communicate with other worlds. You basically project through the wall. Fun, it's like five G five G connection. Yeah, yeah basically. Much. Fun fact: Faros is the the actual name of the lighthouse at Alexandria in uh, the ancient yeah. so world. The um, Dantioch and who's an Iron Warrior and um, Pollux. Who is a Imperial fist. Yeah, he's the dickhead who's really sorry, Isla. He's the huge guy. He's he's the one who's mega good in combat. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no. You're thinking of Sigismund. Who's Pollux? Then? He's, Pollux he's the guy with a shield, power fist, five, strength five, marine with a power fist and a shield. Goes on to be the first Crimson Fist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they they basically hold Sotha, which is the world that uh, the Pharos is on. Okay. They're talking to Gilliman on yeah. McCrag yeah. and McCrag is kind of illuminated by Pharos so the lion is like there we go there so he like uses his demon engine and drops the whole Dark Angels fleet. so he's, he's still got his kind of like he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, fast so, travel before we get to that engine. point yeah. doesn't this is where I get confused because I've not read a lot of the, sh- lot of the shorts and everything that surrounds yeah. the Thramas Crusade what happens with Corswain at this point who cares oh you make a good point right so Hang on, who the fuck so, is Corswain is like, imagine the Sigismund of the Dark Angels. Can He's I, the first just, captain. Can I just point out it's pronounced Corson? Is Sorry, it is it Corson? That's how you pronounce it. You know Boatswain? Boson. Bo- yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's okay. how Boson oh, so is pronounced. So it should be Corson. So, so <coughs> Boson is, is spelt B O A T S W A I N. 
Boson. Oh, I learned a thing. No, yeah. So okay. his name so is actually Corson. Corson. So Corson and, and Boson. So who's the no, so no, no, no. Boson. <laughs> Forget Boson. <laughs> Boson is a rank. Okay. It just happens to be spelled in the same <laughs> right. way as Corson. Yeah. Right. Uh, and think about Corson as the Dark Angels version of Abaddon. He's the first captain. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's part of right man. Because just after the fight with the Predator Forge, or yeah. just before, I'm going to So Pac-Man disappears. Yeah, just, I, I know that this right. is where things... So Change. It's, it's just after the fight with the the Predator Forge, um, Conrad Kerr's in a last attempt to kill the lion, yeah. assaults the Invincible Reason. Okay. So he boards it with Sevatar and a bunch of other Night Lords. Okay. Sevatar's captured, Conrad uh, Kerr's is captured. Yeah. And the, all the others are like captured or killed. Yeah. And that's when the the Night Lords finally are like, nah, we're off. We're, yeah. we're done. We're done. We're done in rooms with this. So, so you're telling me, <laughs> you're, okay. So you're telling me that Ollie, Steve's, and, <laughs> and and uh, and Luke's Legion decided to retreat because they're girls. They yeah, do, Night Lords do. are quite renowned for yeah, they, running, running away. away. Well, so hit and run is just basically no. It's just no, running. It's just running. Well, yeah. And it's at this point the lion is like, right, we'll look for it. Finds the beacon and everything. He decides to take the majority of the fleet yeah. and go to to McCrack. Right. He orders Corson, Corson, <laughs> and the and what's left of the fleet to go to Terra. Right. Okay. But so then, that's the bit. So I know that I know from the stories of. The trouble is, a lot of this Thranas Crusade and a lot of Dark Angel stuff is not in the main books. It's all in bits and bits. It's all in the, the short stories. The problem with the Thranas Crusade is because it's, it's, it's in book nine. Right. So Thranas like Crusade, up nine. until it was in book nine, was just one fight. That uh, happened the so okay. in the, it's a short story where the Lion and, and Kurs have a fight. Yeah. And I've not read the Black Book, but I know that Corson it separates at this point yeah. right. but I, 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 I never understood okay, why so, or so you've so you got Corson Corson goes to Terra well he's, that's he's, he's, to he's ordered to get to Terra that's his, that's his, because, oh, that's his objective get because the lion has basically realised he needs to go to the, got, this other one you've got the lion who's going to, going to McCrack, McCrack okay. so he hit the lion and the most of his fleet drop into the, into the McCrack system obviously he's got this like super accurate yeah method of baby head. so they turn up uh, Gilliman and Sanguinius are both shock Pikachu faces. The reason why this is going to be a big shock to them is that you remember an entire fleet up until this point. It's like Star Trek warp. Uh, yeah, like, no, but like you know, it can happen over a week. Like yeah. you know, because of the way the warp work, like, warp travel works. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. one, you know, ten ships to come in, then another random ship. And this over a week period, they expect a fleet to arrive at the system edge and come in. All of a sudden, the entire Dark Angels fleet. Like that yeah, yeah, appears yeah. in McCrag. Okay, that's yeah, cool. in orbit. It's in orbit, even like of at the magic, it's just that's there. really cool. That's yeah. The fuck is this shit? Yeah. So like, like I say, Gilliman and Sanguinius are both shot Pikachu faces. They're like, what? Well, what's happening? The Gilliman convinces the lion that he's loyal and that terror has fallen. Yeah. So what they've done is they've well, terror's um, fallen. No, this is what no, Gilliman thinks. Gilliman thinks terror. they don't oh, know. Well, not so to get because in touch. of the ruin storm, they can't see the uh, Astronomicon. So they're like, oh well, okay. terror's, terror's fallen to horror. If the Astronomicon's gone, the Emperor's dead. Occam's razor. You can't see the astronaut. Occam's razor is basically a philosophical principle that says the simplest answer is probably the most correct one. Right. Yeah. So Occam's razor, from Gulliman's point of view, is I can't see the astronomicon. Ergo, the astro astronomicon is completely destroyed. Dead. Which is right. the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Ergo, the emperor's dead. Right. The emperor, uh, Not fallen. the ruin storm's hiding it. Right. So because they would have never come across the ruin storm. No, no, no they, they don't understand what it is. Because the ruin storm lifted a bit at the start of the. Um, 
the let's get together and have a party with the Thunder Warriors dudes, weren't it? Yes. That's yeah. a, so uh, common. Uh, 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 Storm uh, One some. was. <laughs> <laughs> was the Dark Ages. Old Knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruined Storm 2, summoned by um, the Lorgar, the daddy, yeah. going, let's go around and murder everybody. Right, right, right. It's when um, Angron becomes a demon prince in, the, in um, End of Betrayer. No, I no, okay. Bit of a divergence from the Dark Ages all here, but the Ruined Storm was Horus's method of shutting down travel but across the galaxy it's, it's and like, communications. It's, it's like bombing cell phone towers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also main highways. But bearing in mind that, you, um, that the traitors know that they can travel through the warp still because the demons yeah. are helping them. Yeah. Do you know what the, the Shadow Crusade is, right? Where the word bearers and world eaters attack Ultramar? No idea. Right. So that happens, and that's what causes the Ruin Storm because no, Lorgar enacts this massive ritual yeah. to summon the Ruin Storm, and as part of it, he turns Angron into a demon prince. Oh, maybe and then it, the Ruin Storm you know, sweeps across the maybe wall. Maybe I should read Betrayer. Read Betrayer. So they, the lion agrees that he's going to talk to his two brothers face to face, but because he's the lion, He's like, right, my whole legion is loaded in drop pods, in Stormbirds, in Thunderhawks. Yeah, ready to go. At my word, destroy McCrag. Leave nothing, like, standing. So he goes down to talk to, to Gilliman and Sanguinius. They're having this chat. Gilliman's explaining that the Emperor's dead. Terra's gone. Sanguinius is the new Emperor of oh, okay. Imperium Secundus. This is, yeah. So they've set up this second Imperium, and the lion's like, mm, this feels like heresy, this feels like some bullshit. And while this is happening, Kurz has escaped his prison on the Invincible Reason. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You know what's the most Batman Joker thing to do? Easy. It's not, like, kill everyone here. Just press the button. It's find an empty drop pod, press the button that launches the assault, and go to McCrag. So he gets on board an empty drop pod after initiating the drop pod assault, the next thing you know is Gilliman and Sanguinius and all the marines that are on McCrag going, hey, the lion's here, it's great. Planet strike. Oh, Drop from the pods, Dark Angels. Like Stormbirds, Thunderhawks, the, the whole, whole shebang. shebang. But it was all a cover so that the, 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 the curves yeah. can get onto So the orders go out, don't fight each other. But Gilliman is livid because Gilliman's like, what do you mean you came to talk to us and you had your whole legion yeah. waiting to kill you, us? You and the lion's the like, drop strike and now I'm livid. <laughs> and the lion's like, well, shut up. I did I did the only logical thing yeah. which is get ready to murder you all. By the way, Kurz was on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally brought Kurz to McCrag. Uh, so there's a whole thing where they... So Robin, sorry, so rather than going back to Dan's scenario so Roman launch him into the sun should have done put him in a vault they put him in a vault <laughs> rather than so putting him in the sun there's a bit of a reoccurring yeah. theme here anyway, Sevatar is still on the invincible reason at this point isn't yeah Sevatar's still in prison yeah, who's the right hand man of who gives a shit just double tap him well this is the thing uh, well, Kurz, Kurz basically does his mass murderer thing across McCrag yeah. kills a bunch of dudes um, and eventually Gilliman gets so tired of his shit that he confronts him. Okay. And he confronts him in like this chamber where the Pharos communication thing is. Okay. So Not before the Dreadwing. The five. So no, this is afterwards. Is that after? Yeah. So they're, they're having a conversation where Sanguinius. Conversation? No, Sanguinius and Gilliman are talking oh, through the Pharos. Oh, right, they're okay. talking to the guys on Sotha, and the and Conrad Kurz basically comes in, drops kicks Sanguinius in the tits, and tries to murder Gilliman. Okay. So Gilliman's losing this fight. Yeah. And the next thing, he kind of steps back to get out of Kurz's way, and he steps through the projection and materialises on Sofa. So <laughs> not, only, not only is it a method of communication, it's also like a long range teleporter. Oh. 
in doing so, the transmission ends, and it's just Sanguinius and Kurz. And there's this whole conf confrontation where Sanguinius is like, we can both see the future, why are you like this? And Kurz is like, because I can see what is going to happen, whereas you see what might happen. Right. And there's this big fight where they're both using future sight. It's a whole bunch of OP bullshit, but eventually Kurz nearly wins. And then the lion, like, kicks the door in, and is like, no. Kurz flees. But he flees to the mountains of McCrag. So why does Kurz flee... Because he doesn't want to fight Sanguinius and, and the lion. The lion. <laughs> Well, then if he because can... they're going to get spit roast at that point. <laughs> he knows he's but... not going to die, but he doesn't want to be captured. No, again. no, but this is what I'm saying because, like, yeah, he, he doesn't want to get spit roast. He doesn't know. He, he, he doesn't know specifics. Oh, like, he just knows that the emperor will kill him eventually. With he knows how his end will happen. But he, uh, so because he knows the how, it's like if you knew how your death was going to happen, like if you knew that right now I was going to shoot you for some reason, you would have avoided this in any shape yeah, or form. Yeah, 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 but yeah. you don't know. You know, that's not going to stop you avoiding other things like getting run over so, that you don't yeah. know you're not going so, to get hurt. Case in point, right? You know you die by getting shot in the head. Yeah. Right? That could happen at the end of 20 years of prison or, or 20 years of you running around having, doing having your own thing. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Okay. So, so you'd rather the latter, the former yeah, latter rather than the former. Yeah, yeah. Kerr's legs it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not involved in this, this, this three way fight. Gilliman eventually makes it back to McCrank and he's like, I don't want him on this here anymore. Like, like, do, do get him out of my house. I, like, literally, either imprison him or murder him. I don't want him. Put him in the sun. So oh, this is solid, solid. Um... This is Gilliman telling the lion, because in the in the arrangement of things, the um, Sanguinius is the new emperor. Yeah. Gilliman is the new administrator. Yeah. The lion is like the oh, new. Oh my! I get to be the okay. accountant. This is amazing. So, so Gilliman's like, right, go and do your war master shit. Yeah. Go and get Kurz. He's yeah. in the mountains. Right. Uh, the only thing you can't do is I don't want you to. I don't want you to like use planet strike weapons. You can't fire on the crack. Right. Okay. So the lion's like, can I use drop pods? And he's like, yeah, of course you can. Like, how else are you going to assault the mountains? So he like. Gets the mobile out. He gets the mobile out. He dials the Dreadwing. The Dreadwing are like, what up, boss? What are we doing? And he's like, go and get all the canisters of Phosphex, put them in drop pods, and fire them at that fucking mountain. So he Phosphex bombs McCrack, right? Not planets, you're a He follows the rules. He doesn't lance strike it. He doesn't do anything. He just rains Phosphex down. And Kurz is like, actually, no. I'm going to tear a hole into the warp for a bit. Peace out. Literally steps into the warp to get a So he, he would rather be in the warp <laughs> dealing with demons than he would be in that phosphex. This is, this is hell. Gilliman loses his shit. Like, think about it this way. Brings him like, what are you doing? You call me over, you're like, hey, can you give me a hand with this anthill? I'm like, yeah, what do you want me to do with it? I don't know, just don't, you know, don't dig my garden up. And you come back half an hour later and have napalm. Right? This mountain. I need to dig it up, though. The thing is, phosphex burns for decades. It won't go out, that's what's so nice. So it goes, it's like, sorry, ironically, it's like, what was the fucking were used um, like, like white phosphorus, phosphorus. <laughs> yeah yeah. I shouldn't laugh but yeah but imagine, white, no, imagine phosphorus that doesn't stop yeah, phosphorus it's, it's, the, it's, the it's the classical history salt in the earth it's yeah. like yeah. we have literally killed yeah. everything that was anything that was alive it destroys. is now dead yeah. Yeah. so the dreadwing has basically used its full arsenal of planet killers on a mountain yeah uh, and Gilliman's living Gilliman's like this is, this is absolute bullshit but it does eventually lead to the capture of Kurz because when he drops back out of the war he's He's like knackered. Yeah. He's 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 c completely drained by it, and they capture him and they take him to trial. Put him in the sun. So they they've got him manacled, and he's like 
in front of Sanguinius, uh, Gilliman and the Lion. And there's a big discussion gone on about how um, Kurz is guilty and should be executed. Yeah. And Kurz is like, no, you don't kill me. The Emperor has me killed. Like, down the line, the Emperor sends assassins for me. And the, the Lion is about to swing the sword. And as he swings the sword, Gilliman intervenes. And this is how the Lion's sword gets broken. Because Gilliman steps in and, like, punches the Lion's sword. Because if the Emperor sends someone to kill Kurz, the Emperor is still alive. Oh, so okay. he he suddenly realizes the whole Imperium Secundus is is still yeah. going. So the the legions are like right terror. The only legion that makes it there in time is the Blood Angels. Why? Because if because if uh, if if the the lions got the magic demon baby the, head, the, so he could have got there. Yeah. So the, the the Blood Angels basically face a bunch of um, like warp incursions and demon stuff on the way. Because Corn is still trying to turn Sanguinius. So, so hang on, he loves him. So that wing, yeah. So, do the ships? Do all the ships of the? Do all? I'm trying to get my words out. So, do do the ships of the loyalists not have the Geller? They do have the Geller fields, but it's like so. The ruined storm at this point is burning itself out. It's the It's like the tail end of the ruined storm. Right. Okay. Sanguinius kind of sets out on his journey, and the fleet will drop out of warp yeah. to. Re-coordinate, and there'll be a huge, like, demonic fortress in space. Right. Okay. I would say huge, as in planetary scale. Right. Like so basically, so it's, it, they're, they're in reality rather it's than described that the, uh, the the doorway, the the hinge to the doorway to this fortress is planted in a planet. Yeah. So like, it's like half in imagine a, half in reality. Imagine right. that. Imagine the base, like the hinge of that door. Yeah. The base of that is a planet. But that's how the scale we're talking Sanguinius about. Sanguinius is tormented by what Kurz has said because he basically Kurz has told Sanguinius that yeah you don't see the possible futures you just choose to ignore the ones that you don't like. Yeah. So he's starting to get the vision of dying by Horace's hand. Right. And he's starting to realize that oh actually maybe this isn't one I can change. So he's driven to fight the demons because he's trying to expel this this, this, this thing from him. Yeah. So eventually they they make it near terror. And Sanguinius is like, I don't need Kurz anymore. I'm going to do the thing that Dan said. I'm going to put him in a survivor pod and I'm going to jettison him into space. Put him in the sun! Okay. So Kurz gets yeeted into space. The Blue Angels arrive at Terra. Yeah. Sorry, go back. Much I'm celebrating. Celebrating. What, what was the... I've forgotten why the Blood Angels went to Terra and the Dark Angels didn't. What was so that? the Dark Angels were meant to go to Terra. Yeah. But because the Lion is the Lion, he makes the decision that on the way, he's going to murder traitor homeworlds. So he destroys Barbarus, he destroys um, Chemos. Like, he's basically disrupting traitor supply lines right. with the intention of turning up at Terra afterwards and being like, right, there's no more traitor reinforcements yeah, coming. Because yeah, yeah. he doesn't know how bad it is. Yeah. Um, that's where we leave off with the lion in the story arc. In the siege books, Corson has arrived at Terra. So, so he, that's 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 the the, 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 the right, second yeah, fleet. Yeah, yeah. So they've arrived. Yeah. They have a conversation with the, the Terran fleets, and they're like, "Well, either we hang out here because we can't defeat the traitor fleet in orbit, you know, or we all die trying it." And Corson's like, "No, I'm going to have a chat with the custodians that have the Emperor's battle barge, yeah. the Gloriana that was fitted out for the Emperor. They have a, they have a chat, and the the custodians are like, right, we will suicide this ship.'" to cover your entire armada making it into orbit after that do what you want so they, they do this the Dark Angel's fleet makes it to orbit and Corson is like right 
planet strike the Astronomicon, we're turning that back on because right. then Dad will know where we are. Yeah. So they attack the Astronomicon, clear out a bunch of Slaneshi bitches. Um, this is while the siege is happening. Yeah. The siege of terror is well in flow. Yeah, it's so like Dawn, Dawn gets word that the Dark Angels are here, and he's like, "Yes, the lions here! Like finally, like relief." And they're like, oh, I know, it's just a small fleet. And they've attacked, like, they've really... <laughs> they've ignored everything. They've, they've, they've ignored straight. what we've asked them to do and they've, like, liberated the Astronomicon, but they're trying to turn it back on. And Dawn's just like... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> and flips tables. Literally, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that that's the Dark Angels lore as it stands at the minute. Obviously, there's the... Oh, hang on, so what, what, what I just wanted to jump in. So the whole thing about, I think what you were confused about is... Why the, with the Dark Angels having the technology to be able to just teleport to wherever they want to? Yeah. Why didn't they go to Terra? So no, 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 they no. took the advantage of using that technology to like to go to, the to go to all the because no one else, no one else could do on that scale what yeah. the Dark Angels could do. So they drop into orbit, basically destroy, like, it or whatever. yeah. But they then they, then they can jump to the next one, then the next one, yeah, the next yeah, one, yeah. and so then like you say, so eventually. So theoretically, they have done the right thing. What from well because the dark the, the, the blue angels made it straight for terror. The ultramarines mustered and were like, right, we're going for terror too, but like we, you know, we're going to get harried along the way. Mm. So the dark angels started destroying the supply lines and destroying traitor homeworlds and taking out um, like the fleets that would get in the way of the ultramarines. So if you like, they are they are moving. They're going to terror. It's just they're doing it. They're piece, not piece doing the hell for leather yeah, drive kind of, that Sanguinius they're did. They're doing like a tactical advance. They're originally what? going from the the the, uh, the the traitors' back lines and just burning <laughs> the <laughs> lines. My my personal feeling of this is it goes back to the lion not actually understanding the war he's fighting. So he thinks he's fighting a classic legion war yes. where yeah. supplies matter. Yeah. Where yeah. you know uh, reinforcements matter. Where any of this matters. When actually the only only goal Horus has got, and when you read the siege books and you yeah, go through it, it, the only goal that Horus has got is to kill the Emperor as fast as possible. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether any anybody else turns so up. It's because it's, it's, what the, it's what the Chaos Gods want. So it's not a war of attrition, it's a war no. of shock and awe. It's the yeah. reason why. It's, it's, not, it's not even that. It's, the, it's, it's like... Imagine a scenario. I suppose it's assassination. Really. No, it's a blitzkrieg. Yeah. It's a blitzkrieg versus. It's, yeah, it, it's it's a suicide bomb. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. It, it Horus is essentially walks walking in to a, a kind of like an army base wearing a suicide vest, and nobody can understand or get the head round why he's doing it. Yeah. And he's like, the leader he of the. He must be trying to get away from it. He must be trying to capture it and hold it like we mm, did. Yeah. If you think about it, it. it if you thought about it from a traditional sense, mm-hmm. like you know the the, the, the heresy, yeah. Realistically, Horus, using the resources he had access to and the knowledge he had, just would just effectively see like could didn't need to go to Terra. He could just run roost around the galaxy, destroy them piecemeal, and eventually take Terra. But, but he, a, it was a it was a time based issue. But I suppose in a way, if he if he's kind of being like influenced by a demon or what well, no, it was this whole well, thing about killing the emperor. He, you he see. only had the loyalty of his brothers for so long. Right. Like he could only maintain control over Fulgrim and Angron for so long. Yeah. Lorgar betrayed him already. Yeah. So like Perturabo was always going to do what he said up until a point. Yeah. And then he's got this time factor of right, like the Iron Hands aren't an issue, Salamanders aren't an issue, the Raven Guard aren't an issue. Yeah. The Space Wolves attacked. Um, the traitor fleet 
instead of standing at terror. Yeah. So he's like, right, they're not an issue anymore. Yeah. But if the Ultramarines and the Dark Angels, the two largest, most effective legions at that time, make it to terror, I can't win. Yeah. So it became, it became a not a war of attrition, it was became a war of time. Especially if the Lion gets to terror and unlocks the arsenal and hands out all of the, all the, the, toys, the mad shit to all yeah. the other legions. Because then you're not only facing the Custodians the biggest Imperial Army contingent ever put together, yeah. you're facing f- like five legions with weapons that are a bit naughty. Yeah, like yeah. not allowed. Not on par with the demon stuff that they're utilising. I think why Sanguin- I think Sanguinius was driven by the fact that he, he got a glimpse of what was coming. Yeah. And Kurz got to him. So he made straight for terror, whereas yeah. the other two, I don't think they're aware, as Dan says, how bad the situation yeah. is. They, I think they're, they're thinking, right, we'll get there in time to relieve the siege. Yeah. Whereas, actually, what's going to happen is they're going to turn up after the Emperor's dead. And then it's too late. Because it isn't a siege, it's an assassination. It's just yeah, happening yeah. really slowly. So, yeah, no, no, yeah. It's, it's more, yeah, because I suppose if you look at previous kind of history with regards to how the legions fought it would have been like a siege warfare yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. I mean, that's trying right to capture something intact Horus has got no interest in sitting on the throne of terror no, he no. it's not about just, capturing he wants, he wants to uh, so um, I mean if you've not read the siege books so, like to give you a bit of um, a wider scope of what's happening at terror at this moment so it's not a traditional siege yeah. it is and it isn't it's a traditional siege in terms of the battle and the fighting off the soldiers and whatnot. but there's also the um, the warp element of it, so they can't send, they couldn't send the demons onto the into the palace because the emperor has a psychic protective shield over the yeah. palace. Like, like Angron can't just march into the palace throne room and kick in the yeah, emperor because he he's a demon. Yeah. He can't place foot on the palace. So there's a battle happening in the warp between the emperor and the Horus. Right. An ethereal battle. Right. And that's all happening while this battle is happening. Like the physical, the physical battle. Okay. But, and that's why it becomes this time thing. And that's the reason why the Emperor's not at the head of the, you know, custodians just kicking shit out of everyone yeah, in the battle. He's, he's got, he's, got, he's, got, he's, got a, he's dealing with other stuff. Bearing in mind, at the same time, what had happened just before the, the siege was the, what happened in the well, the webway. With the custodians and the, you know, the 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 demon armies that were attacking from underneath. Mm. Yeah. So the emperor has to maintain the seal on the webway because Magnus did a did a bad. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, legions of demons yeah. are just going breaking into the palace. Do you want to quickly just touch on the legion specific units? We're not well, going to no, go into the rules. Before that, about the do we need to touch on what's going on so, with Caliban? So hang, hang on a second. No, so, so, Caliban doesn't really happen until afterwards. So, so, so. All well, no, there's elements that have been discussed in the story so far. Hang, hang on mm-hmm. two, two seconds. So, so where we currently are with regards to the black books and the, and the story and like, and the, like the black as we know, up to that, know what we know. That's where we're up to at the minute. So yeah, from the Dark Angels loyalist perspective. There, so, there is another perspective to look at because after after Luther got sent back to Caliban. Yeah. He were he basically was being a grumpy bitch. Yeah. The, there was a bunch of other marines that got sent there. Like there's um there's Astolaf, who's a, a famous Dark Angels. Terran is Terran as well, isn't he? He got sent back to Terra, back to Caliban for being naughty. Yeah. Uh, and basically was a detractor of the Lion, saying the Legion was better before the Lion took over. <clears throat> With Luther, they started like a low key rebellion. So the new inductees who were taken into the Legion but weren't sent out, they're just at Caliban, yeah. all believe that Caliban should be its own planet. It shouldn't be ruled by the Imperium. Right. It, sh- it should be its own thing, like old Caliban. Right. So 
some of the marines that are with Corson on Terror yeah. believe that they shouldn't be fighting for the Imperium. They right. should be fighting for the independence of Caliban. Okay. They don't believe in in Horace's deal, but they also don't believe in the Emperor's. They want Caliban to so be So they want a thing. splinter state, basically. That will eventually lead to when the Lion goes back to Caliban after the heresy. And then it all kicks off. There's the that. war, there's the duel, and then there's the, the thing that the, like the, the warp consumes Caliban and the Fallen. Yeah. But also the Calibanite legionnaires and Luthor have an interaction with Typhon. Yeah, Typhon. Typhon basically does an Erebus. Um, Typhon is pound shot Erebus. Yeah. But it doesn't work because they, they don't all become Wibbly Chaos followers. Okay. But yeah. Um, yeah. But effectively, what's happening is uh, in the background of all that's going on with the Lion, if not that, with Caliban and Luthor, they're effectively building their military might. Oh yeah, there's like, there's in like secret. most of another legion on Caliban. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's a huge number of marines just chilling out there. So when it comes down to the fall, because I when I, I this is why I thought this yeah, might be might want to come up because when I when I was uh, a hardcore forty k player in various editions over the years, I loved the fallen because it was like the well driven that doubles army. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I was doing a fallen army, wasn't yeah. my base on the chaos scale. I, I love the fallen. I love it was the kind of who was the uh, cipher 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 and all this kind of stuff. I thought the idea of the fallen was phenomenal, and mm-hmm. like the raven wing hunting down the fallen in forty k yep. and all, all that kind of stuff. So with regards to the fallen, did all and obviously was it was it all of the um, calibites? That were, were classes fallen. We don't know because I, I'm hoping that this gets covered at some point in, in the books. Like oh, okay, have, so it's yeah. still yeah. kind of. Say, we've we've talked about up to where it is in the siege books because I know obviously, and I'm talking like a long, long time ago, like with the guys so like the Deathwing, for example, yeah. were Native Americans or, or, or uh, yeah, in the of, original of that of yeah, with all that kind. Of, but that's like third edition. Right, you, you're, you're, what you're talking about is the original. Uh, story behind the Deathwing painted yeah. white, yeah, I think which there's, is there's a lot of there's a lot of conjecture. And I think Gav Thorpe at one point came out and said that a lot of the stories that we know, like the story of how the Deathwing got their white armor, mm. that's the story that are told to the Dark Angels right. in 40k. And then when they progress up into the ranks of being in the inner circle, they're told you... the truth yeah, yeah. about so what happened in the they're heresy. Painted white because of the fallen, because it was a wound to the legion, right. and the Deathwing in the heresy. When they protected an officer by taking a wound, when they, they paint, painted that yeah, plate of their armor. Yeah, so it's, I mean, you, like, you got to remember in forty k, the the story of the heresy is myth mythical. Some yeah, is and, and to and some I, people, and I, and I suppose in a way, it's also because of what's gone on previously. They're very very hidden with regards to their secrets. I mean, up until ninth, up until eighth and ninth. The Primarchs were legends; they were myths. Yeah. They, a lot of a lot of people didn't think. A lot of Marines didn't even think they were real. Yeah. And then Gil- with Gilliman coming back, that that's changed, obviously. Um, and then in the current Dark Angel Code, well, not, is it really yeah, the Ninth Code, where, where basically the lion is stirring in oh, the yeah, rock. Yeah. Like, yeah, but also, Luther has escaped. Yeah, Cipher's gathering a the, huge army. Yeah, yeah. Cipher appear, uh, featured in the end of the seventh edition. Uh, story, yeah, with with Gulliman. Yeah, see, the old law was meant to be he was trying to take the lion sword t- to the emperor, and if he could if he could get the lion sword repaired, that would wake the lion. Mm. So when he got there with Gilliman and the custodians went, "You ain't coming in, mate. I don't like your armor." Because, and this is the thing. This is the thing. This is why 
a lot of the Fallen are painted green because the Calibanite Dark Angels worked green into their armour to represent the forests of Caliban. Oh. So a lot of them would have like green shoulder pads or green knee pads. Yeah. And then um, by the end, by the time the, the scouring happened, their armour was green because yeah. they were like, we aren't Dark, we aren't Legion, we are Calibanites. Um, after everything happened with the heresy and whatnot, effectively Caliban was their homeworld then. Mm. It was their, well, no, it wasn't. But the thing is, like, we're not going to know what you what you're looking for. Uh, for is what happens with the fall of the Dark yeah. Angels. That isn't. We don't. I don't think that's not going to get covered I hope, in, I hope in siege. Scouring yeah, it's not going to get covered in the siege or the Heresy series of the books. because so it happens after the Heresy's over. But then ultimately, with okay, so just so I can get my head around this, so. With regards to the siege and all that, there's only what a couple of books left. Three. There's three books left. There's, there's two books, although it's rumored that the second is broken into two parts. Okay. And there might be another novella. Maybe. That, you know, that might slot in there. So well, it could be another year or two before well, we finish. But ultimately, we won't necessarily know what happens with the Dark Angels. Beyond what we already know. If it if it tracks with the law and if the final book carries on past the death of the Emperor and it doesn't have a Sopranos moment where it's like the Emperor died end. Yeah. Um, they arrived just after the Horus fell, so they arrived in time to clear out traitors from terror. So sorry. So this chase is, so them this, away. So this is. So you've got the known law beyond what we've got hang, to. Hang on a second. So you've got the forward assault of the Dark Angels arrives, and then the Lion rocks so up. Corson and Islot have already turned up, and they've taken yeah, the next their thing. They're a scout force. So my, my, what I think is going to happen if it tracks with the old law is yeah. they will turn the Astronomicon on. Yeah. The Emperor will attack the Vengeful Spirit and get killed by Horus. Yeah. Dawn will put Horus in the throne. Yeah. The Lion will see the Astronomicon, use it, and then drop his fleet into the Sol system and effectively chase the remainders of the traitors out. Yeah. Then Gilliman and the Ultramarines will turn up and do... And, and basically that will be the beginning of the scouring. Right. Where they chase the traitors back to the Eye. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was... I think the course in taking the Astronomicon is like telegraphing that because I don't think there's no point in doing that without it ultimately coming around well, to being used some, something happens isn't there there's something going on with the Dark Angels that are on top. yeah because one of them there's a Calibanite yeah, well, yeah and there's like some like secret meeting going. Yeah. it happens isn't there that happens after they've taken the Astronomicon super secret spooky boys yeah. but the yeah the Fallen uh, the, uh, like the story of what happens with the Fall and the Calvinite is tied into quite a few different books now. Right. So the Luther character book, yeah, which I haven't read yet. Uh, well, yeah, we're not going to say anything, but effectively that, is, which is part of the the current character series. So um, Valdor, Luther was the second one. Okay. But, but Luther, the Luther story is tied between the Heresy and Forty K. Right. So it's basically a telling of the story of all the chapter, all the Grand Masters interrogating Luther right. over that ten thousand year period. Right. Um, so there, there's a bit of a crossover there. There's also the um, Gavthorpe's quadrology. Yeah, the where the ending of that without I don't want to. Well, I suppose at this point it's over can, five years. Yeah, old. if you've not read it by now, it's a spoiler. But the rock, as you know it in 40k, has that demon engine in it. Oh, okay. And they yeah, they, how, they use it. Moves. But the way it's done in that story is that some warp shenanigans happen, and the 40k Dark Angels. And the uh, the Unforgiven, so the entirety of the Dark Angels arrive 
at the destruction of Caliban. No, they see it happen through the warp. Well, they were, I thought they were taking part in it. No. Or they wanted, they were trying to, weren't they? they but um, Cipher basically, Cipher. Oh, it's been a while since I read escapes, it. Escapes, and that it's meant to be that. I think it's meant to be hinted that he escapes with Luther. Right. And then they disappear through the warp rift, and then it closes. Right. And all the dark angels are like shooketh. Yeah, um, but basically they see the fall of Caliban happening. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it's unless they do a scouring or a specific book around the fall of Caliban. There's a lot of questions that are still. We're there, just not really sure where it's going to go. Well, but the, I suppose this is the thing, isn't it? From from my perspective, because obviously I used when I when I got the Angels of Death Codex like back in the day, third edition, and it's like you know when I kind of like licked each page like nonstop, <laughs> and and so I know. The OG kind of, dog but this is the, and this is the thing is like the, now, but now but change you, you're talking about shows. twenty to thirty years worth of law that has yeah. now think, been solidified into a structured story. Yeah. A lot of the heresy law, I think, is trying to honour the old law. Yeah, I mean, for example, if you look at like the Dark Angels successor chapters, the Consecrators, for example, they have their chapter symbol is the Firewing symbol. Yeah, uh, um, they all carry over that kind of like the the. Like the, the Grim Reaper motif as well, yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, and they also—they're the ones that utilise all the old kit, aren't they? The consecrators, do yeah. yeah. But like you, you, I, the, the story of the Deathwing, as we grew up with it, yeah, was very cool. But as Ross has said, what they've done is twist that to be—that's the story that the Dark Angels get told as new recruits. Yeah, it's, like it's the guy. oh, it's you know, a new group turns up and you, oh, you're a exactly. Dark Angel, nice yeah. green armor. Why are those guys walking around in white armor? Well, this is the story of yeah. why they... And it's suppose bullshit, you, but... I suppose it romanticises the yeah. sense. And, that's, and then you yeah, become a sergeant, you become a veteran sergeant, so you join the inner circle. Yeah. And that in, that interrogated chaplain who told you the story as a neophyte turns up and he's like, right, remember when I told you that story about that that, that world? This is obviously... This is, this is the next level to it. So mm. the reason they wear white is because the Legion was wounded. It's fucking Scientology. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all... But this is the thing. Can you, like, you can see the beginnings of the laying down of the circles within circles. Yeah. In the hosts, and then it is further reinforced yeah, and, in the hexagrammaton. I, and that, and that's, and that's really been interesting because, like, because I still remember. I can't remember what book it was. I, I read some book where you got somebody walking around a certain route yeah, in that's, a room. Um, that's that's uh, descent of angels. angels. Yeah. yeah, and and it's like, and as you know, and he's being in circles and so he's being questioned, 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 yeah. questioned, 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 and then it's like, but like, that was a Calibanite thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was from the orders. It's the orders you, you see. You can and see, like, you can see the transition from. Name mm. so from like yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of Lord Cipher, and, and this is it. And I think, uh, see, I, I was Dark Angels player back when I actually first started playing with you guys down at the shop, and that it was that romanticized but, story of but, the Death Wing and the Raven Wing. For and, me, I didn't really like you know, and this is like my 40k kind of back in the day scenario. I didn't realise the Dark Angels were so close to, and this is going to be old law. Mm. I didn't realise the Dark Angels were so so close to to kind of turning traitor as they did. And when I found that out, I was like, you know, when you just like, but that's this is what the new story is effectively solidified. There was always right up until the, was, the heresy story. Ultimately, you had like a civil war in the Dark Angels. Yeah, chapter. there was always that old joke that he sat on the fence and didn't go to terror. Yeah, but. Obviously, now they're expanding on what actually happened. Yeah, like, he yeah, was yeah. on his way to terror, he just didn't get there in time. Yeah. But he did something else instead, but which is actually older law, isn't yeah. it? That was but, the original law. But because of what happened at Caliban and obviously the Fallen, everyone's like, oh, they're a traitor legion. Yeah. They're all traitor. And it's like, 
Well, you could say that of the White Scars, because the White Scars had traitor elements. You could say that of the Ultramarines, really? because they had traitor elements. Yeah, it's all the Gilmas. I think almost yeah. almost what? every loyalist army... Basically, the penitents. It's yeah. like, oh, we nearly sided with Horus, we're really sorry. Right, well, off you pop. Uh, but it was the whole... Yeah, it was the whole, you know, info, like the, the Alpha Legion and the, the Sons of Horus basically going... You want to be on our side, and they and a bunch of the white scars go. Yeah, that sounds legit. Let's do yeah, this. And then all of a sudden, the, the parliament goes, "Fuck no, yeah, no, yeah, you guys." Yeah. And then they go, "Oh shit, what we've done." But it's like how almost all of the traitor legions had loyalists. Yeah. Almost all the loyalist yeah. legions had traitors. It's like the third, like the was it the like the twelfth company or the thirteenth company or whatever it was for the world eaters, and like they got wiped out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they went. Well, there's Endred Hur, yeah, who was a world eater and became a black shield. And then made his made his stand on terror with the defenders of terror. Okay. Should we have a quick ta- like little chat about the special units, not rules? Just yeah, we'll go through what they've got as available. But, you know what they do. Because there's only got, two and got there's... loads of dickheads. So they're kind of like as a kind of a, like a. So I can again. So more for me, and obviously if people are listening and they don't know much about the Dark Angel. Where did the robe thing come from? So the robe thing is a carbonite thing. Right. So okay. the, knightly orders. The the carbonites oh. were all yeah the knightly orders, and then they used it to display their heraldry and stuff. So right. when when the carbonites joined the legion, they were allowed to retain heraldry. So okay. when you became a member of an order, uh, or a um, a wing, so I'm a member of fire wing now. I'm going to incorporate the fire wing symbol into my heraldry. Yeah. And then I join. Um, like the order of the broken chain inside that wing yeah. so I become a specialist in subterfuge and I basically become a vigilator yeah. and I'll get to add that to my heraldry so if I'm from Caliban I get like a little tilt shield I so get like a, a nice uh, little roby thing to wear so it's like the boy scouts with little symbols on your yeah on your it, it, imagine like knights of old mm. or you know like your classic kind of knights of the round table sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. That's imagine that, but on Caliban. Well, that you know the whole robe est element of it was the knightly est side of right, the, yeah. Because yeah. on Caliban they were knights. These and guys that rode out on horses with armor and that they were like, the the, the honourable yeah. knights that you'd so, know. To to kind of be in a combat situation where that kind of uniform would have been a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As you, you know, drift do you know where the robes over armor comes from? It's from it's a holdover from the Crusades. I was going to say it's yeah, Templars, yeah. isn't it? So you would wear your armor, but of course, chainmail armor gets really hot with the sun directly on it. So what oh. you wear is you wear a robe over the top. So like Arabs do it. The Arabs do it. They wrap it in silk. Hence the white Hessian because it reflects yeah. the uh, yeah. it reflects the the heat. Like cricketers wear God white. Wills it? God dares fault. But as you as you drift closer to forty k, so like the Calibanites use the robes to distinguish themselves. We are Calibanites, so yeah. we wear the garb of Caliban. Right. Okay. So the fallen wear the robes because most of them just drop out of the warp and are like, where am I? What's going on? Yeah. But the forty k Dark Angels wear them because they lost Caliban. So it's like they they're trying to hold on to the culture it's of Caliban. Tradition kind of smell, yeah. Yeah. Whereas most of the in the heresy, in the in thirty k. Most of the Marines didn't wear them, or if they did wear them, they wore them when they weren't wearing their armor. Yeah, because it was more practical just to wear power armor. So basically, this means Jake doesn't need to sculpt all those robes then. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> but it depends on what they're going to be. You know, it's 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 like a 
uh, the way I saw robes, especially in 40k and to some extent in 30k, I always used to think of them as being vets. Well, no, you see, I saw it as yeah. a badge of office, you see. Yeah. Like, you know, like you've, you've earned well, the right. Yeah, yeah. Well done in your promotion, here's your dress. Those <laughs> <laughs> things, because right? I, I plan on doing a firewing army. Yeah. So because all my lot. So, so, hang on, like, so fire, firewing is the like destroyers. Yeah. No, that's Dreadwing. Oh, oh. So Firewing are the assassin boys, like the the, the get in there, kill your enemy HQs, and then seekers, vigilators, with vigilators. <laughs> yeah, they're going to check like, out the exam like kind of scouty typey. Yeah, dudes. well, like jump packs stuff like that. So right. my guys are majority seekers and jump packs, so I'm not going to have any robes because they're going to get in the way. Yeah, catch fire and shit. Right, so there's the, the the Dark Angels. I believe only have two. Well, two I've, got, I've, got, I've got the book open on three. I've got the book open on the. the I'll which go through them in, well, in order of the, as they come in the book. So their first, so the specialist units that they've got. The first one is the Inner Circle Knights Cenobium. So they're the guys who paint the armor. No, no, these white. are the Terminators. So the the inner the Inner Circle. So when you have, um, you know, how I talked about the the orders. Yeah. So each order is like a specialization within in the wing. Yeah. And then within the order you have the inner circle who are yeah. like the apex. So the if you think about I'll go back to the order of the broken claw. Yeah. These are the dudes that have hunted all the big Xenos monsters. Yeah. They've killed everything. They are the most skilled or they actually paint their armor bone white. Okay. Because of the Randang Xenocide. But these guys know how to kill monsters. Well, yeah. So the Synovium Terminators, in their rules, have an option to select uh, like bonus rules, be it like the ability to uh, re-roll ones in challenges, or oh. better monstrous creatures, more able to deny the witch, things like that. It represents so, them being like the elite within their order. So basically, veterans, but a bit more kind of pumped up. But they're the Terminator, the veterans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's their first unit, um, you know, we're not going to go into any detail about yeah, what they're yeah, capable of, but that's, yeah, the, that's their first unit. Um, so that's your Terminator models that they've got access to. Um, and and, and they, are they different models to like bog standard cat cataphracty? They're wearing cataphracty, but they have they all carry Tyrannic They want with the crazy heads. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're thinking swords. of the com companions. Oh, no, you're thinking of the companions. These guys have swords, but they also have the plasma casters on their wrist. So they've got um, like a plasma gun, yeah. which they can fire in Overwatch because they're just that good, despite wearing <laughs> cataphracty armor. They're the ones that the entire internet bitched and cried for a week so they could get a spark. Oh, oh, just those guys! Yeah. Oh, and so the reason why I want, I definitely want to start with that one is that they are the unit that have recently got a new variant of unit as as a PDF, which, which are what? the broken claws. Which are the broken claws? Are the <laughs> broken claws? Oh, see, I've not read any of them. Anyway, okay, so that's the first one. So you know, I'm just going to get you a picture of the um, Yeah, so you know how the they're Angels. doing the exemplary battles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Dark Angels 1 was Synovium Terminators from the Order of the Broken Claw. Yeah. They come up several times in the Black Book. These are the Synovium. Uh, yeah, the ones with the giant pedo hats. They're really cool. <laughs> no, that's God damn it, Dan. Sorry? These are the Synovium that we've been talking about. Oh, they have yeah. got big wings. The, 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 the ones with big wings on the heads are the companions, which oh, are the, the, the power armors. So the, the next one is the okay. Deathwing, the Deathwing companion detachment. So they're the they're the power armored bodyguards. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're the bodyguards. They're the ones that Jake's just painted recently. Yes, which yeah. look rubbish, by the way. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I say, Deathwing bodyguards. Yeah. Um, so the Deathwing Companions, their whole purpose is to defend their officer. So they're a retinue, basically. Right, okay. In terms of the games, you take them as a command squad. 
uh, they don't have they automatically pass lookout sir rules at uh, rolls um, they have reasonably good kit they've got a shield that can if they use the shield can give the whole squad an invulnerable save in terms of the law because the reason why they've got different parts of their armour painted white is because that's um, wounds or yeah. something so if they've taken a wound that has saved the life of their commanding officer yeah they paint that plate of their armour white. Yeah, I thought that was really clever, actually. And that's how they've introduced the white painted armour. So I just do them all with white heads for a yeah. piece of Headshot! <laughs> you can take them in Terminator armour, but they're not as good, because they lose access to the shields and okay. stuff like because that. Because they, they have a four of them all on the same, yeah, and then yeah. the, the reason why you'd want to have them in Terminator is so they could be cool-looking with shields, but they don't need to have the shield. So just give them a twin lightning claw, drops a good amount. So the next, so that's the the death wing, um, which are the models you know. Then the next wing, the next uh, unit is a one that doesn't currently have models, and these are the fire wing enigmatus cabal. What's with the name? The, uh, the, the uh, it's the worst thing I've. It's one of the things I've hated the most about the so Dark Angel release. Fire wing. Yeah, they're a trio of assassins. They have needle pistols. They have these swords that they can overcharge. So when they overcharge the swords, they're basically like AP two, mm-hmm. but they get hot. Okay. So these guys have specialised jump packs, so they can jump and then assault afterwards. So there's only three in a squad. Though. Only three in a squad. So yeah, three in a squad. Um, is it like one squad? The, yeah, they, they literally don't have any options to add more to them either. Yeah. Law wise, they're the kind of guys that you would um, you would dip, you would send them in as like on a vector. From, yeah. from a flank so they're, they're going in to kill a commanding officer while the rest of your army moves up and so if you've got a jump pack can you keep strike them I think something? so yeah, yeah. Uh, they've not got they've got scout instead of uh, deep oh, strike oh, no, no, jump, jump packs come with the deep strike rule but that depends on no, whether they got, count got as normal jump packs, packs because they've got specific named jump packs they've got the so, so basically rules. three dudes really good swords scouts so that means you can move after deployment which is what 12 inches for a jump pack so they're quite nippy then they're quite good I, I think they're quite good they're, they're, they're a characterful unit but they, are they kind they're, of power armoured guys yeah, so the power armour the they get the calibanite charge blade which gets rending if you overcharge oh, is it, it rending rending and gets hot needle so. pistol uh, shroud bombs which basically is um, like a, yeah you have to take leadership test to charge yeah and then this enigmatist pattern jump pack which uh, any unit that includes da, 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 they gain a 5 plus cover save and cannot be a target of overwatch attacks if they choose to activate the jump packs during the assault phase are they jump pack infantry? Uh, they are jump pack inf- they're jump infantry character they're basically a, they're, then, they're assassins more yeah. and then they have the signs of the firing which is to do with the characters that can join them as things I thought like. we weren't going to do rules uh, just quickly because um, it, this is a unit that's not really looked at uh, either they get scout and hatred characters. So ultimately, they're if character if, if assassins. You're, if you're going to kind of convert these from normal dudes, you'd be looking at say Mark IV jump packy types. Yeah, so mo- Marines most type people type. use yeah. Mark IVs with needle pistols and yeah, fancy swords. Really. Yeah. See, I'd be pushing for Mark VI because they're meant to be more stealthy type armor. But yeah, we don't. That's get, just me. Do you get Mark VI jump packs? Yeah, not uh, the Forge World. They're the normal 40k ones. Yeah, yeah but they don't. They do. Look, they don't. Look yeah, like I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I mean, Mark they've got four. Is where it's at, man. If I was to use the uh, any back, if I was going to use jump packs, I'd use the um, ones from Blood Angels, the the Dawnbreaker ones. It makes me real sad that that Workshop have changed the law so they can push Mark Six. What do you mean? As in what the? Um, well, originally not. Yeah, yeah. Marine. Originally, yeah. not all legions got Mark Six in a large amount. They all got some, but they yeah. didn't get loads of it. 
workshop recently put out a White Dwarf article there where they were like, by the end of the heresy, all the legions were like using Mark VI as the mainstay, and it's like, no, they no, fucking weren't. That's, that's to go completely off topic. Well, not off topic, but off episode. That's where they'll be pushing for Mark II box, which we can discuss another day. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We'll discuss that next time. Anyway, but, but so, the thing is, though, but that, that's that's just kind of like marketing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's obvious. Just, it's it's a sound technique. Okay, so, so the next unit they've got is the Dreadwing. The, these are the world burners. The what? The Dreadwing. So the, you know the guys that turn up and just eat phosphex around. Okay. Yeah, Dreadwing interemptors. So, so the, these are the guys with the Special plasma, plasma guns. Plasma flamers, basically. So dudes, terminators. No, no, just regular dudes. Power armor. In, you know how in the um, what's it called? Uh, the, the special battle packs. What they're called. Uh, exemplary battles. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 what, uh, the, the online thing. Yeah. Oh, those. Yeah, yeah. they're cool. They are. <laughs> they're, uh, there's increasingly they're the colours like new like legion specific versions of destroyers. Okay. They're effectively the dark okay. angels legion. So although well, oddly they don't count as destroyers. No. So do you think right? And okay, this is me throwing a question yeah, out to, to the group slash the world. Do you think the stuff that's coming in this excellent this okay. Exactly battle. Thank you, Dan. The stuff that's appearing in that, do you think that will then get kind of crowbarred into like the next version of the rules? Uh, if it doesn't, people will kick off. Yeah, because yeah. people have gone out and built units based well, around well, I, I've acquired AMRs and my the, the World Eater unit, which I'm red handed, to, yeah. which, we, which I'm yet, yet to use. The thing is, it's they're pushing the destroyers. Yeah. Right. So, so why do you think they're pushing the destroyers? They are um, heresy-specific units. There's rarely get used. They yeah, they rarely get used, and it, I think you'll I think you'll probably see in the not too distant future a destroyer-specific right of war. But, a bit like if you think about like um, Pride of the Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Where it says veteran squads and yeah. Terminator squads oh, and spe- any any Legion-specific Terminators that count as elites become troops yeah, as well yeah. you could do that with destroyers but of course if there's legion specific destroyer rules uh, units like you're red handed everybody's yeah, everybody's yeah, got a reason yeah. to go and buy destroyers yeah. Yeah. it's also and they've just re-released the, the yeah, basic they, destroyer they re-released well. the destroyer pack but I've also now seen the new destroyers compared to the old ones and they are bigger yeah uh, yeah, they're, they're slightly bigger they're, they're, more, they're them. more in line with the plastic chaos marines really? Mm. yeah okay so that which will then tie in with the the suspicion that the Mark Sixes in the the what we've seen in the they pictures are slightly bigger. Anyway. But anyway, it's no problem for me. I ain't buying Mark Six. You hate them Mark Six. You hate them Mark Three, Mark Three, and Mark Four, man. Mark Three. Anyway, interrupters basically they all have plasma weapons. The plasma flamers. They're dirt. They're really really good. Because they've been out a while. They have. They also have rad grenades as standard. Yeah, rad grenades. They're so, basically like souped-up destroyers with so, like jump packs. So are they classed as a troop, a, a non-compulsory troop? They're no, no, they're, they're an elite, elite choice. An elite choice. Yeah, okay. elite choice. At the moment, Unless you take the Dreadwing right of war, which in which case they flicks, become flicks mandatory over. troops. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's we won't discuss the like the Dark Angels rules, like no, the, the Legion no. rules and stuff in the Rights of War, because obviously that they have like twelve of them. And we've just done. Ain't nobody got time for that. We've just done three and a half hours of law. So. <laughs> well, so that's the Dreadwing Entrance. Next one. I mean, you said you want one or two. They've got 
more than most of the I legions. thought they had only one too. Uh, then you've got the Iron Wing Exindio class battle automata. These, these the are the Iron Men. The Iron Men. Right, right, okay. So these things, I mean, like I said, not going to go into the rules because there's just so many rules for this guy. You'd, we'd spend the next hour talking about him. But yeah, basically, the cool thing about them, they are just effectively crazy battle crazy, crazy robots, robots. Yeah, um, with the option any tech marine or forge world uh, basically can blow them up or something like that. It's got a kill switch. Okay. Uh, right, and then we've got the characters, so... Uh, no, we don't have to do the characters. Well, I was just going to say, Corson yeah. is one of them. Uh, Marduk Cedras and uh, the line. Marduk Cedras is like the, the current voted lieutenant of the Dreadwing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is the other thing that they changed after the um, com conversion to wings from hosts. The Any given force has to have a commander of the wings. So even though the wingmaster isn't there... Every member of that wing votes, and the the person who wins the vote becomes the voted lieutenant. Yeah. So he essentially becomes the commander of that wing in that situation. But Marek Sedras is the current voted lieutenant of the Dread Wing. Okay. okay. And then the lion. And the yeah, the lion. And then we got the lion as well. So yeah, they've got what five special units. Lionel. Lionel, Lionel Johnson. This is it. Well, actually, Corson. I've never actually looked at Corson's rules. And he's pretty spicy. I mean, he's weapon skill seven for a start. He has precision so strike threes. So yeah, he's he, got gets, he gets strikes. the Dark Angel special rule for having a sword. Which yeah. is what? Plus, Plus one. one. No, it's so not. It's you hit on a three. Hit on if three. It, if it's worth. Oh, yeah, worth his, yeah. his weapon is plus two strength AP one melee two handed mastercrafted duelist triumph. Which when fighting in the challenge, I'm slow. Jesus, Dan, I'm trying to process that. A two-handed, which means he doesn't get an extra attack. Correct. Mastercraft, which means you re-roll hits. Re one, one. Hit. one hit, thank you. What was the other one? Duelist Triumph, which is what I was about to jump into, which is its own special rule. Go on. When in fighting a challenge, all of his weapons' attacks have the instant death special rule. What does precision strikes do in combat? Yeah, it means uh, you can... Because... You're basically you hit anybody who's in base to base combat with you. Yeah, so you can't do a with you. So you, you can't do a look out. You can say, I want the mortar gun, this guy. You know, and you know what? This is what I was thinking about the other day, right? Is book one, me, OG, book nine. I'm not what? No, what I'm book nine. He's book nine. I'm my warriors. I'm like. Well, no, 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 no. But as in what you're reading, as but, in God. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so World Eaters, book one. Oh, our Dark Angels are absolute bullshit. Oh, oh, you're talking about in terms of the comparison of rules. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, this is, yeah, but this is why a lot of people have been expecting a 2.0 to come because there's the so... Because was on crack when he wrote book eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The, 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 the difference done. between, the, the like I say, I mean, just look at the specialist units that they get. They look at the um, the rights of war that they get. To, to be honest, I would yeah. be, would be I, total surprised if I, there's not much change to the Dark Angels in a new edition. No, I would honestly be surprised if the Dark Angels don't have the most changes. Really? Yeah, yeah because they're bullshit. Because I remember when I remember yeah, when, true. when the Dark I remember previously when we talked about this, Dark Angels came out. We're talking about the rights of war. And in all the previous rights of wars, it said these these rights of war supersede the other. Yeah, and it doesn't ones, in the Dark Angels. Whereas it doesn't say in the Dark Angels. So like you had various other legions who kind of got kind of like okay this is like for, for the night lords I think it is night lords yeah you had know, one supersede you know in like, okay this is instead of this this is it's just like, I've not even got to the other bit on this guy either his armor is two up 
4 be vulnerable, which improves to a 3 up against close combat attacks. So in combat, he's got a 3 up in vulnerable save. That's he's like not a eternal warrior, though, is he? So he's trash. <laughs> he's trash. Trash. See, that, that's like. That's is he, my is he, um, on the he's Master of the Legion. I was going to say, is he loyalist only, I take? Oh, yeah, yeah they're all not loyalist only, yeah. <laughs> oh, the irony. That was, <laughs> that was the thing when Ran's rules came out. Everyone was like, he hasn't got a tonal warrior, he's wank. And it's like, no, he's, he's really good. But he doesn't die. What? Uh, so what? A Baden doesn't die, and he yeah. doesn't have a tonal warrior. <laughs> on, on that yeah. basis, why is there an Argyle Talmol? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, just get that in the ribs there. And Zardu Layak. And Zardu Layak. But then, then all oh, that was so funny reading that comment. You're, you're going to have your your fanboy esque type kind of like only fans <laughs> kind of like wank bank kind of scenario where they're like, their favourite character shouldn't go down like, you know, like yeah. the Titanic. Well, whereas for me, Khan. Obviously, apart from when I made that tactical error against Kirk. (laughs) 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 For me, Khan leads from the front. Yeah, yeah, as he should do. He's the ever living. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and 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 that's what it comes down to. But that, no. or is that, that was favorite, my favorite thing I've read on the internet for a while. I was something on the Word Bearers uh, th- uh, Facebook group, and somebody's going, "Sorry, but Lex, such a cool character. I hope he does something cool in the <laughs> in the Siege of Terror." <laughs> <laughs> I told you what I thought was going to happen, didn't I? Because yeah. I got myself super hype. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Zardu Layak is going to bring mm-hmm. back Argyle Tau." Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so Zardu Layak. I tell you what, it's word bearer. Hold this until yeah, let's do word, word bearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that'll be better. Be before. Cool. Uh, first of all, can I just say a little round of applause for Ross? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Legend, that was amazing. I mean, I've got to say, like, I came into this not knowing much about the heresy era Dark Angels. It's like you know, like Jack and Ori. But it's because I've not because I've not featured heavily in the main series at all. <laughs> I've not I don't want to do. I've never really got into the downloading the digital like shorts and stuff like that, yeah. which is the way I know a lot of their stories hits. And I've not got round to reading book nine yet. So nah, this has been really informative to learn. To, to be honest, go, coming coming from the um, uh, the unification wars, is it yeah. like, like kind of like you know like let's bring Earth together under like the, the NATO banner. All the way through to like, kind of like, actually, hang on a second, this is what's going down. How you found all that information, that is phenomenal. You need to be a researcher, my man. Like, the majority of it is in in book nine. Okay. Um, I've also read all the Dark Angels stuff from Black Library. Okay. Um, And I did a bit of research in looking into the shorts that I hadn't read. Right. So I found a couple of them online and read them. Um, And weirdly enough, like, the, the Wikipedia, like, what like Lexicanium mm. these days because Lexicanium is maintained by like it's like a Wikipedia so like a group of people yeah, can update yeah, yeah. it it's it, yeah, quite it's a really good because it cites where everything is okay. so because it's got like it's bibliography at the bottom I can go if I'm looking for something particular I can go and look where, where like it it's come from. from can you just tell that some history students have had in the past because they <laughs> go why have I got to write a bibliography it's like because you're not the only person researching this yeah. it's like when um Wikipedia is not like a trusted academic source, no. but all the places that Wikipedia draws its information from usually are. Right. So if you've read something on Wikipedia, just go down to where it's like the bibliography and then look at those. Right. So okay. it, when I when I was reading through the um, the Dark Angels Lexicanium entry, 
I found the thing about Perditus. And I was like, I can't remember, I, I remember the Perditus thing happening, but I don't know where it is. And it wasn't in the black book, because it was a short story. Yeah. So I was able to find which short story it was, go and right read it, the, right the and then put it put it into the timeline. Ah. What was the short that was the, like, the last Dark Angel short before the siege? So was it Dreadwing? Dreadwing, yeah, but yeah. that doesn't do anything other mm. than talk about... No, like, but it, that is the last interaction with the lion that we have yeah. in the the Heresy series. And it's like, it was a part of the... Like the Christmas yeah. series, like in 2020. So the, the, the Dreadwing book basically talks about him destroying the traitor homeworlds. Okay. Um, but that's, you know, it slots into the timeline just before the siege books start. Siege books start. So the, they're still leaving the door open for him to make like a real late entry into the, into the, into the siege, but I don't think he will until after it's finished. Mm. But yeah, that was our Dark Angels lore episode. That's good. Man. Thank you very much. For just seriously. before we close, though, we ought to do the roll for the next was, one. I was I was say, and we ought to video it as well. Oh, have we got a D twenty? Uh, no, we've got a. Dice we roll. have a digital one. Oh, digital roll. So are we, are we videoing this? Roll twelve you, for me, man. Can you? Can you? You can screen video that, can't you? Uh, uh, what I'll do is I'll roll it and then take a photo. Hopefully, we won't leave it as long to do the next one. Hopefully, it's a good legion. It's salamanders. Oh yeah! Oh, it's my boy. One to eighteen. So, so okay, kind of like throwing a few ideas around. How about we do this? Uh, more, more for you because you're hmm. you're kind of like the storyteller. So why don't we do it every couple of months? Well, I'd say once one a month. No, no, no because no. their livers won't recover, and I don't have enough time to do that. Okay. The thing is, though, so we, one every we, other month. If we're going to get cooked every every like, every couple of months, or even why don't we go once a quarter? We, also, we don't want to leave it three years between each one. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll die before we get to the eighteen. We'll do it every couple of months. Well, I might. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it every couple of months, probably. Next couple of months they're going to drop V2 anyway, so we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, we've still, we still got like a normal episode to go through. By yeah, minute. this is not part of our no, regular broadcast. If we're feeling cheeky, we might even put out a normal episode this month as well. Well, the thing is, though, well, next weekend... Uh, With this not, content set, Ambassador, you're really next, spoiling us. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll have a chat offline about this for when I'm next available. And then, you know what I mean, we can, I can still bring a bottle of rum with me and we can still kind of do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, this has gone... It not it's gone exactly as I was hoping it well, would you, go because I'm like <gasps> yeah and that, oh my god because what, what, what? we were talking about this on the way is like you know you, obviously you were going to do all, most of the legwork in this one I know a little bit about it but you are acting as the person who knows I know nothing, nothing about this nothing. I think salamanders will be really good because I know a lot and I don't think any of you know much about salamanders other than what I've read in the salamanders is obviously the, the skin colour yeah uh, as well as the bloke who leads the... Sorry, the prime... <laughs> the bloke! <laughs> All right, mate! <laughs> so the dude who leads the salamanders can't die. And I remember when you were telling me once about where it was dropped from orbit. Yeah. And, was kind of, and I was like... That was at McCrag. And I was like, no! You know that whole thing about... Um, um, like the uh, uh, Gulliman and Sanguinius making a new Imperium. Yeah. And yeah. it occurs going to the drop pods. Yeah. That's when... Uh, um, what's yeah. the name? Ends up... Vulcan's temporarily dead body was there as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll worry about that in a minute. I mean, the, what yeah. I know is what I've read in the novels, well, the basically. Is, but well, beyond like that, the they're just guys with fire with flamers. From, like the local heresy scene, as as you know, as we're concerned, is you're the only person with an army. No one else has discussed salamanders. You've got 
another Night Lords player in the mix. Yeah. You've got various other, like obviously you've got Smurfs, I've got Smurfs. You've got everything. You know, Ali's yeah. got Smurfs. All this kind of stuff. So all the, everybody's kind of got multiple. No one I'm else has gone word there. I think, oh, no, I'm not. I think Steve, you'll find. Apart from, uh, yeah, the, no the, one's gone word No, there. I think you'll find, apart from Iron Hands, and I think. He, Keith, he, Keith's got. Well, no, no. What I was saying, apart from Iron Hands, the other two leaders, so Ravenwing and Salamanders, don't generally get represented no. because they're shattered legions. They aren't featured heavily in the stories. And I really like. I really like the um, Keith's legion. Um, Iron Hands. I, I, yeah. I really like you see, that. you say that, but there's more, more novels about the Salamanders. Than oh yeah, yeah. I know, they're, they're, but they don't feature in like on mass legion strength. No, they don't. No. They are. A broken legion. Well, well, for me, I think it's more to do with the kind of like, you know, bros before hoes scenario with regards to your legion. So it's like the only reason I chose the world eaters is because it's like the predecessors of corn and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And also it's like my fighting style. Well, then if I look at all the other legions and I'm like, nothing really takes my fancy. Emperor's children like the sound of, but they didn't play as I expected. This is why you've not really picked a second legion to work on, yeah. have you? And blue and white is dead easy to paint, yeah. Should we um, wrap up? Should we yeah, wrap up, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you all. Hope you enjoyed that, and we'll see you on the next episode of False Facts Party. Peace. <laughs>